Right outside the lion's den with your hosts, Steve Mathis and featuring the seven deuce deuce, Adam and Tignap. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, March 5th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific of the Tidal Wave. Atlanta Supercross has come and gone. The Triple Crown. Another race. Triple Crown. Lots to talk about. The 250 guy won the race without even winning a race. Six different winners in six main events. Oh, my God, I love it. It's fantastic. One of those winners, well, two of those winners, I should say, are going to be on tonight. Justin Brayton of the MCR Honda team, he will be on tonight to talk about his win in that nutso 450 opening main event. Zach Osborne, friend of the show, he will be on as well. He took the main event win number one as well in the 250 class. Second overall for Zacho, fourth overall for Brayton. Carlin Gardner will be on, a privateer guy. That uh, Real cool dude, real cool story. Uh, he's an 805 uh, rider, which I have an 805 uh, phone number, so I appreciate him in every which way. He's a 250 West guy, but he's headed out east on a 450. Carlin Gardner will join us tonight. Also, um, Chris Kiefer, hopefully. He's flying right now, complaining nonstop about having to go to Atlanta, and uh, he will be on later to probably complain about traveling some more. Complain That's about right. everything, and then he will uh, he'll join us to talk about Atlanta. Much more. Jason Thomas, of course, will be on. We got 
Braden and Osborne and Gardner and Atlanta and Thomas and Kiefer. Oh, my God, it's so exciting. Thanks to BTOsports.com. Thanks to Fly Racing. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Killing it with the HEP Suzuki team right now, as well as the MCR boys. Vortex Racing Gear Alloy. Roost MX. Vertex Pistons. We are giving away. A 2018 Cowie 250F High Comp Racer's Choice Vertex Pistons on the show tonight. So if you have a Cowie KX250F, we are going to give you a Vertex Piston. Uh, also, too, uh, uh, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF. Love those guys at FMF and all the things they do for the sport. Uh, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get data all on board with us tonight. And you people, thank you. Appreciate it. Get the show on TuneIn, live on TuneIn app. Get the show on the PulpMX app. Also, all the archives are on the PulpMX app, so you want to check that out. You can do searches and everything else. Uh, also, to Patreon. Got some special stuff going on for you people at Patreon. Uh, early access podcasts, uh, a T-shirt here and there, some deals if you need it. Patreon.com, help us out a little bit. And Amazon, if you're going to buy from Amazon, go to pulpamex.com. Click on the Amazon banner there, or Amazon widget, I should say. Takes you to Amazon, and uh, yeah, we get a little slice of that, and we're able to keep bringing guys in, flying them in from across the country, up and down, into the studio and out, just for you people, just to make you people happy uh in studio with us our regular co-host privateer hero you know him as a seven deuce deuce we know him as adam Entignap. what's up buddy how are you <laughs> what's up steve so happy to be back on the show thank you what's <laughs> happening privateer hero adam Entignap. dude just uh living life racing supercross trying to make a paycheck having fun trying to make these main events just getting it done how's the wrapping coming is there much or has it been on the back burner um it's definitely been on the back burner but i do have some pretty cool stuff in store subway wrap too subway wrap <laughs> no subway subway's kind of been putting on the on the super super back burner we are coming <laughs> we are coming out of the first commercial with with subway wrap we are playing it tonight oh, oh my gosh i love it we're playing I, it tonight i, I still have people coming up to me talking about how yeah. amazing that rap is well, perhaps you know, I'm no marketing genius, but maybe you should fire up another one. <laughs> when they did Star Wars, bro, they didn't go, hey, look how successful oh, Star Wars is. Man. You know what? Let's not do another one. Let's not do another one. They didn't say that. They didn't do that. Yeah, but there were so many, so many versions of a number one movie where they should not have done a number two. You know, you just, you leave Empire it. Strikes Back, they, Indiana Jones. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I have a lot of ones where they could have done it. Yeah, it's just, you know, when you have something so legendary, you kind of just want to leave the legend and you don't want to spoil it, you know? No. No, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Braden, Osborne, Gardner on the show tonight. Kiefer, JT. Man, we got a lineup. We, we, uh, we have, do. We have a We absolutely up. do. 702-586-7857. If you have a question for Adam Ekingnap or myself, or you want to talk Atlanta or anything else, please give us a call. Taking uh, your phone calls, handing, holding the show down, working on many other things during the show, the guy in the corner getting here later and later every Monday, <laughs> the Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? How'd you do in fantasy? Um, Absolutely killed it, didn't you? 296. What was the number one score? Three. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Okay. But ish. What? Three. Ten? Yeah, something like that. Okay. 
So you almost, I think it was like I think it might have actually been up to like three twenty. Remember, everybody had all eight riders. We hope you should have. Somehow somebody got twenty six. So <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Well, but uh, they're not they're not real players. No, most people. You can tell you can tell when everyone has all eight riders because the gifts that we get on Twitter. Yeah. They're they're way down. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not as, not as many angry people. No, no, no. They're I want to thank Cedric Supeross and Brandon Hartraft. I would too for personally banging my butthole hard with no lube. <laughs> I want to thank them yeah, for you that. Like that because they were the top scores in each class. Were they not? Yes, and I had them both. Yes, it was great. And I had them both the week in Tampa. Before. Yeah, that was nice. When neither one made the main event, and they were both in position two. You oh. know what it is. Oh. It's all your smack, your, your your crap talk catching up to you. What do you mean crap talk? About uh, being better than, than JT and Parabinos. I, I mean, I have been. I have been. <laughs> I, that's facts. Yeah, I mean, it's not smack talk if it's, if it's, it, it, if it's, it's the not. real deal. Anyways, I don't. I'm winning. I'm you're, winning. You're doing you're, well. You're losing. Um, what do you mean? What? I don't know. Oh. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Hey, I don't know what's going on with the TV. The Leaf game was on, and now it went all janky. So, um, race tech suspension, uh, race tech rant of the day. <laughs> I'm gonna go try to fix this. Um, race tech use the code Pulpamex eighteen to save at Race Tech. We love those guys. Hep Suzuki using them. Uh, MCR Honda guys, get your suspension oil changed. Uh, you know, if you don't have the secret hookup like some privateers do, I'm not gonna name any names. <laughs> Schmadam Schmentingnap, use race tech, okay? Use race tech. So Adam has a few things or something to get off his chest here, and I'll chime in when I can, but I got to go fix the TV. Go ahead. Okay. So my race tech rant right now is that I am so freaking sick of these people complaining about these tracks. Like every single week, Steve, I'm like, Dude, I just hear more bitching and more bitching about, oh, the track's so bad, this this transition's terrible, this jump's terrible, oh my gosh, the rhythm section's so bad. I'm like, dude, you're working with the best guys in the world. I mean, two years ago, we had, or a year ago, we had these guys, the rain was coming every single weekend on the West Coast, and these guys had these tracks mint. I mean, yeah, they're not, they're not like the best tracks in the whole entire world, but it's like, dude, these guys are working nonstop, 24-7, and we get this perfectly prepped track, and it's just like, it's it's absolutely insane how many people are bitching about, oh, this section, that section. It's like, dude, you don't even realize how good of a track that we get on the weekends. I go to some of these tracks back east, and I'll go to some other tracks where you get there, and you're like, oh, man. Um, this is not going to be a good day. I mean, dude, I've showed up to Lake Elsinore before and the track's been just like a complete dust bowl. It's absolutely insane. I can't even like, I can't even believe that we get half the complaints that I get about the track when it's like the dirt's perfect. The jumps are, you know, prepped between every other session. I mean, it's like, it's absolutely insane, Steve. I don't, I don't get it. I'm guilty of that because I'll, t- I'll tell you what, when you go to talk to racers who didn't have a good night, they bring up the track. Yeah, but I mean... And it's so, a- no, but wait, so I get that, I hear it, and, I, and my job as in, in the media is to sort of, I'm a conduit to let people know what the racers were thinking, you know, a lot of times. Yeah. And a lot of times the guys are bagging on the track. Yeah, and it's like, you know, just quit bitching 
accept the fact that you sucked that night because you weren't feeling it or, you know, your setup wasn't whatever. It The tracks, you know, you have to learn. We, we get these tracks every weekend and they're brand new tracks. And sometimes, you know, you're not going to fit a perfect track. But it doesn't mean that the track's bad. These transitions, I feel like, have gotten 100 times better. Every time I talk to Dirtworks, they're listening. They're doing their job. They fix transitions. There was multiple things that I was like, hey, guys, you know, I did press day. I went over there. There was a couple things that needed to get fixed. And Justin Brayton talked to him, too. And they went out. Boom, boom, boom. Tracks fixed. The transition was 100 times better. I mean, dude, these guys are doing everything they possibly can um, with the time that they have. When you go out and They you, can be better, though. How, okay, how? Tell me how they can be better. They need more dirt in a lot of these tracks. Okay, but is that Dirtworks' problem? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. Right. I don't think it's their problem. And if you want to complain about the tracks not being prepped enough, then we then something has to happen with either the TV coverage or I don't, I don't really know. That's not my expertise. But they're doing what they can in the time. And when I see those guys out there, when I see Dirtworks on the track, I mean, it's like ballet it's they're just as pro as us at riding dirt bikes as prepping the track i mean when you see these guys flipping the dirt people don't understand how hard it is to take a dozer and cut something perfectly flat when you're trying to go over something bumpy like when you're taking a dozer forward and you're trying to cut it so that you're cutting the bumps away and you're doing it in one pass like that guy does you don't realize how much you can really fuck that up with a dozer like if you get on that thing i've taken complete chunks out of the earth with yeah. a dozer no, it's you know what hard. i mean it's it's, it's, it's not easy no it's, it's not, not easy, easy. No. and then you see the guys with the you know with the skid steers going over the top of those jumps at like mach 10 it's like happening they do it so fast and they do so much so fast you know these guys can only do so much and these guys are these guys are pro at what they do. So seven deuce deuces, race tech round of the night. Stop bitching about the tracks. <laughs> Stop bitching about the tracks. These tracks are good. I mean, I think they're definitely better this year than than some of the tracks last year. Um, you know, they're they're listening to the riders, they're listening to the people, they're listening to freaking pulp MX. They're they're everywhere and and I think they've taken note of what's going on and I really think that we need to give Dirtworks a little bit of credit. Jason, what's up? You want to talk to the Seven Deuce Deuce? Yo, I'm on. You're on, bro. Sweet. Hey, uh, Adam, it's Jason from uh, up in Canada. What up, bro? I, uh, hey, how you doing, man? Good. Good, good. Hey, I just wanted to, uh, yeah, I just wanted to jump on and just, like, tell you guys a little story about when I first met Adam. I was uh, at a race in Chilliwack when he was up doing some uh, arena cross, and uh, I was lucky enough to pit next to him, and Dude, just like when I first met him, I was like, this guy is too much. I don't know if I can handle him. He's, <laughs> too, he's like too stoked. N Newf and then, Newf and Galdi also had those feelings. They also had those like, feelings. Canadians are very reserved like, people. Yep. Yeah. And then, but man, the so the story is like, Adam just came off the track and I think it was like at a practice session or something. Maybe he was out there and, uh, yeah, there was, like, this little girl who walked by who he must have known from, like, the weekend before. And you could tell, like, her eyes just lit up. And he, like, stopped everything he was doing and was like, hey, you know, you could, you never came and gave me a hug before my practice. And she was just, like, so wide-eyed. And I was like, dude, this guy is, he fits, like, right in up here in Canada. It was so sick. 
So anyway, Hell yeah. like instant fan and, uh, yeah, we've been cheering for you. That's cool. awesome, bro. I appreciate Thank, the story. Thanks, Thank you. man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Take it easy, guys. Uh, Tony, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to kind of uh, – I, I had heard you guys talk about it yesterday on the uh, review uh, of Atlanta, but I just wanted to kind of ask you the question of what do you think they can do to make the press conferences more exciting? Because it just seems like there's – really nobody in the room with the writers and they're just very it seems regimental where they've got a, a canned statement pretty much for everything really no polarizing figure like the deuce deuce to kind of you know liven things up and kind of exciting it um i was just curious well your your opinions on that i get my tv to work here tony to watch the toronto maple leaf game right now i'm very upset i'm, re- I'm liable to, to start yelling and screaming about something um, <laughs> really no but listen um it's, I think it's all on the riders and teams. I hate to say that. The Feld guys have started the press conferences and they brought people in. And you're right, Tony. The riders, they don't seem like they want to be there most of the time. The teams are all asked to bring guys to the press conference who didn't finish on the podium. And it seems like less and less teams are bringing people. Um, they don't want to wait along. They don't want to wait for the press, to, for the press conference to be over. They don't want to be up there and... I, I don't know if I had a better idea, uh, I would maybe say it, but it definitely seems a little bit, you know, like it's not working out. It's it, these guys don't want to, don't want to be there even when they're on the podium. Yeah. And the guys don't want to come who's off the podium. They don't, they don't feel like they have anything to talk about. Nobody's excited to talk to the media, which I, maybe that falls on us. Cause we're idiots. I don't quite know, but it's, I do know that I don't think it's working. You know, I think it. I think it's pretty cool. They've expanded opening ceremonies to include some riders that you know don't normally get the attention. Um, but it just seems like if they had maybe the top five or the top seven guys up there, that way they can, you know, talk about the race and inspire each other to kind of, you know, continue the story along. It just, it's like I said, it just seems like they're like you said, they just don't want to be there. They want to get it done as quick as possible. But obviously, without fans and everything else, that you know, it's yeah. kind of. Going in the opposite direction, I'm sure the yeah. intending it to. Yeah, a little bit, man. Um, I, but you know what? Like, I talked to a, a guy that I really respect. Uh, he manages a team, and I said, uh, "Hey, uh, um, you know, w- what are you doing here?" And he's like, oh, "I'm bringing my riders." And I'm like, "Oh, cool." To the press conference, you know, I didn't see any of his guys, so I was kind of like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, my guys are coming." I'm like, "Oh, cool." And then uh, I saw him later on. He's like, "I'm not going to sit there and wait and make these guys wait for 20 minutes while the podium guys do their press conference." And I'm like. Oh, okay. So, twenty minutes. These guys are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, but twenty minutes is too much to wait. I, you know, I don't know. It bums me out a little bit. I don't quite have a better idea though. But I don't. I don't think it's working. So. Oh man. Well, can I can I do one more uh, just for the deuce deuce? Um, Quickly. Back when you and you and your brother got hurt uh, last year uh, at uh, Las Vegas. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you remember, I tweeted you about doing like a reality show with you guys. And uh, it looks like those race cross, racetrack supercross guys kind of stole the idea and they're kind of running with it. I was just curious what you you think about uh, possibly doing something like that since you and your brother are very, uh, very likable. likable Bro, I would tell you right, I will tell you right now, racetrack supercross does not, wouldn't have shit 
on a reality TV show Boom. between me and Tyler. Boom. Like, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think what Racetrack Supercross did was awesome, and the way they, they laid it out was super, super cool. But, dude, if you got – if somebody's got the money and you got a camera and you want some exposure <laughs> – Come film me and Tyler, because you guys will have a show. You know what I mean? It'll be like, I'm talking ratings above the Kardashians, bro. Wow, that's big. That's, that's big. I, I'm calling um, big things. Stamp thanks, it. Uh, thanks, Tony. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hey, appreciate you. Uh, Later, boys. Flyracing.com. Best gear out there, bro. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? What's happening? Seven Deuce Deuce in the house. You JT, know. what's up? What up? What up? What up? Um, Flyracing.com. Please check them out. From Weston Pike was wearing fly racing when he was flying through the air. Flying, fly, dude. Good God! <laughs> yeah, Is... that... Go ahead, JT. That's not really how we want. Uh, that's not really how we want him showcasing the gear. I'm just glad he got up. Oh. Anybody else would probably still be laying there. Oh. I can't believe he raced. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how he did it either. Especially... Is he okay? Is everything okay, <laughs> bro? Weston's always okay, bro. <laughs> I don't. I mean, is that even a question, dude? Like, do do you even really need to ask that, Steve? He's always okay. <laughs> um, hey, so all right. Before we get to Brayton's coming up real quickly, the number one topic I think of the night and on social media about uh, Atlanta was uh, Forkner and Osborne's collision, and lots of different viewpoints. Lots of people very upset about this. Swiss Core is wants to. Hang Forkner on a, on a on a cross. I think uh, other people, you know, uh, other people are just like, hey, it's racing. We got a couple of voicemails as well. That we got a lot of voicemails, but here's a couple examples of voicemails we got about that incident. Well, Jeff, how do you feel about that move for uh, Forkner on an Osborne? Well, Ralph, let me tell you, I like a good cross jump. You know, just as good as anybody else. Actually, I like cross jumps a lot because I used to do them, and especially when I see a green bike cross jumping. But I'm a little torn because I work for Husky. So, you know, I'm just going to continue uh, making some horrible, horrible commentary for the rest of the race. Oh, back shit. To the race, back to the race. Oh, shit. Gentlemen, very rarely do I call in and leave a voicemail. Nash. Nash. But I'm deeply concerned for Jeff Emick. I feel that he may be <laughs> indulging in some of his 20-year-old Lake Havasu stash. I'm watching <laughs> the race again for the second time today on Sunday. Oh, shit. And Forkner clearly cuts over drifts over on purpose and tries to guard the inside line. Jeff Emig is the king of doing this when he raced. And for him to even say anything other than it's Forkner's clear fault that this happened, he's definitely smoking. He's a blunt blunt huffing donkey smoking his Arizona stash. By the way, Subaross is king. Subaross, TV's dad must be grinding it with him. Have a great night. Um, Nash never calls in, so I, we had to play that. Trap, did you get that as a drop, bro? <laughs> duly, no, duly noted. Um, okay, so Fro's getting hammered here. He on TV, he played it off like, "Hey, racing incident." JT, you were upset about it in, a, in our group text. I lean more towards racing incident. Forkner came out and said he did try to move a bit to protect the inside because probably what Osborne did to him in. Um, in Tampa was coming to mind. Osborne was side by side with him. JT, what's your take on everything? Like, how how much of the blame pie does Forkner get? Um, yeah, he he definitely was trying to move. You know, I also think he he over jumped the jump before it, and um, he compressed pretty hard, and it shot him a bit left. So, 
his lean to protect the inside plus that I think he definitely compressed more than he wanted to and got a little erratic. Uh, and that's why you basically see his bike kind of sideways in some mm-hmm. of the photos that I've seen. Um, I backed off a little bit from as mad as I was at the time. Oh. Just kind of, I watched it like a million times and I do think he was moving a little bit, which you've got to be just ultra careful with moving in the air when, when somebody's already committed because yeah. you just, you have no exit on that. Like if somebody's already committed and already left the ground, like you, man, you really have to think about what you're committing yourself to because that guy is basically his, his safety's in your hands at that point. So uh, I don't think, I don't think Forkner left the ground with the intention to knock Zach down. I don't think that. Well, um, I, I mean, Forkner's got to know, like, if I move over, this dude could land on my back. Like, they're because the, he saw them coming I mean, into the section, land, you know? How's he going to land? I don't think he's going to land on his back because he's he's ahead of them and they're really going to land in the same spot. So I don't, I don't really well, follow if you, you there. If you cut over, if you uh, cut over in the middle of a, of, a, of a jump, in the middle of the rhythm section, and Zach, Zach's behind you, then, well, unless, unless Zach jumps 10 feet further for, than him for some odd reason, which I don't know why he would well, do Well, okay, maybe not land on his back, but plow into his leg, plow into his, you know, whatever, his bike, slash, then and fly off his bike and land on his back. I mean, okay, maybe not square in his back, but he's going to hit him in the air, the back of uh, Forkner. Yeah, and, and I think that's where a lot of people have come down on this is they they felt you know because that the ultimate dirty cross jump move is to move over where that guy's committed you take his front wheel out midair and that guy's done and basically you leave unscathed maybe the guy high sides over you um which i've I've seen it done before i've seen it that move done i just don't think it was necessarily that i think uh i think forkner meant to meant to kind of shade left a little bit to protect the line he he compressed too far, which made him a little bit more erratic than he wanted to be. Um, and then, yeah, for, for how it all played out. And, and I think on top of that, Zach knows that he's probably owed one right now from somebody on a green bike. So I think Zach's going to immediately think that it was completely malicious too, just because he's probably thinking, I, I got one coming here and I got to be ready for it. So I think there were a lot of factors that played into it. Uh, but ultimately, I don't think it was uh, as bad as I initially thought. So would I be mad if I was Zach? Yes. Yeah. Is it the ultimate dirty cross jump move that some people are coming down on it as? I, I don't believe that either. And would I be mad if I was Forkner and I got taken down the way I did in Tampa? Yes. You know? Uh, Arlington. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. In Arlington. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yes, and and that, that move, too, I, I think that move was, was racing, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think Zach... I don't think Zach went in there to knock him down at all because he didn't anticipate Forkner cutting down in the berm the way he did. Yep. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of incidents here. You know, and this goes all the way back to Cincerillo in Minneapolis last year. It goes into Zach and Savachi several times and then obviously culminating in Las Vegas. And then it carries into Arlington. And then finally, you know, up till now, I think it's going to continue on even more. But the, the last incident we have is uh, this weekend in Atlanta. So, uh, man, this thing, if it's not already, you know, yeah. uh, spiraling out of control, we're certainly on the press. Oh, of it. it's, it's going to be great. Seven Deuce Deuce, your take on the whole thing. Dude, I've just watched this video like 30 more times. <laughs> like, okay, there's, there's two big factors here. One, I know for a fact there isn't another dude on the track that's more committed than Zach Osborne. I mean, he he's one of those dudes that you know – 
Um, he's willing to get within like two centimeters. Turn the volume down on that. Oh, sorry about that. He's willing to get like two centimeters from you and, and race you, you know what I mean? And commit to absolutely everything. Watching this video, I see a little bit of what JT's talking about, about the overclearing, but like, you know, the way he, like, I'm looking at the jump face and there's not even really like a rut to where like, it looks like maybe he kind of got off balance. It's just like. Forkner clearly is going left. How much he went left is something we'll never know if he actually meant to go that much. But to me, this looks like 100% Forkner's fault. I mean, I don't know. That looks pretty dirty to me when I'm looking at it. So you think it. he did it on purpose? I'll, I'll agree, with, he, I'll agree he, with you on the Forkner's fault. I just don't think he meant to go as far left as he did. That's dude, all. I think I don't, he definitely meant to move left. But. I don't know, dude. I think he meant – I think, honestly, he 100% meant to go that far left, but I don't think he thought that Zach Osborne was that close. So, no, I mean, he's, either he's way – He's hanging off the side of his bike. Yeah, but I don't I don't think he thought that Zach was... You don't was, have to just say this because Osborne's a fly guy. Like, it's okay. You'll keep your fly ride for 19. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm agreeing. You know I mean? I'm agreeing with Zach. I think that this is totally dirty by Forkner. I mean, there's... Abs- yeah, okay, let's put it I'm this saying. way. That's, let's put it this way. Uh, Bottom yeah. line is, dirty move by Forkner. Level of dirty, I'm saying probably like a 7 or an 8. Ah, antic nap. Dude. Straight up. Marks, I mean, what Marks, do you think? This is Marks, a 10? Where, where are you at, Marks? No, I'm saying it's not dirty at all. No, he thinks it's like a three. Yeah. What? Dude, look at the video. Here's the video, Steve. I've seen it. Yeah, I've you, seen it. I mean, dude, like, he, Forkner's off the left side of his yeah, bike. He, he's not doing that on purpose. Yes, he is, bro. Look at the lip. Marks, look at the lip of the jump. Marks, where are you at on this? To me, it seemed like he did get a little off balance, of causing, yeah, of causing him to go left. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was cool by any means. But the the level of it being intentional is debatable. Um, okay, okay. Either, either way, Travis. I, don't think, I don't think it justifies the the people out there saying that Osborne has this coming because I think there's a a clear and undeniable difference between cross jumping and and running it in on someone in a corner. I think cross jumping is not cool, it, no matter how you no matter how you look at it. If so. wanted to get Osborne, as I was saying earlier, he could have done it last week in Tampa. When he's passing for the lead, he he could have no, blew that like dude off the track. Okay, you've ever seen. Okay, I mean Zach Zach checked up, or else he'd have been on the ground. Yeah, but he could have kept going. He you know he had him. He had him dead to rights. Well, you can't keep going when you're at the top of the berm. There's he, nowhere else. He to could go. have kept trying to finish it, swing the back end over, whatever. Go for the front wheel. Okay, Travis We're and not Steve. Mortal Kombat, like you can't finish. <laughs> well, this <laughs> this is this is the same thing. This isn't Mortal Kombat. You're not going to jump over on the left and just okay. You know. Okay, let's put it this way. Here, here's bottom line. Travis, Steve, do you think Forkner meant to go straight? He said he was trying to move to the left. Okay, intentional. So you've never done that in a rhythm section. You've always just gone perfectly straight. Not, not like left ten feet. He didn't mean to go left ten feet. I maybe jumped off the. Jump and angled my bike in the air, but went pretty damn straight because I know there's another 200 freaking 20 yeah. pound dirt bike in the air behind me. Yeah, especially especially he. There's no way he didn't know Zach was that close. He knows he's there. You, straight you have up. to be really careful when somebody's that close. Dude, you know who you gets to. the win too. You know who gets the win for announcing. I don't even think. To be real, I think Jeff was like the mediator. I don't think Jeff was that bad. But when Ricky went, oh yeah. Zach lost his balance. I about lost it on the TV because I was like, Ricky, come on, bro. Look, 
Ricky. Of course he lost his balance. <laughs> Rick, Forkner's Ricky. 30 feet to the left on the track. Ricky's terrible. <laughs> on, on TV, he's, he's not good. It's, oh. it's not good. Oh, but, shit. But, but, but Fro... Fro playing it off like, <laughs> yeah, mean, but okay, I could see Fro. He's just like a mediator. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, Ralph said this, but Jeff's gonna say this, if I'm, and then, oh man, if I'm, and then Ricky comes if in. If I'm Fro though, like, I don't know if I'm playing it totally off, <laughs> right, JT? Right, like, Fro was just like, nothing there, boys, move along. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Fro I, was. Fro was uh, like legendary for moving over on people. Not, I mean, not always on jumps, but there was no one harder to pass. And Fro would take every every inch of the track to make sure he couldn't pass him. So I'm sure he was conflicted inside between the Husky and then his own tactics. <laughs> too. I, uh, I just, oh, I, I, if I'm fr- if I'm Fro, I'm like not. He just was like, yep. <laughs> move, move along, right? Yeah, but you know what, though? I think Ricky was worse because Ricky literally blamed Zach. I don't know if he blames Zach. He blamed yeah. Zach. He said, oh, yeah, Zach lost his balance and ran into Forkner. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I just don't see it as a as – a, as dirty as seven two stuff. Okay, that's not okay. like JT does either. Okay, so so you and Swiss Corps can go and find Faulkner. Okay, this if weekend. you're if you're pretending you're racing, right? You're in the you Manitoba light, Championship. Are you going to light Faulkner on fire this weekend? No, okay. no, I'm not. They're going to take pitch Faulkners to uh, <laughs> the next race. <laughs> oh man! So Steve, you're in the Manitoba Championship, right? Yep, yep. And you're in first place, and there's a guy behind you, and you're going up this tabletop. Do you just huck left because you know the dude's inside? Or do no, you go? No, I don't because he could take me out as much as I could take him out. Ding! Steve! So why would Forkner try to do that on purpose? He almost got taken down. He did, though. He almost died with He Boston. did. Oh, did. Look oh, boy, at the jump. Right. Look at the face of the jump. Right, Look we, at the video. We, we got to go. We got our guests on the line. Oh, we got hold, hold on, hold on a second. Oh, you keep saying that he could be taken down himself. I, I'm telling you... Uh, just from all my experience, the guy that's in front, if he cuts over and cross jumps somebody, there's a hundred percent chance the guy in the back's going down, and about a 0.5 percent chance the guy in the front's going down. Because all that's going to happen is the guy in the back's going to high side over him and eat crap, and the other guy's just going to ride out of it. It depends, it's, uh, JT. It, it depends people, how I, bad. I've seen it happen. Yeah, no, it's it happened it's, a million times. It's like, happened the other way, also. It's happened the other way. The guy in the front has been landed on, been taken out, also. It's I don't. Uh, it doesn't happen very often, man. La- last thing, I don't think Forkner was like, "Oh, I'm gonna huck left to take Zach down." But I think he was like, "I'm gonna huck left to chop the shit out of Zach." Okay. All right. We'll we'll carry carry this on later, JT. Uh, thank you. We'll get you back on to talk more <laughs> about the Triple Crown and everything else. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks. Later, JT. Uh, FlyRacing.com, please. Check it out, the local dealer, a guy, another guy uh, who wears fly racing, along with JT and myself and Entignap. Wait, and Osborne does too. <gasps> does Gardner wear fly? No. Okay. Whew. <laughs> I'm glad because it was almost like an all fly show and people would start freaking out. Oh, jeez. Um, all right, so uh, the next guy on the line brought to you by RoostMX.net. Uh, Alex Ray, the guy whose name I shall not ever say again. As well as Bradley Taft, all ride for Roost MX uh, with the Cycle Trader team. Uh, brand fantastic Pulp Nation code saves you twenty percent uh, for Cobra uh, authorized Cobra outlet also for graphics and clothes and hats of Cobra and uh, anything you want. Custom graphics from your bike to your T-shirt, trailer wraps, helmet kits. Forty-eight hour turnaround from those folks. Uh, welcoming our first guest on the show. This man won 
main event number one at the Atlanta Triple Crown. Justin Brayton, what's up, JB? How are you? What's up, guys? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're, we are arguing about this Forkner Osborne thing going on, and Seven Deuce Deuce uh, is yeah? absolutely adamant that Forkner meant to do all of that on purpose. I did I don't know. Okay, I didn't say all on purpose, but I'm saying he definitely jumped left to chop Zach. To me, it looks like he gets a little yeah, bit out of control. I don't know. I, honestly, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I don't really have an opinion. I can't. That's a smart can't jump a in and smart way to do it. Argue, right? I guess. <laughs> smart way to do <laughs> it. On <laughs> okay, go on Instagram, go to Dirt you, World, and you, there's the video. Okay, congratulations on the win, by the way. And that was what a race. There was a shot on TV. Justin, where you're in the lead, and there's like four dudes right on you, and, and for like three or four laps, it was a great race, and, and you held strong. You actually pulled away at the end a little bit. Did you find some lines? Did you regroup a little bit by the end? Because you were under fire for a while. Yeah, I was under some heat for sure, and uh, the first like six or eight laps, you know, Christian led, and and uh, they weren't really giving me a ton of heat till about two laps before I passed Christian. And I was like, I've got to go. Otherwise yeah. it was like a swarm of bees coming. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, once I got by Christian, I think I dropped my lap times like a second. And, but it seemed like once I passed him, they all kind of got by him. So they did right I away. It was yep. Anderson. Yep. Yeah. I, I knew it was Anderson's cause he got by me or ducked underneath me after the finish. And I squared him up and passed him back. And then um, a couple corners later, he came in and, yeah, and once I had like a two or three bikes on him, I just was like full sprint mode because I knew there was just a few places where you could pass, and if I could hit that long rhythm good, if I could hit the whoops really good every lap, I knew there was really no chance he could get me. So, uh, yeah, with like three or four to go, I was like, all right, here we go, it's all in. So, yeah, um, I was stoked to get it done, and I was I was super happy. Just you know, it's not a true true main event i guess but still it was it was cool to get it done especially with my family there and yeah i was stoked yeah i kind of read your interview today on uh, on racer x you were saying you were so happy and everybody was so pumped the team and the family and friends you almost like kind of didn't focus right for the mains two and three right yeah it was uh you know there were so many emotions going and then you know by the time i got back to the truck it was a long ride back and then my wife and some friends were there, and, and uh, as I was kind of getting a drink and a bite to eat, my wife was up in the rider lounge with me, and we both kind of started tearing up. And, um, yeah, just a lot of emotions. And the next thing you know, Berlusa's like, come on, we got to go. And <laughs> right. It was just a lot a lot going on, a lot to take in. And um, I was sitting on the line for the for the second one, and I was like, come on, man. Like, you got to focus in. You got to take advantage of that that first one with just one point going into the second, third, or yeah. the second main. So, yeah, uh, yeah, just didn't have much um, intensity or anything. Just kind of rode around in sixth. And then the, the third main I felt a lot better about um, was a lot closer to the front, better lap times and everything. Still the same result as the second one. But, yeah. Um, yeah, overall, it was a it was a fun night. Justin Brayton is in strong favor for Triple Crown Seven Deuce Deuce. <laughs> Dude, you're telling me, bro. I, oh man, it was so good. You know what was my favorite part, JB, is that that first main event, dude. The the corner after the start straight. Oh my gosh, dude! I've never seen something so elegant in that first corner. Like, I'm serious though. Like, I'm not tooting your horn, JB, but you were flat tracking, bro. Like, like. 
I don't think you could have beat you on a flat track bike. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like it was so perfect around that inside line. Like Anderson had nothing for you. And two, it was just like you handled that first main event so well under pressure. It was like such a veteran move. It was it was fun to watch, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it was actually cool for me to go back and watch and I was so calm out front. It was really mm-hmm. strange, you know, a lot of times you get all amped up, especially with I mean, it was essentially the, the four best guys right now breathing down my neck. And, um, yeah, I, I just felt like it was another race, another day, and it almost gives me more anxiety watching it than, <laughs> than actually racing and, and being out front and doing it. So Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was cool. Did you get a free Bullfrog Spa for the win? I'm still working on that. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to uh, – yeah, we got to get you one. I'd like one for sure, yeah. yeah. Hey, JB, so – winning that first main event and like you said like the coolest thing about you winning that main event is okay yeah i heard you take your you know take a little bit away saying oh it was just a 10 minute main event but you know when you get into that groove and you're racing those laps dude it looked like when i mean i know it's different on the bike because your heart rate's up more but it looked like you had you know a full 20 minutes in you knowing that you had that position and that 10 minutes so solid how how does that carry over to daytona and the rest of the season i mean it, it seems like to me just from watching that if you get that start i don't see why you can't win i i mean i agree with you for sure and i'm i'm going to be completely truthful i just think the the biggest thing for me is when it's so late in the night and you know it's a regular 20 minute main the track's so beat down i've got to be honest man like i don't ride as good when the tracks are so beat up i mean mm-hmm. it, it kind of shows in my outdoor skills and um when the tracks just, just get so hammered like you got to take a lot more chances chances yeah, you've yeah. got to you know to go three 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 through a rhythm you've got to really you just got to take a lot more chances, right, a lot more risk. Right. I mean, you kind of see it with so many guys out right now. It's uh, the mm-hmm. whoops get nasty, and it's down to concrete or plywood in a lot of places. So that first main, I felt like you could just really race, and you could um, you could take tons of different lines, and they were all pretty good. You wouldn't lose a lot of time. Um, the rhythm, it kind of sketchy, but not so bad to where you felt like you were going to crash. So I've got to work on that. I've got to get my bike set up a little bit better for – late in the night and not just, you know, practice and right. heat race. Um, it's something I'm aware of, but absolutely. I think my fitness is, is there to, to win in a, you know, regular main event. So I don't, uh, definitely a confidence booster and I don't think, uh, try and do it. I don't think the fans realize how bad these tracks are in the mains and seventies. Deuce, you've been there. Like, I don't think on TV or even in the press box or in the stands, fans understand the, how bad these things it's, are. It's, it's, it, they have no clue. It's yeah. like it's they can't even fathom how bad the track is. Yeah. And, you know, to hear that come out of your voice, Justin, it kind of surprises me a little bit because I felt like that track in Atlanta was probably one of the gnarliest tracks all season. And I think even at that 10, that 10 lap, you know, main event, I thought it was one of the gnarliest ones all year. I mean, you can't tell me that that track wasn't as gnarly as San Diego. Yeah, and in the, the 10-minuter, I didn't really think it was that bad. By the end, it was, yeah, it re- really wasn't that, but it was nothing compared to, you know, three motos later, two motos later in the 15-minute mm-hmm. long one. I mean, then yeah. the track was just, yeah, it was it was completely hammered then. Right. So, um, But, yeah, for the most part, you, if we go to any West Coast round, I guess, or anything, it doesn't get 
as beat up, but it still gets pretty choppy. And then if you notice in practice, there's always ruts in the turns. And then by the time our main event comes around, at most West Coast runs anyways, there's really no ruts. It's just like everyone's sliding into the turn right. and yeah. it's just kind of like a powder thing. You know what I'm saying, Deuce? There's yeah, absolutely. really not many lines you can take just because they've they've prepped it and yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah, it definitely I mean, is different. It's definitely different between, you know, those main events and um, and the heat races and, and practices because, you know, they put so much water down in practice, and, and it's, it is different. But, you know, it's just you rode so good in that 10-minute main event. I just feel like, you know, if you take whatever mentality, I, I see it in your riding. Like, just from just from watching you, when you come to this Triple Crown, you know, it's just there's something different about you. And I think if you can take that mentality from that 10-minute, I think there's absolutely nothing that can't hold you back from doing a 20-minute. I mean, take, maybe take us through what, what is your mentality on the Triple Crown? Are you more hyped for the Triple Crown than the regular uh, weekend, or does it make a difference to you? What, what's your thoughts on that? Honestly, it doesn't make that much of a difference other than – you're a little more nervous for getting good starts. I mean, you know, you there's just a lot of pressure on the start. You have to get that done. Um, you know, if I start 12th in that first man, there's just no way I can win, you know. So mm-hmm. you have to really put a lot of emphasis on the on the start. And really, I didn't come around the first turn that great. I made really good passes on the first lap to get into second. Um, so, yeah, but... 10 minutes is a lot mm-hmm. shorter. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I I've definitely got a – it's a big difference between 10 and, and 20 minutes. But, um, yeah, it's definitely something I feel like I can do. I feel like I can win a, a 20-minuter and um, just, yeah, got to keep working on it. Yeah, it uh, it's certainly been a good – you're fourth in the points. It's been a good season. You said it was going to be before the season. You're like, look, I'm on a, the same bike. Uh, you know, I structured my Australian stuff a little bit more. Like you, you saw this coming in a way, and and you're backing it up. All your prep last year, you weren't happy with all the prep, and you know it's definitely working better for you. And it's got to be nice to you know you had a rough ending at uh, BTO KTM, um, and then you know you kind of last year didn't quite get in the groove. It's got to be nice to be like, hey, uh, I said I was going to be better. I structured my program to be better, and I'm better. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a nice bounce back for you. It's got to be cool. Yeah, it was just. It, it's all in the off season, as you guys know. And actually, Seven Deuce Deuce was with me a couple of years ago in Australia when you know I didn't have a practice bike, and mm-hmm. we were basically playing basketball for training. And um, <laughs> we had a blast, but yeah, it wasn't like we were fully. Yeah. I wasn't in the mode to say, "All right, I'm going to go get top five in Supercross." I was on an older bike. Mm-hmm. I knew I was flying home to get on the new bike. So, so many things went yep. into it. Um, this year's totally different yeah yeah i'm glad i could i just uh, up and i hear it from all the riders you know before the season i'm in the media so i'm asking guys how it's going and you hear about all these guys talking about how they're doing this and this and this will be better and this you know and then always it doesn't always work out and you're just like yeah you get a little jaded i know the feeling yeah yeah. yeah, i know the feeling that you have to have i guess right sure to race at the front there is a certain feeling that you need to have you need to be able to go to you know five or six or seven different practice tracks and mm-hmm. feel good at each one where there's been years where I've felt good at one track and then you go to another and you're like, you know, you're off the pace yep. where in the years that I've really came in strong, it's, you can go to any track and be one of the best guys, if not the best guy every time. And right. that's when you really know that you're coming in strong. And that's how I felt this year. So 
glad it's panning out. And uh, hey, Seven Deuce Deuce, can we uh, can we just come clean on the people about you know tell the people that I mean one on one in basketball in Australia. <laughs> whoa, who's, who's the champ? I mean, come really? on, really? JB got me, bro. Right now. Dude, you're you're taller than him. You're a bit of a power forward, Seven Deuce Deuce. I know, but... I know. He he's he got me, bro. He got is me he in a like a pair. Is, is he a shooter? He's a shooter, he's bro. A shooter, yeah, he's yeah. a shooter. Yeah, JB yeah. He, JB's got the meanest step back you've ever seen. <laughs> just like da, da, da. and he did it in like a pair. Stop, stop he did it in. Stop the pop. Hey, what did you do it in, like, some Converse or something? Like, he did it, like, just... Adidas, bro. Hey, Come on. that's what I'm saying. He did it in some Adidas. I'm, like, laced up, you know what I mean? My LeBrons, I got my shorts on, my right, tank top, right, you know, the right. headband. I'm, like, ready to go. I'm, like, I'm about to mess JB up. Watch me just... Uh. That's uh, nope. that's, that's uh, I would pick my money would be on a seven deuce deuce, but Brayton's <laughs> sneaky. Uh, you would have lost. Yep. Roost MX bringing you Justin Brayton on the show. Uh, please check out Roost MX. Pulp Nation is the code to save. Uh, Bradley Taft, Alex Ray, the rider whose name I shall not name, is also on there. Uh, Pulp Nation saves you 20%. I'm very mad at Hart and Raff right now for fantasy purposes, Brayton. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. He's a, he's a 114. I got a little yeah. soft spot for him. Yeah, right that's now. true. I, that is a good point. You're yeah. right. Hey, yeah. so. I was asking a bunch of agents and team owners and stuff, like, how are they going to pay you for this main event win? Do you get a heat race? Do you know? Have you, did you ask? Do you know? Is your contract? like? How- Dude, I don't really know. We talked about it this weekend, actually, after it all went down. I'm like, I feel like I deserve something for it, right? Yeah, I even, was, a, even a top three, uh, a podium. I, but I was told it was going to be like a heat race yeah. bonus for guys. I, but I don't know. I don't know. You may not have heat race bonuses in your deal. You know, factory guys do. But. No, I, I have heat race bonuses. I actually have heat race. Okay. Uh, when there were semis, I had a semi bonus and even an LCQ. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, I feel like if I'm okay. getting an LCQ bonus, I should at least get a main event bonus, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me right now? Uh, Justin Brayton on the show. Uh, let's take some phone calls. Lines are jammed for you, JB. So let's get into that. First up is Paul. Paul, what's up? How's it going? Thanks for listening. What's your question for Justin Brayton? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I, I just it's, it's going to be a bit of a stretch, but I just wanted to make a comparison real quick. Um, maybe compare JB to like Gowdy, I'm a little high, but an older age. I don't know. Yeah, um, sure, I guess a little bit. I feel like Dowdy was uh, J- J- Justin. You're 33. What are you? 32. Yeah, 33. I'll be 34 actually in uh, nine or ten days. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Dowd was 90. I think Dowd was 26 when he won Millville uh, on on, a, on Factory Yamaha riding for Boysen in 94. So maybe, maybe 26 years old. I mean, JB, right? I, I, Is that when that's when he first started with 26? Well, when he really had his first breakout win. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he had wins in 91. He won the muddy Hangtown race and stuff. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't start racing Supercross really full-time till I was 23. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Sure, Paul. Uh Dowdy, I don't, I don't mind that one. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to Nick. Nick, what's up? What's your, uh, what's your fact for Justin Brayton? Uh, hi guys. Uh, Justin, first, congrats on uh, this past weekend. That was great to see you. Uh, been a long time yeah, fan, man. Um, so I'm a sports scientist and data analyst, actually, in professional soccer, and I have some uh, lap time info that I'm just curious about. What you're experiencing on the track and what your thoughts might be on some of this. Um, so looking at your info, laps 8 through 11, uh, and this is not including the uh, 
triple crown races, you start to drop time. Your your lap times are dropping by almost half a second, and you're seeing improvement at a point in time where everyone else on the track doesn't seem to be seeing the same amount of improvement in their lap times, um, aside from maybe, you know, Tomac and... So yeah, you're saying after lap 11, he's picking it back up, and most people aren't? Uh, so laps 8 through 11, he is dropping. dropping, and he's... he's uh, Do you mean improving? I'm sorry. Do you mean... Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right, dropping. He's, he's uh, improving. Yes. Yeah. He's improving by half a second. Got it. And the rest of the field isn't, aside from basically Tomac Anderson yeah. guys up front. Okay. Um, and so I'm curious, is there something that's going on at that point in time, like you're hitting the halfway point and you're just kind of saying like, okay, now it's time to turn it on. Um, interesting. Start uh, pushing. Interesting. Nick, what do you think, Justin? What do you think about Nick's, Nick's stats? Yeah, I think it depends on the race, but that's about the time the race gets a little bit spread out. So you can run your own lines and, you know, it could be the first five or six or seven laps. I'm protecting the inside by maybe somebody I just passed or somebody that's, um, you know, all over me trying to pass me. So, I would say that's about the time where you can really start running your lines, especially with a bad start or not even a bad start, even a fifth place start. You could be, mm-hmm. you know, in a heated battle for that long and then you might get a few bike links on a guy and then you can really start opening up your lines. Because the difference between half a second on a supercross track is really just a couple turns that you can open up and hit them a little bit yeah. better and carry more momentum through the whoops or what something th- like that. What so. do you think, 70 Stoos? You agree with that? Like, <clears throat> right when... I don't know. I feel like I fade at lap 11. So I'm not really, you know, I'm not really in this category. I pick it up at like the last five because I know it's about to be over. So I'm like, let's finish this shit. But um, I've been working towards that. But, uh, you know, I think JB's right. I think, you know, that middle of the race point is somewhere around everybody fans out. You know, there's a big fan out and then you're like, okay. Let's find a groove. Let's yep. get this going. But, you know, he did say, I don't know how accurate your stats are, but over everybody else, you know, you are picking it up. So, I mean, that's something to build confidence off of. And, too, you know, that could be so just, much of it. So much, too, is your start. Like, yeah. like if you, yeah, like, sure. like you yeah. said, Brayton, like if your, your lap times, if you were to scrape it, I'm sure laps 8 to, 8 to 11 when you're in the top three early on in the season, when you, especially, you know, they look a lot different. But, like you said, man, it is. Guys don't people don't understand like how much it affects you being in traffic and you can't ride the race you want to race. You know? Especially yeah, when you're yeah, battling absolutely. with someone. Yeah. yeah. Um thanks, man. Thanks for the for the data, Nick. I'm sure Marks is really jealous that you he didn't scrape anything. <laughs> like, like you did. So uh if I can squeeze in one more real quick. All right, go ahead. Okay. Um as far as Brayton getting into the top five consistently, um what do you think is like that last little step that you need? Um, because compared to the other guys that are in the top five, you're averaging about a second and a half off from their average lap time throughout the race. And I know that that's a small amount in reality, but um, what do you think is the difference maker to kind of push that last little bit? Yeah, man, good question. That's uh I think what we're all trying to do, but <laughs> do, you, do you have any? Yeah. Su- do you have any suggestions? Yeah, Nick? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, can, Nick. Uh, I have a world of suggestions, uh, but we'll save those for later. All right, th- <laughs> thanks, Nick. Appreciate the call. Thank yep. you, man. Appreciate it. You and uh, Marks can get together and scrape some data. <laughs>
R2D2. Um, hey, what's up, uh, uh, Tyler? What's happening? Hey, how's it going? What's up? F you, dude. Hey. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I, I called in and uh, actually I won the gear that, or the jersey from Justin, so I really appreciate that. Oh, That's sweet. Awesome. Uh, thanks to Fly yeah. Racing and Max for making that happen. And Justin. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think you guys made Justin send it out himself. Uh, we did. Mistaken. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I did. You got it, though, right? I really appreciate that. I felt kind of bad, but, yeah, so. No, uh, but no actually, Glad you yeah, got it. when I called in, yeah, no, I really, that's awesome. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm a super fan, so I'm like the reigning yellow to, to Brayton. Oh, but, boy. Um, I think right. even maybe bigger than Weege. I think I got Weege beat. So. I don't think you do. Uh, I don't think you do. <laughs> I think we need like a, you know how you had the cheap off. We need like a, a Brayton yeah, off. Yeah, Brayton off. Like that, so. um, yeah. Hey, by, by the way, uh, Brayton. Is Weege making these mountain bike rides with you and Jimmy Johnson and everybody? Yeah, he's he's planning on it. We just have to make a Wednesday where it all works for everyone. Cause okay. Lately, the weather's been kind of bad, and so I've been having to ride oh. on Wednesdays, and Jimmy's been on the West Coast. So okay, he uh, was, this week. Yeah. It looks like it may it may happen. Everyone's in town, so hopefully the weather. He's good. uh he's claiming he's going to do these mountain bike rides and like hang with you guys, and I'm like, bro. Do you think your fitness is on par with Brayton and Jimmy Johnson? Like, you have to, you, you're not going to hang with these guys because they're going to be dropping you on a mountain bike. And yeah, bro, you know, you're not hanging with JB. Oh, Weege thinks he is. But. Uh, no. He's got that motivation to get the info. You yeah, know? that's true. Right. Anyways, yeah. all right. So, Tyler, yeah. what's up? No, hey, yeah, the other thing I was going to say, uh, when I called in, I did the future headlines. So I said, you know, Brayton beats the best or Reedy reigns in the records. And uh, I'm, I'm counting this. I'm counting that main event win. I'm counting that as the record. You're counting it? What they say. I, yeah, uh, yeah, no I, doubt. I asked in our, in our preview, in our review pod, should Brayden get like a yeah. .5? Should Brayden get a .5 main event win or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, they, they call yeah. it a main event, right? It is a main uh, event. I know. I, you know what? I think, listen, we already give 250 Supercross guys full points. We already yeah. do that, so yeah, let's that's, just that's bullshit. Let's back it down on giving out trophies for everybody. You know what I mean? Sorry, well, Brayden. I hate to say, well, I hate to say that. He'll but. get it done next week. He'll get it done. There we go. Week, that's so. the attitude. All yeah. right, man. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, hey, has uh, has Honda called? Are, are they trying to get you to do outdoors yet? Oh boy. <laughs> no, no, they did last year, and yeah, yeah. I just I'm, I'm not interested. I think. <laughs> Oh, that was such a genuine answer, too. It was. It was. Yeah, just that's funny. Did did they swing any parts over to you for you know since you you were kind of running the the show for the Honda guys now or? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, they help out as much as they as much as they can for sure. And yeah, you know, I've gotten that question a lot. Or oh, why don't you just go over there and ride? And yeah, it's yeah. so complicated. The bike's so much different. You know. Um, the team Moto Concepts and Smart Top and Bullfrog, like they've all supported me, you know, the whole year. And here we are, fourth in points. And there's no way I would just be like, all right, thanks, guys. See you later. And jump on a totally new bike that I may not be comfortable on for a couple weeks. And yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's a lot of logistics for sure that, that don't oh, yeah. really yeah, I, work I, out. I, but the Honda guys are awesome. They help I, asked, as they can, uh, sure. I asked Tony about that too. And. He's like, hey, we got Bullfrog that's paying a lot of money. Like, they, they want to have Brayton. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's not that easy yeah. anymore. And, and so you totally got to respect that. So Well, it's funny because, yeah. like, the, yeah. the sponsor, like, Honda doesn't have, like, a title sponsor, really, right? They just, it's just HRC Honda. Right. So, I mean, they have every advantage to just give as much, you know, information as they can, which maybe they already were anyway. So. Yeah, no, they're helping, um, for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, thanks for the call, uh, man. Yeah, they, they help think, a lot. Yeah. They help a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Seventies Deuce, do you have E start on your bike or no? No. Do you have an eighteen or no? Nope. Seventeens. Oh, because oh, yep. Brayton took his off. 
Did he? On the 18th. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So Brayton, Brayton kickstarts it. Yeah, me Old too. School. Yep. Um, <clears throat> hey, uh, Brayton, a couple things. I saw Duff at Tampa uh, with a cl- your old mm-hmm. mechanic wearing a Club MX shirt. What's he doing? What's he What's he doing these days? Yeah, so he's uh, mine and McAdoo's practice mechanic during the week, so he lives at Club. Oh, okay. And then he works for Josh Osby, who races for the Club MX uh, oh, I didn't know that. Supercross team okay. on the weekends. So, right. yeah, he's got a pretty good gig. He's stoked. I know you, you had said he was going to do practice bike stuff, but then when I saw him wearing the official club shirt, I'm like, oh, maybe he moved on. He wasn't practice bike guy anymore. But no, no, it's just part of <clears throat> part of the club thing. It came up right. you know, when he was working for McAdoo and I, and it actually worked out perfect. So he's just there on the weekends, and he, he'll build the bike, I think, every three races or something, or frame the bike, something like that. So he's got a pretty sweet gig. He lives at um, McAdoo's house there at Club MX, and he likes it, so... And we wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to let you go without asking about our guy Berlute. How's Berlute? Oh, just dude, Berlute was fired up this weekend. Oh, I uh, bet, huh? Yeah. The security guards. Well, no. Oh, okay. Fired up because <laughs> yeah. I won. Yeah. But also fired up. So every time we rode through, I don't know if you've heard Mathis, but it was a crazy. I heard. Hike to yeah. get to the stadium. We just we just went on about, were about changing it, yeah. it. Yeah, the security guards were changing. Oh, you got to push your bike to that stop sign. The next time you'd be like trying to ride, you know, like you did before, and they would change it, and then you had to show your credential, and then you were getting, uh, you know, the wand for yeah. for metal detection, and, and uh, Berluti had had enough. He's like, I'm over this. So. I guess Pike, after his crash yeah. in practice, Pike almost got arrested because he just, you know, really? he's, he's jacked up, he's in pain, and he's just like, I'm West, like, I, I'm screw you, I'm riding my I'm bike. I'm Weston Pike. You know, no, but you know what I mean? I get that. <laughs> I get it. Like you're right. Like, dude, I can't push. I, I'm. I thought I broke. You know, he fell from the sky. Like his ankles or. or I whatever. probably would have done the same yeah. thing. So I guess they freaked out on him, from what I hear. Um, really? You know, he just yeah. Was like, it was screwed. gnarly. Security yeah. was gnarly. It was. It was crazy. I can't imagine for, just for the fans. Like just having my family there. Yep. I mean, they just were getting different directions every time to get to the stadium. I, it was. I heard that. Yeah. A hassle for sure. Wygant said it was really bad. You know, and I, and honestly, yeah. a little bit of that falls on Fell. They got to do a better job. They have to do a better job with saying, hey, if there's a full rider here with a helmet on and gear, you know, he doesn't have his credential, right? He doesn't yeah, exactly. He doesn't need to be wanded. Like, you know, like yeah. uh, maybe maybe that doesn't matter. But I feel like sometimes there's so much mixed messages where someone from Fell could straighten it out right away. You know, I, you know? they did, but I'm kind of okay with them looking after the safety for us, you know, especially with all the craziness going on in the world right now. But at the same time, like JB said, it was like, it was just something different every time, you know, it was like walk to here and then we were riding outside and then in the actual like pit area, they had cops like in the pit area, like, you couldn't ride on not even a public road. Like they were yeah, stopping yeah. you. Like that's probably where Weston got busted. And then like we were riding through this part that was next to the old stadium. And then a cop stopped us and was like freaking out on us. And then the next time I went up, it was push your bike. Like JB said, from this point, like it was yeah, like a 50 foot span that we just, had to push our bike. That just yeah. goes to me what I'm saying. Like somebody from Feld can figure that out and be like, here's the rule guys. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. One way yeah. or another. That's all. I don't know. Um, uh, Dude, right. I saw that uh, Parker seen you for 
one of your races or something? I saw a video page showed me. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. I freaking love her. Oh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> is she Seven Deuce Deuce fan? Oh, she's Seven Deuce Deuce. Oh, yeah. I think oh, she's yeah, my daughter. She's yeah, yeah. three. She loves the Seven Deuce. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, he's a. <laughs> yeah. He's well, a... we stayed together in Australia, and she got to know him good. So he's a man of the people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, hey, JB, That's thank it. you thank you for your time on the show. Congrats on that main event uh, win number one. Um, you, you're, yeah, I think it'll be a push for you to, you know, get the second win here for the rest of the series, man. Fourth in the points. You can, yeah. uh, you got to be stoked on that. Yeah, I'm stoked. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Thank Good you. Night, guys. Yep. See ya. Justin Brighton, everybody, brought to you by RoostMX.net. The Tom Brady of Supercross. Really? The Tom Brady of Supercross, dude. Both, both good-looking dudes. Good-looking, older, getting better getting as they better. get older. Okay, you know what I mean. Just I like it. The Tom Brady of Supercross, bro. The Tom Brady of Supercross. So someone on the line wanted us to ask Brayton if he has info on Freeze getting DQ'd. <laughs> <laughs> Brayton's not going to answer that. No, but we got to no. we got to talk about that. Yes, later on. So. No, what we got to talk about is Bowers. Lining him up, bro. When did that happen? I heard about it, but it was in like uh, it was either in the second or first main, bro. And Bowers teed up Vince so bad that Vince went up over the berm and did a full, complete front flip off of a hay bale into the other lane. That must be where his bike broke, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely where his bike broke. Fender snapping off. Oh, man, it was uh, um All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Our next guest coming right up, Vertex Pistons. Uh, we're going to give away a GP Racer's Choice 2018 KX250F piston, a unique profile design, and a shot peen dome with a compression ratio of 13 to 9 to 1 plus a boxed forging design for superior strength and DLC-coated wrist pin. Thanks to Vertex Pistons, Pulpamex Show 2018 is the code. Uh, the OEM supplier to KTM Husky, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. Vertex Pistons founded 65 years ago. No matter which brand of bike you ride, 7 Deuce Deuce, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons, bro. Bam! We thank Vertex as well. So if you want that Cowie piston, uh, what you want to do is uh, go to Pulpamex Show on Instagram. Take a photo of your Cowie. Take a photo of whatever you want to do with your bike and your Cowie, and then tag Pulpamex Show and tag Vertex in the photo. And your bike will be like, bah! except a four-stroke sound, obviously. And we, yes, and we thank Vertex for coming on. <laughs> we thank Vertex for bringing you our next guest. He is the current points leader in the 250 uh, E-Series. He is the defending 250 Motocross and 250 E-Supercross champion. He rides for Rockstar Husky. Zach Osborne. What's up, Zach? How are you? I'm doing good, boys. How's it going? It has been a long time since you've been on the show. It's been a long. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't actually remember. I mean, no. man, I used to be a regular, but I've just recently just gotten the boot. It's, it's tough. <laughs> you, are, I, I know the feeling. You're Zach. still a friend the of the doggy show, doggy but world out there. It, it, well, listen, we just had more important people. I mean, we, that's <laughs> that's the bottom line. We had Anderson on, you know, and these type of guys, Dungy, you know. So, um, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, shit. Thank you for coming on. Look, if you, I don't know if you're going to win this title or not, but if you do end up defending your championship, a night like Atlanta is going to be one that you're going to remember because you had a bad crash, of course, with, with Forkner colliding in that rhythm. Then you go down in like the early lap of main three. You fight your way back for that. You're one lap away from winning. You get second overall. But, I mean, it was a rough day, and you still managed to almost win the damn thing. Um, how do you feel? Yeah, dude, I actually feel really good about Atlanta. Um, the first round, I, I struggled to find my, like, my race trim. 
a little bit. And then in Tampa, um, I just got beat flat out. Um, but in Atlanta, I felt way better all day. Um, all three main events, I felt like I rode really well. And, um, yeah, like you said, it was unfortunate to go down right off the bat in the third one and, and have a, a shortened main to make it back to the pack. But mm-hmm. I was probably 15th or 16th when I came around on the first lap. And, yeah. Um, got all the way to fifth, so I'm really happy with it. I mean, um, I feel like I'm riding riding really well, and um, I, I really like the track in Atlanta. It was a lot busier than the first two, uh-huh. and um, I, I'm looking forward to the next couple of rounds, especially Daytona. It's, uh, it was my first Supercross of my career and one that I've always r- really, really wanted to win. I mean, it's, uh, in my opinion, like the crown jewel of Supercross wins just because it's so mm-hmm. different and so Strange, like just right there in the middle of the bit of the season, and something that we have to really um, change a lot to prepare for. So um, I'm I'm just really pumped for this weekend, and um, yeah, moving forward, I think it's going to be a, a good season. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. If you got a question for uh, Wacko Zacko Osborne on the Pulp and Hook Show, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. So your first uh, chance at the Triple Crown format. What'd you think? Uh, obviously, this is a question. We've asked a lot of guys, but what'd you make of it, Zacho? Man, when I watched it on TV, I was like, "This, this sucks!" Like, <laughs> so much downtime. Right. There's so there's so much bullcrap commercials, and just it it was not good. And um, I was like, surely they can like trim like 30 minutes out of each break, and mm-hmm. you know, get the ball rolling here. But dude, like, it was wham bam. Thank you, man. Like, it was so tight getting yeah. back to the. Hits. I, after after the second main when I crashed, my my nose was pretty busted up, and I actually just stayed up there um, at the starting line. I didn't even go back because uh, I was um, trying to get my nose to stop bleeding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just a mess, and uh, like there was just no time to go back. It was a thousand miles from the pits to the track, and yeah. um, this weekend, I, I mean, I don't know that it could have been um, any tighter, but um, as for the racing, I think it's a cool idea. I, I quite like the format. I think it's um, it's tough. Um, if I had to make one change, it would be just three, like three ten minute mains or three, you know, twelve minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. like the varying distance. I think that the the like the Monster Cup three yep. um, three race format at the same time is is good. Um, yeah, other than that, I thought it was good. It's a good change, and um, it's definitely different racing and then watching it on TV, I'll tell you that. It, uh, I'm with you. I'm glad they lengthened that first main by two minutes. It's not a whole ton, but it's too important to do eight minutes or six minutes for 250s. It's too important. Yeah, you know? six minutes is, is too little. Yep. Um, eight minutes is better, but I still feel like yep. three tens is just a, a good distance, and mm-hmm. um, it's not it's not a it's not a normal main, but it's also not a heat race. You know, yep. definitely six minutes is too short. Um, so, so but, uh, let, yeah. me, let me ask you this: as as good a shape as you're in, by that end of that or by the middle of the last main, are you feeling it more so than a normal night of supercross racing? Um, no, because no? I'm prepared, but I did feel it on yesterday, Sunday. I was a little more smooth than <laughs> well, normal and uh, maybe well, a little more lethargic. I mean, it's it's quite a bit more riding. Yep. Um, I think normally it's a six-minute heat and a 15-minute main, which is 21, and you know, 18 and 12 is uh, 18 30 minutes, so mm-hmm. it's considerable amount of riding. It's another third of riding. So yep. 
um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot more. Um, but I quite enjoyed it, I, and I thought that it would take the, the fitness element out of it. But mm-hmm. It seemed like a lot of guys were kind of beat down by the time the last main came around, and yeah. maybe that helped me a little bit um, when I was coming back through um, through the pack. Yeah, I at Anaheim too. A lot of guys said, "Man, I, I'm feeling it." Like even though the track was simple. You know, a lot of guys at Anaheim, too, were like, man, you really noticed yeah, it. this one was not simple no. by any means. No. Like, it was busy, and it was gnarly. Like, there were ruts everywhere, and, and the one lane, the triple table-on-the-table table thing was big. Like, oh, yeah. It was, it was yep. a pretty serious change. Uh, absolutely. Zach Osborne on the show uh, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. If you want a 2019 Cowie KX250F Piston, uh, just tag us on uh, on uh, Pulp Mike Show Instagram. So, Zacho big debate about this incident with Forkner, uh, with myself and JT and the seven deuce deuce earlier and on all our group texts and Swiss core wants to burn Forkner, uh, at the stake, uh, for his move. Watch looking back a couple days away from it. Um, you've watched some replays. What's your take on it? Are you super, super pissed at him or is it, was it racing or, you know, what, what's your take on the whole thing? Um, I, I really don't know, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. Um, I don't know what to say, to be honest. I knew this was going to be a question, and oh, I tried course, to prepare yeah. myself for it, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I, you know, I, I really don't. Um, it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, it, it, it happens and whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's uh, it's getting intense. We got the uh, we got the opening round knockdown oh, of Forkner. Um, you know, you got Forkner riding it in on Tampa a little bit. You got this weekend. Like, I don't blame you for being upset. I don't. I, I'm not on the side of seven deuce deuce and saying, you know, Austin absolutely did this for sure. But I understand 100% you getting upset. You uh, went face first into a berm and you really had nowhere to go. So I get it. But man, things are heating up in this series. The good thing, the best thing that happened was that um, my hand didn't get sucked into the wheel because it oh, was, was it? so, yeah. so close to like going through his spokes or. Yep through his, his fender between his wheel like it, it was so close so that's uh that's the big positive and my nose is, isn't broken it just like smashed just, all the, yeah, yeah. the cartilage in the end so it's it's all good i mean we live to fight another oh, day and um yeah keep, it's uh it's gonna be good on. it's gonna be good for rivalry for all of us watching that's for <laughs> sure um Hey, uh, after the first main event win, you were uh, on TV. You were talking about your clutch, it looked like. Did you have some bike issues, or was it something that was taken care of pretty quickly? It was something that was taken care of. Maybe we were not quite sure what happened. Um, maybe just like a bent plate was uh, not allowing it to disengage. It was just kind of creeping whenever I was trying to um, use it in the corners. And um, But, you know, I was trying to explain it quickly right. because – I, yeah, like I said, there was not much time, and it was a, a good five-minute ride yeah. back to the pits um, by the time you cleared the nine security checks. And, um, <laughs> Brayton was just talking about this. Yeah, Brayton was just talking about this. It sounded like a nightmare. It was. Yeah. Um, Seven Deuce Deuce, do you uh, have any questions for Osborne? I mean, I got – it's just – it's so hard because it's so – you know, it's so touchy with – you know, Zach, do you think – I watched that video. He's not probably. Gonna, he's not going to say nothing. He's, he's got to say something. He said Zach, something. I know, but do you think that you were overly aggressive there? Do you think you – would you have changed anything about that situation? Like, you know, would you have 
would you have gone to the right of them? Or was it just that was what it is? Do you think you could have been less aggressive? I mean, did you watch the video? Did you see it? What, what's your opinion on him taking off that jump? Do you think he actually overcleared it? That's a big debate. They think he overcleared it and maybe went a little bit left. I mean, when you watched it, what's your opinion on on everything as far as, we you know, were you over? You I know, but it's – what, what do you think, Zach? Um, well, I'll answer one of your questions. Do I have any regrets? Yes, I wish I would have jumped further left. I mean, as soon as it took off, <laughs> right. I knew I was not far enough left um, yeah. to make it, to, to to not hit him, you know, and um, that's my only regret. Uh, as for the rest of it, it's all speculation. Um, great, you know, it's great I for internet radio shows. And, <laughs> it's great for internet and, radio shows. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, La- I mean, last thing, last thing. I just want to give you a round of applause for your podium speech because that was that was probably as, as as best you could have answered that. I was listening. I was waiting for something, but that yeah, Zacho, I mean, Zacho's classy. Bro. He he. Sh- I, you had to have taken seven hundred and twenty-two breaths before you said anything on that microphone. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what I said. <laughs> I was trying to be, you right. know, like Matthew said, as classy as possible. It's tough. I just try to. Yeah, take the high road and not not get sucked into it because it's easy, you know. After Dallas, um, which I felt was a, a racing incident, I took a lot of heat and um, I, you know it bothered me for a little bit. And I, I just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of letting other people's opinions and and matters um, reflect the way I act or or feel or do or anything. Like I'm I'm just over it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do me no matter what, and um, that's that. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right. I mean, I understand Forkner and Kawasaki being upset after Dallas. I get it, but I thought that I saw that as a racing move, absolutely. But I can see where they're like, "Oh, the, the sky again," you know what I mean? But I think you got to take each incident in a vacuum, as I like to say. Um, <laughs> all right, hey, we got some phone calls for you. Let's get to uh, Abe. What's happening? What's your question for uh, Wacko Zacko? Uh, I just wanted to get. Uh his opinion and all everybody else's opinion on the chase format on the aspect of what's happening right now. Um, to me, this is the worst season of all time as far as points are concerned. Best season for racing, mm-hmm. there's you know, so many close races, but everybody's getting hurt. I mean, Anderson's got this thing wrapped up. I mean, shoot, I, you know, another couple of guys get hurt. I mean, you can probably just quit the rest <laughs> of the season and still win the championship. You know, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's one of those, and, to me, Abe, it's one of those years. Like, it happens from time to time. There's a year that Dunge got hurt, and Millsaps finished second in the points, and uh, a bunch of other dudes got hurt. And, like, I just feel like these no, things happen I, from time to time. I, I totally get it. But I think, though, that with the evolution of the sport and the guys getting so fast that we're going to probably see more and more injuries occurring. I mean, it's just, I mean, the bikes are faster. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. Last weekend's track, though, I think they should have tracks like that every weekend. It seemed like they tightened it up. There's a lot better racing. It's just really fun to watch. And that was the first time a couple of years that I didn't fast forward through some of the spots where the, you know, the guy leading it's just gone. I just fast forward it to the, almost to the end. You know, it's just. Oh, well, it doesn't sound That's like you're much of a fan anyway. So you're fast forwarding <laughs> oh, to the end I, of races. On. I actually agree with, with Abe a little bit on this. I was thinking about it earlier, like, um, if you look at at other high level motorsports, um, the 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 testing slash practice slash preseason, everything is very 
uh, regulated and limited. And, yeah. and I think that it takes everyone a little bit of time to build into it. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, with the way that the sport is today, you know, we hammer from basically the end of October, at least the November 1st until the end of the season. And I think that, you know, he's right in saying that the, the level is so high mm-hmm. and the, the jumps like that we're able to do and not just able to do, but able to do comfortably and consistently Jeez. are so big and so fast and the bikes are advanced, like everything like, um, yeah, I mean, what, what if we did have that, that sort of like MotoGP, you know, there's going to be a test day at this time, this place. And, you know, say there was, so there was eight of those before the season started or something like that where it wasn't so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, readily available yeah. every day. How are you going to enforce um, that, though, you know? How yeah, you, yeah, uh, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I know. It was simply a yep. thought, okay? It's not like, hey, let's let's try to make this happen. It's simply like, what, you know, okay. what, what about an the, idea. Why again and I were talking about, like, choking down these bikes, and I would be for that, to try something to do with that. Uh, they are too fast. They're ridiculous compared to how small well, the these stadiums why are. Well, the about that is because of the – Two motos in the lights class in Colorado last year, and I get it. Like the bikes are slow there and whatnot, but you know, I don't, I don't really feel like that fixes the problem because, like at this point, there's two fifties that are jumping today. I did a quad quad that, you know, five years ago four fifties would not have jumped. Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 fastness is not really the the problem in my opinion. I mean, if you put them all on 250s, they're still going to jump the same jumps and maybe go faster. I mean, there's been times this year on the West Coast where Zach, I have a question. They get down there. Yeah, I, I don't know, Zach, because to me, if you if you choke down the bikes and now you can't do that quad-quad, now you got to go two, 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 two through it, you know, because right, the bike so is too slow. So you're not going to get I have hurt. a question so, down or for Zach. You know, hold on, Abe. We're, we're discussing this, Abe. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Abe. Go ahead, Abe. Go. Um, Zach, so Show's yours. the level that you raced at, the 250, um, I'm sure you've wrecked on both 450 and 250, is the inertia of a 450, is it, is it more more of a violent wreck? Because, I mean, for me, I hated 450s. I couldn't stand riding those things at, you know, intermediate, you know, local pro level. Um, I had always raced 250 two-stroke and the 250 F. And it just because, man, I have never crashed so hard. Um, on uh, those two other bikes than a 450. A 450 just slapped me to the ground and just knocked out all the time on those things. Yeah, Abe, what if they were slower, right? What if they were slower, yeah, Abe? Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, Steve, absolutely, but, you know, Zach was saying he still thinks uh, he's going to Zach, faster, Zach doesn't for, know. He doesn't his opinion of Rex, about. I mean, the 450 is more violent. <laughs> I, I agree with you there 100%, and, and this is kind of, yeah, an issue with the whole restrictor thing. Like, it it doesn't really change the the inertia, like you said, and and the overall violence and weight of the crash. I mean, that's one big thing about the 450 is when it gets loose, it's it's pretty much loose. Like um, there ain't a whole lot of bringing it back, and uh, I think that that's you know one of the many reasons that crashes happen. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I there's you, always uh... been rumors of GP. Of the GPs going to 350, everyone one class in 350s, and I mean, there's a million ways to change it, but um, 
I mean, at this point, anything is a step in the right direction because it's, you know, you're trying something. Yeah, I I would love to get the promoters and the OEMs all on the same page. Good luck with that, though. Good luck. Yeah, but, right. but, but I agree. It would be nice to see that. Thanks, Abe. Thanks for calling in, man. Hey, you're welcome. All you got to do is get Monster on board, and they'll do whatever. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> hey, Zach, you know, going back to the 250-450 thing, I I totally disagree with slowing the bike down is going to make it any better. I mean, I feel like with you, you're running just as fast as lap times as the 450 guys. I mean, when you're if you were on a 450 to 250 and you wad up, I feel like you're almost going the same pace. I mean, that's not to me that's not making a difference. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and that's that's my main thing with the with the restrictor thing is like if you put those same 20 guys in the 450 main event on 250s it's going to be pretty much the same, you know, dudes at the front, and they're going to be jumping the same rhythm lanes. I mean, maybe, you know, this weekend, for example, we weren't able or even close to able to do that triple-triple out of the corner before the whoops. But, I mean, for for the most part, it's six and one half dozen the other as the jumps were jumping and the, and the speeds that the things are going. Yeah, you know, it's... So many people nowadays are like, oh, so many people are getting hurt. But, you know, we're pushing so hard. I mean, if you've seen the pace that, I mean, there's an obvious difference between what I'm going and what you're going. But we're all pushing the edge of what we have. And it's funny because, you know, you see NASCAR guys and they crash all the time. But the difference is, is when we crash, we don't have a cage. We don't have all that stuff. So, I mean, it's just relevant to what we do. We're riding dirt bikes. No, and that, We're, we're going to get hurt. That goes back to my thing where we have years like this. It happens. It, it, I it rem- happens. I, and I brought this up uh, in 1998. I was working for Ty Birdwell. Uh-huh. There, was, uh, there was 14 factory riders at the opening round at the Coliseum. And by Vegas, there was uh, a six. Yeah. And, and it was sweet because Birdwell was a privateer, so he was making mains. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that's on two strokes. That was just one of those years. You know, Zacho, that happens. It, it just... Yeah, so, and, and I don't think that the, the four-stroke thing, I don't mean... I don't think that that's part of the problem. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just stuff is big. And, and like I said earlier... You know, if you look back, like, in the maybe, you know, I'm not positive what was going on in the McGrath era, um, you know, how much those guys were training, but I can almost guarantee that they weren't doing things at the level, you know, as far as riding and training goes that that guys are now. And and just the comfort level, I mean, even for me in the last three-ish years, it's just so much more. Like oh I mean we're just gonna we're gonna go jump some quads this weekend like it's, it's just part of the deal. Yeah, EFI EFI has helped. You know, suspension oh, has gotten sure. better. Absolutely, no, you're you're absolutely right. I, I mean, I, I'm the first guy to be talking about MC and these type of guys, but they didn't they didn't do what you guys are doing, and I think that goes with any sport. I think any sport is that way. They're all being elevated. You know. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. Uh, uh, Zach Osborne on the show brought to you by Vertex Pistons, the official OEM piston of Zacho's uh, Husky. Uh, they use Vertex Pistons uh, standard on their bikes. So Vertex Pistons, uh, Pulp Mech Show 82018 is the code to save. Adam Mechnap in studio here. Um, how's everything going down at Baker's Factory? It's all good still for you? Yeah, all good, man. We actually um, we have a, a new uh, concept to our Daytona track this year where it kind of goes on and off the Supercross track 
two times, which is uh, mm. a really cool change in our track guy. Corey did a killer job with it. Like it's super fun. And um, the, all the, all the KTM guys, KTM and Husky guys, it's pretty much an open invite um, this week. Is, uh, so there's a lot of guys that make the track rough and yeah. um, it's, it's been really good so far. So today was awesome. And like I said, I'm, I'm super stoked for this weekend. Uh, I think Daytona is such a sick race and, um, Man, it'd be so special to win it. You were you were close to getting on the lit kit this weekend, but we didn't like your night show. It has to be night show gear. We liked your practice gear better from Fly Racing. Yeah, I only had one set of that. So, um, bye, yep. Matt. Dude, Zach, you had you had the goggles, you had the helmet, you had the gloves, the gear, the boots. Oh. Yep, Dude, just, just oh. wait till this weekend. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Wait till this weekend. It was so good. And then I was like, oh. He Can't changed it up for Can't the domains. Um, all right, let's get to some more phone calls for Zach Osborne. Your 250 Supercross points leader, Walker. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Good. G- good. Hey, Zach, I know um, before you were doing the moto big time, you um, did some off-road stuff. Have you ever considered coming back and maybe doing some of the GNCC stuff or any of the cross-country stuff or anything like that? Yeah, dude, for sure. I mean, uh that's the plan when I'm done done with Supercross and Motocross. Uh, you know, hopefully in four or five more years or whatever the case, um, I would love to do a couple of seasons in, in GNCC and Enduro. And, um, yeah, just kind of see where that takes me. But obviously right now, you know, my main focus is, um, is Supercross and Motocross. And as Steve would say, um, I didn't get good until I, yep. until I stopped with the off-road. Yep. Stuff, so, you focused. Um, yep. Keep on the trend. You focused on one thing. I always got on you. Stupid off-road stuff. Stupid stuff. You focused on supercross and motocross, and you're a double champion. And uh, another thing that I was right about. <laughs> and uh, um, but what about Rally Zacho? What about Rally like Shorty? He's is he not crazy? No, dude. Did you not see my post the other day? No, I don't think so. I don't think I did. Are you Rally? Are you Rally guy now? Oh, I've been rallied since I was like 12 years old. It's been like one of my biggest dreams. But um, Shorty brought me home like a bunch of a couple of road books and like all of his flashcards that he studied and everything for uh, for the maps and stuff, dude. And um, yeah, I'm I'm all about some rally. Oh uh, boy! Oh jeez! Been asking for a bike, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Walker. Oh, thanks for the call, Walker. Hey, hey, th- hey, thank you guys. Have a great night. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, hey Walker, Bye. you there? Walker, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, I'm here. Do you got a bike? Do you ride? Uh, yes, yes, I got a, I got a uh, KX250. Actually, funny enough, you guys were talking about it. Just got it for Christmas. Oh, nice. Well, we're gonna give you a Fly F2 carbon helmet. Uh, for, courtesy of the folks at Fly mm-hmm. Racing, the same helmet, the Seven Deuce Two swears. Uh, we're gonna what? give you, it's, we're gonna give you one with rewire graphics. I don't know what that means, but rewire <laughs> graphics. Yeah, dude, it's cool. It's it's super sick. So we're gonna give you that helmet. Stay on hold. Marks will get your information. Thanks for calling, buddy. Thank you. Uh, hey, thank, hey, thanks, guys. I'll be back. Thank you guys so much. No worries. Thank you. See what we do. We're we're givers. Man, that was really nice of you, Steve. I was beginning to wonder. <laughs> You're still a nice guy, or not? Osborne, what about those nets? Have you seen those nets in action? It's phenomenal. Dude, I was talking to Baggett about this weekend, and like, I was like, dude. You could have potentially been in the stands, but you were definitely going to be way out on the concrete. <laughs> he was like, dude, I know. And I was like, you didn't even touch the dirt. Like, you <laughs> fell straight out of the net, straight on your bike, and just sent it. Like, you still made the, it's phenomenal. Made the main out of the heat race. Like, it was unreal. Right, right. He just scaled down the nets. And, and so... Adam and oh Zach, you have me to thank for that. I, I know, dude. It's, the, it's the pulp nets, bro. The pulp MX nets. As I was... 
as I was watching that, I wanted to tweet you, but I'm like, no. His Twitter feed is getting blown oh. to shreds right and, now. Like, and never, <laughs> and never mind my phone, my text messages too. Just stupid text messages. Oh man, uh, I loved it. It was great. Um, that's what we do. We look after the riders here, at Pulpa Mix. That's uh, so funny. What are your thoughts on the opening round in Argentina? Uh, what What do you think of that? How about Hurlings, huh? Man, wow. man, I was so surprised by that second moto, right? Um, yeah, from Tony. Like, that's so uncharacteristic. You know. Uh, I know he doesn't get tired, so it's, like, really puzzling um, how he blew. Like, mm-hmm. it was nine seconds with nine laps to go, they kept saying. And, yep. But it was still, like, six seconds with three laps to go. And, and yeah, I mean, it just looked like he almost let it let it get away from him. I, right. I can't really explain it. But um, it's definitely going to be a good season. It's cool to see. Like, I kind of thought this would be – one of his last years, but yeah. um, obviously he's committed to another two years, which is pretty big. And I think he's gonna he's gonna fight for it. He's a he's a good rider and um, just super solid. I mean, that's yeah. not nine yeah. times world champion without being super solid. But um, him and Jeffrey are gonna head to head all season. It looks like and uh, looks and, like looks like Jonas uh, Jonas will be the guy in, in MX two, huh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think. Obviously, Hunter Lawrence is going to get better throughout mm-hmm. the season, and um, there will be some surprises. But I think the podium, the, the weekly, the podium is yeah. going to change a lot. I think Jonas is going to be there a lot, but yeah. I think that there's a lot of guys from like four, three or four to like nine or ten that sure. can swap positions, like um, Watson and and Sanai was really good yesterday. He um, missed out on a podium just because of uh, a bike failure in the first yeah. one, but um, there's a yeah. lot of guys that are going to be really good. You know, obviously there's some sand specialists and, yep. and uh, the next one's in Volkenswart, which could be super deep. Oh, or, is that the, okay? Is that um, the next round? I didn't know that Volkenswart's next. One. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Volkenswart, and then um, that's uh, I, I don't remember after that actually. It's odd the Dixon bike blew up. That's odd. <laughs> no, no, it didn't actually. Oh. Um, the fuel lines split. Uh, uh, I, I like Steve, but man, he's got to figure some stuff out with his those bikes. Like, come Have on, man! This year, what? The bike. What about it? No, I haven't. No, he no. He took um, he took the Cowie and uh, made um, basically the same thing as as the Yamaha, where it's it's uh, like front induction. It's still Worse. reverse head, but um, <laughs> where's the where's the fuel on the shrouds? Where's the fuel? Same spot, or did he? The fuel is like a little bit lower, but the shroud, the, the the shrouds have these big scoops on them. Oh boy! And um, it goes so the air goes through the scoops under the seat into the air box, and it's a huge difference. Like the oh, bike's super I fast. Ch- I check this out. Yeah, good. good I'll job send for... you some pictures of it. He sent me uh, yeah a couple days ago. Yeah, do that. Gnarly. I'd like to see that for sure. Uh, well, Zacho, thank you for coming on. I know it's late in the East Coast, so I appreciate you making the time for us. Um, some riders just tell me to f off because it's too late for them. They're, they need their beauty sleep. So um, we always appreciate you. you're a friend of the show, of course. So um, no, nah, this time of year I'm trying to stay up till eleven or eleven thirty anyway. So yeah, it's all good. Um, no problem. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it, and um, yeah. All right. Maybe some of our ideas will come to fruition like your nets, man. Yeah, no, fantastic. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Zacho. Save Supercross like the nets. Yes, I, I hope so. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, Zach Osborne, everybody on the show, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Before we go to commercial break, 
Tyler, you have a question for a seven deuce deuce, Tyler? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, I was okay. So I I went to Atlanta, deuce deuce, and I started rapping to you. Uh, the Moto Seven movie. Yeah. 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 I appreciate you stopping and taking a picture, man. I really do. I appreciate that. I know how busy y'all are. Yeah. But anyway, my, my question is, what do you think about a Lit Kid Award for the Supercross the game? What do you mean? Like, we send in pictures to your Instagram, and you vote on them, nope. and you give the Lit Kid. Nope. Sorry, bro. <laughs> only only main <laughs> event. It's, it's, okay. it's like bougie. But... You know what though? Like, it's like what? that that new Supercross game is pretty cool. What's your uh, yeah. What's your favorite track on the game? Uh, it has to be Arlington. Okay, so here's the deal. I've been going to Supercross since 2011, uh-huh. and Atlanta was a one-off thing because I had a buddy that lived in a, uh, right around that area. I've been going to Arlington since 2011, and seeing AT&T Stadium and that track on that game is incredible to me because it's just like you're reliving it almost. Absolutely. It's really cool. But uh, I, I love your style, dude. I love that you're rapping. It's it's so sick. Uh, he, I just thought, he's, he's I, I don't know. He's super sick. I, <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. That's rad, dude. He's the seven deuces, man. He's Believe it. Super cool. But we know. We thought... discovered him. We put him on the air. <laughs> we we <laughs> let him out to the world. We let him out to the world. <laughs> I know. And Mathis, you are the best at what you do and keep doing it. I'm the best at talking shit you. on riders. Absolutely. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming Heck on, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. no problem. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Tyler's very excited. We're excited to have you people. We're going to take a commercial break here. Come back with a seven-deuce deuce. Jason Thomas. Car- oh, yeah. Carlin Gardner. Carlin Gardner, and baby. Will, and you will explain to everybody why you wanted this guy on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be right back after this commercial break. This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com.
Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Living 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is a code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. The whole Pulp Nation section on their website, Pulp Nation Code, saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team, and we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> 
I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus today. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning, may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, 
It will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they are all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear.
Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their prolonged start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, GasGas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. One more time. Here we go again. It's getting that shit, making that paper. Not that much paper, though. Let's rap about Subway. Yeah. Here we go. Rolling down the highway, it's in my way. Looking down the street, fuck, thinking real cheap. Don't got that much paper in my pocket. I think I got like six bucks. Rolling down the street, hungry ass, fuck. Seen a fucking sign, looking really, really fine. Subway, eat fresh. Hell yeah, I was thinking in the brain, my way, turkey ham, fucking meatballs, hell yeah, I want it all, fuck that, I only got six bucks, good thing it's February, so I can't get a foot long, hell yeah, rolled up in that bitch, there's a line, bitch at the cash register could look real fine, hell yeah ho, Shit. I'm looking at the bread in the fucking oven looking so fresh What do I want? Wheat flatbread, honey fucking oh, damn bullshit Oh yeah, thinking fucking wheat, want a foot long, want some fucking meat Yeah, six inch, nah fuck that, I got six bucks, I'm going for the whole thing Fucking 12 inches of bread, meat, lettuce, Turkey, 
ham, ho, whatever the fuck I want. Cause Subway means it's my way. Yeah, I told that bitch I want a foot long on Italian urban cheese. She said, what kind of meat? I said, ho, what the fucking kind of thing you want, bitch? It's like, hell yeah, I want that black forest ham with the fucking no cheese. Hell nah, bitch, I ain't trying to get fat. Cheese is fucking really, really, really fucking whack. Oh, uh, yeah, put it in the oven, toast that shit up, get that shit right, make it hot. Shit came out, it was steaming. I was like, damn, that shit's gleaming. Sandwich looks good, here we go. Vegetables next. Gonna put that shit on, never take a rest. Here we go. Bitch, ask me what Welcome you Welcome back, want everybody. Sandwich. I was like, hmm, fucking green. Do you remember this? I think that. Hell yeah, are you kidding me? This was when you were real. This is bro. what I wake up to every morning, bro. This is when you were real, before you sold out. <laughs> Watch calories make it light. Trying to take flight on my dirt bike right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't even hold it together right yeah. now. Oh, bucks, oh shit. <laughs> you want it for here or to go? <laughs> I was like, what you think, ho? Oh, yeah, I got this shit for here. Like, oh, seriously. Shit. If, you're, if you're in a subway and you're like, what you think, ho? Imagine if she was like, you want it for here or to go? I was like, what you think, ho? Oh, boy. <laughs> How did that thing that happen, everybody? PTOsports.com, uh, oh, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, <laughs> Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, 72's Works Connection is a big part of your program. Buddy, Works Connection is the best, and you already know 722 put it to the test. Come on now. What do you like about their stuff? What do you use? I use the clutch lever. I use the full custom engraved um, brake caliper cover, which you can get. I put the, the Easy Pull uh, Pro Elite perch on my bike. Oh, my I gosh. Love it, dude. So good. I love it. I got the brake lever. I have the whole shot device, which is like an absolute must if you're yeah, doing any kind of racing. Yep. Um, I have a few of the nice little Gucci little pieces on the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I got? Works connection. I, oh, I have an hour meter. That's another must have. Atlas neck brace, W wheels. John Anderson at W. W Probably wheels. Pretty much everybody in the pits is using W for the wheel needs, whether pretty it's much. Talon, whether it's a kite or whatever. So, yep. uh, W USA. Guts Racing. Get data all on board with us tonight. Uh, Chris Kiefer coming up later, as well as uh, Carlin Gardner. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires. They push the boundaries of off road performance for riders of all levels, no matter conditions or terrain. Hard, medium, soft, and sand tires contain a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet flexible sidewall, and a more pliable bead package for easier mounting. Uh, we thank the Michelin folks as well. 21 different sizes, uh, good for moto, supercross, arena cross, off-road, vintage bike applications, all on the uh, all under the Michelin tire umbrella. Comfort casing technology that Michelin uses means less arm pump and reduced rider fatigue over the course of 30 plus 2 or a long day of riding. I can... Say that I'm still working up to finding the comfort casing because I am still very tired. 
when I do my motos. You and me both, Steve. And I have a Starcross 5, <laughs> set of Starcross 5s on my RMZ, RM Army. Uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com for more information and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram. We're going to do some giveaways with Michelin somewhere down the road and maybe even another ride day from Ooh. those folks. So we thank uh, we thank the folks at Michelin. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, so get to your race. Uh, JT's coming up, too. We're going to do a bit more of a broader uh, look at the race. But so... You didn't make the main. Uh. You haven't made the main in either of the Triple Crown rides. Nope. Um, qualifying speed has been good for you this year uh, as opposed to other years. Yep. You've been inside the top 20 a few times. Unfortunately, yep. you haven't been in the top 18 no. at these Triple Crowns. Um, so with you and your program and uh, the Rocky Mountain guys are a big part of your program. Honda is a big part of your program. Fly, uh, you know, you have a, you've really built yourself into this nice brand where for you, results aren't everything like they are for other guys. You know, people want to be along. I mean, you want the results, and I want the results. Absolutely. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, people totally. support you for who you are, and in your grinding away, you've made three mains this year? Uh, Two, four. Four mains? Okay. Four. So, at a triple crown format, like, that's it, dude. You have no TV time. You're yeah. not on there. You know. So, I, I love the triple crowns, but I'm very conflicted. I love privateers. I helped, out, helped a lot of them out, but bad for you guys, man. Yeah, no, it is. Um Especially at a race like Atlanta where the track is a little more beat up because, you know, we did that privateer podcast where we talked a little bit about the difference between the A practice and B practice mm-hmm. and uh, and the benefits. And it's definitely one of those weekends where it benefited you to be in the A because the track was so shitty. You know, and I'm not saying the track layout or the jumps were shitty. I'm saying the track yeah. deteriorated. You know what's weird about the practice? is uh, So 250 B guys. <laughs> I know they swap. Well, they have a primo track for one time they go out. Yeah. And then the factory guys get a little rougher track. Yep. And then the 450 guys, the factory guys get a little rougher track. And then the privateers get the most hammered track. Why don't, I know why they don't do it, because that way they don't, they don't put 450 privateers in between. They should follow the same format, Absolutely. same sequence. You know, it's especially weird because they swap <laughs> the 250 guys. Because yeah. I think they go, what do they do? They do CBA and then BCA, C, yep. you know, and then you just keep the ABC for the 450. So, I, you know, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, obviously, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I really think Wygant does too, J, JT. They got to put the LCQs as the first two races of the night. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it's harsh because – Dude, there's so much racing on that Triple Crown. If you put it... There's actually less racing when you look at the number of races. Maybe time. Yeah, yeah less racing, but t- not time on the track, though. You know, you all you have to do is do the LCQ during the day, record it, and show it before. Okay, sure. You know, because... I want to have, if I do make, and when I do make the Triple Crown, I want to have a little bit more time. When he makes the Triple Crown. When I make the Triple Crown, I want to have a little bit more time to get ready, dude. It it would be tough. If I race, because if I race right before that, I'm going to have like 10 minutes to get ready for the next one, and then I got another one, and then I got another one. And then they just added two minutes to the Triple Crown. Tell Pookie, thank you. Thank you, Pookie. Um, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I think like, just air it. You know, I would be fine with just airing the LCQs. That way, we get a little bit more TV time. But man, I just uh, I feel for you guys because uh, you know you're trying to build this brand, and and also too, <clears throat> in the course of a 20 minute main, plus however many laps, or yeah. plus one lap in a normal race, if you're in 15th and you're having a Titanic battle for 14th with somebody, yeah, 
They're, they may show you. They may. Not, not necessarily, yeah, but yeah. they may show you. <clears throat> right now, the Triple Crown, they're not showing anything but this lead. Yeah. Because the races are so short. Absolutely. So, guys are getting less exposure. And, yeah. and, and look, I'm the one for preaching about changes for a long time, so... I can't sit here and be like, oh, fuck the Triple Crown. Yeah. But I get it. The, the bad part is guys are le- losing exposure. Yeah. You know, the semi-races used to be another chance for a Josh Grant or a Millsaps or a guy like that to get on camera, you yep. know, then win the semi. So I'm torn a little bit. I'm like Natalie and Bruglia. Yeah. And I Nothing's think the biggest... right. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm all out of hope. This is how I feel. The The harshest thing about it for me was flying – from LAX to Atlanta, Georgia, getting a rental car, getting a hotel, and I got one gate drop, and I made it two corners, and my <laughs> night was over. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't know. A lot of you guys listen to the um, to the podcast after the race, but I'm not here for the paycheck. I'm here to whoop that ass. <laughs> and... It's not cool when I made it two corners and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. night's over. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm I'm that guy that's on the bubble. I mean, I know I can make my life easier <laughs> by getting a top 18 qualifier, yeah. but it's like, dude, you got to give me a, a little bit more time here. You know, I know. there's, I there's don't know. something. I don't, I don't totally know the something. Yeah, no, I know. Um, how was your spacious and beautiful Frontier Airlines that I flew you oh, on? Oh, man, it was Atlanta. so good. Let me no, tell wait, you. Was it, that was a Frontier? It was Frontier, yeah. bro. It was so good. I uh, felt like... Like when I was in there and I like and was move and, and I was sitting on this like um it was like made out of it was stone, you know, just a <laughs> stone a stone seat that cuddled me and I just felt you know, so it was so spacious. My knees were yeah. were in the back yeah. of the guy in front nothing, of me. Nothing but the best for guys. That's n- what we do. Nothing but the best, especially since it was a four hour and forty five minute flight. You know, yeah. it was especially uh, good. So that's what we do. I appreciate it. Steve. Um, Thank you. Uh, Adam Thing Lap on the show tonight. Uh, brought to you by uh, BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, the show was brought to you by BTOSports. <laughs> Adam has conflicting sponsors. Um, Colin Gardner coming up. Kiefer maybe. Uh, Jason Thomas as well. Uh, do we have JT yet on there? No. Fuck this guy. In this freaking guy. You know what? What is he doing? All right, let's get to the. F- oh, Morgan. Is this Morgan still? What's up? What up, Morgan? How you doing? We're good, Morgan. What's happening? Well, I was calling. I was actually the caller that called earlier about uh, asking Brayton about what happened to Freezy's bike, but yeah. uh, that ended short. Well, he's just. Hold on a second, Morgan. We're gonna hold on. We're gonna get JT in here. JT, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so. Morgan was calling about Freeze getting DQ'd, and we weren't going to ask Brayton about that because he probably doesn't know the whole story. But, you know, Freeze got disqualified this, this, this weekend, and he tried to sneak a bike in. His bike broke in the first main, and we think, Adam, that it was because of Bowers. JT, did you see this Bowers takeout on Freeze that I missed? <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to him chuckle. Listen to him chuckle. Um, oh, it was dirty. So, I don't know if that was it or not, but apparently Freeze's bike was... was... No, because he got up and rode after oh, okay. that, so right. I don't know he if did, it was yeah, the full official, but man, okay, somebody so... had a replay of that. I want to see it again. I was one. I was wondering if maybe um, Bowers put a hole in his cases or something, because he hit him hard. Um, yeah. So, he got disqualified. And I don't really know what the team was thinking. They all know you can't tech another bike, and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> from, yeah, what, not... from what we gathered, uh, a guy named Chad Reed looked over at his bike and said, "Hey, your bike looks brand new." Alerted the officials. I don't. That's what I heard. But huh. I, I don't. JT, what exactly do you think they were thinking? They they know the rules. I mean, they were just trying to get get one by. I guess right. 
Yeah, I don't think they had uh, probably had much choice. There's not much time. So it was either that or just not go down there at all. So when you're when you're faced with one of two options, you try to make it work. <laughs> True. <laughs> I guess. There isn't much time. No, no, and, no, no. And no, we no. were talking to <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, I'll be all right. I got choked up. I saw an RM on the screen. Um, so we were talking about this. Like, there's going to be a factory rider who misses a main event due to a bike issue that they can't get fixed. Yeah. Don't you think, JT? I mean, this is bound to happen. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if we do three a year, maybe not. It may, you know, the yeah. odds are it would take a while. But um, if we expand this, you know, the triple crown into several rounds and yeah i think it's inevitable you know the yeah. the only thing i would say is that these factory guys have they have every scenario like worst case scenario pretty figured out and i think they could make it i think they could make it happen almost anything the only thing i would if, if a frame broke that would be like the ultimate issue mm-hmm. yep um but everything else i think they could probably fix within that 40 minutes motor swap will be tight, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think they can pull it off. I mean, you figure out how many people are on a factory team. Yeah, they can, yeah. They can make it happen. Uh, Morgan, so that's uh, what else did you want to know, Morgan? Well, I, I I don't mean to be an asshole here, but seven dudes, dudes, when are you going to make that main event so I can pick you in fantasy, dude? Bro, he's made four. Bro, I'm I'm Whoa. making it I'm <laughs> making it in Daytona, bro. I think Baseglia broke his wrist, and then I heard some rumors about Baggett not being too good, so I don't know. But, um... <laughs> Well, the last I heard was that a couple guys had dropped out uh, of, of main events because they were hurt, as in Roxon and uh, a few others. And you're like, I got this. I'm going to start making more main events because guys are dropping off. And then this asshole Subaru uh, shows up. Yeah, we had a we had a couple more guys show up this weekend. But um, it's, it's really coming down to my starts. Uh, Steve and I were talking about it off the air, and I just got to work starts. I got a little bit of um, data that I'm going to work with and then uh, do a few changes to the bike, and it's pretty much coming down to the starts because every time I've made the main, I've had a good start in either the heat race or the LCQ. So um, it's coming down to the start for me, and if that's if that's what it is, I'll tell you right now, tomorrow and the next day, I'm going to just work starts all day. I don't even think – it matters for me this week if I did a lap. I think it'd be more important for me to do a thousand starts than it would be to do a thousand laps. So that's Th- what I'm going to do. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, buddy. Uh, JT, we were talking uh, before we got you on. <clears throat> I love this trip. <clears throat> What's going on with me? I'm very, very. Uh, You're right. Okay. I, I'm just. I'm. I'm, I'm hey, just, I know how to do CPR, so uh, it's all good. No, I'm just. I'm distraught. I guess. Um, <laughs> Leafs lost. I don't know. Uh, JT, so we were talking before you got on about this triple crown format, and you and I both love it. And it's been awesome, but for a guy like Adam, like he said, he flew from LAX to Atlanta to get a gate drop for four laps or five, four minutes no, or whatever. No, two turns. Two turns. Two turns, and that's it. Call it a day. And, you know, a guy like him and other guys that, that get a lot of exposure with the old format, especially when there were semis, like they're, it's not as good for them. And, uh, you know, again, we, we like the triple crowns, but that is a downside for a guy like Seven Deuce Deuce and others. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, um, but the harsh truth is that it's not going to matter. In the big picture, when they make these decisions, it's it's not going to matter, and it's it's just going to come down to you got to get in the main event, and because they're not they're not going to base decisions on that, unfortunately. No, you know? no, yeah, no, they're not. Nope. You know, so it's you could. There's only one way to solve that, and and that's to to make it happen when it's time, and you know that already. You know, like you just got to do it, and. 
like you said, you got in a crash in the second turn and man, I if I could tell you how many times that's happened to me, you know, we would have a ten hour show. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean it just all comes down to getting the job done a little bit sooner and like you said, I yep. need a half a second. If I would have had a half a second, um I'd have been top eighteen and uh we would have been yep. in the night show and but, it would have been easy breezy. Okay, but even if seven deuce deuce gets into the main, JT, and again I'm not it sounds like I'm complaining and I, I, I guess I am, but even if Seven Deuce Deuce gets into the main, like with these short mains, he's not getting any TV time. Like we'll never see him on TV because they have a short race to focus on the on the lead. So again, even getting in the main, these triple crowns, you know, you're fly racing and you you pay Adam for to, to showcase the gear and everyone else does, and, and he may even if in the main event, you may never see him. Yeah, I understand, yep. and yep. I can tell you with a hundred percent confidence that that does not going to matter. <laughs> Whether it's good, good or bad for me, or good or bad for Fly Racing, or good or bad for Adam, uh, they're gonna. If the show is better overall, no, I know, I know. People, I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I'm not arguing with you. I, right. I completely agree with you. I just don't think it's going to matter. Like it's not going to change anything. It's just going to be, you know, a downside to an otherwise. Yes. I think. Yeah, uh, it's a good da- program. It, that's all I need you to agree. Just say yes, Steve. I agree. <laughs> it's a downside for guys like myself. Who you, I mean, JT, you were a prime example of a guy that wouldn't be on TV at all. And you might have been yep. second in a semi or third in a semi before or won an LCQ. You know? So. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying for sure. I mean, when I was racing, that was, you know, before live TV. Like the only race we would get live TV was Vegas. Yeah. And they, they would only show like a. 10 second highlight of the semi anyway. Yeah. I wasn't getting on TV either way. Vegas was really the only chance I was getting anyway. So I, I fully understand it. Uh, they would show the heat races. They would maybe show five or 10 seconds of the semi. They would show the results of the semi and then they would, they were on to the main event. Yep. So yep. it was really no different in my days anyway. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. It's, uh, it's Mike. What's up, Mike? Want to talk about Dylan Ferrandez? Yeah, actually I do have a question for it. So have you guys seen his bike yet? I saw that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've yes. seen the bike. Yeah. How do you fix that? What What are they going to do? They're just going to drop it off at a scrapyard in Atlanta and just call it good, or what? Yeah, you go down. You go down to your local Yamaha shop and you start over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing about that bike that can be. No, I think what what happens is you take the bike home to Yamaha and it's now parts that go into the rig and whatever's left sure. that's decent. And then you just build a yeah. whole brand new bike, and yeah. that's just all parts. Uh, Ferrandis broke his uh, jaw, broke his uh, <clears throat> scapula, so he's going to be out for a while. Yeah. Yep. So can they, like, they will save the wheels and stuff like that? Like, Oh, yeah. They don't... Yeah, yeah. No, they'll, they'll, they'll save parts on that thing for sure. Huh. Yep. Well, sweet. I guess that was my only question. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Appreciate boss. Uh, question for JT about gear from Trevor. What's up, Trevor? What's your question for Jason Thomas? I was looking at the gear, the Fly Hydrogen, before the show came on, and I remember Kiefer saying something about Daytona maybe being some new colorway releases, and I was wondering if that's still on track and if I should wait. Uh, So we do our um, vented kinetic gear, which we call kinetic mesh, every year at Daytona. So it's basically the only gear that doesn't come out in that same August time frame that everybody releases stuff. Uh, and we just we do it for summer basically, so that vented stuff that's in the kinetic line will come out this weekend. But as far as white hydrogen, no, you won't see new colorways until you know the the new stuff comes out and uh, 
typically Washougal for us. So if white hydrogen is the one you want, uh, you kind of already see your options, you know, on, on the website or in the catalog. But if you want the kinetic mesh, then keep your eyes open this weekend. Yeah. As awesome yeah, we'll be out. we'll have the pro yeah we'll have pro guys running it this weekend. We'll probably be selling it, and you know dealers will probably get it within the next week or two. We're just waiting on uh, waiting for it to show up actually. All right, Trevor. Anything else? What are you gonna yeah. do? Are you gonna wait for the light hydrogen, Trevor? What are you gonna do? What's your what's your plans? I think I'll probably wait and see about the kinetic stuff. Okay, but right. with where do you live at, Trevor? Where do you live, Trevor? Oklahoma. Oh yeah, that stuff. I mean, we know how hot it gets in Oklahoma, so. That's really why we do it that way is to kind of give guys new stuff to wear in summer because the rest of the stuff goes into closeout and it's a really, a really tough time for everybody because you go into the summer and guys are getting ready for Loretta's and all these, you know, spring nationals and all this stuff and they don't have anything new or vintage to wear. So, uh, will it make sense on that schedule? Will it have cats on it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can confidently and happily say no. This week? Okay, all right. So, Dude. You're going to no... get another angry email. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Trevor. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Let's get some more phone calls here. Skippy. We're going to be fielding calls for you. Yeah. Skippy, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are y'all? Good. What's happening? Skippy, what's up? You get uh, home okay? What's up? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm driving home. My buddy... Uh, just I'm um, away from my taxi, so yeah, I'm I'm still right. not quite home, but I'm about ten minutes out. <laughs> um, question is, um, prior to this weekend, would you have put more money on Jamar winning a 250 main event or Brayton winning a 250 main event? I would have said Brayton. 450. Sorry, <clears throat> yeah, Brayton. I would have said Brayton winning a 450 main in this Triple Crown Challenge. He was literally the rider we brought up as a possible surprise winner yeah. at a Triple Crown race. So, okay. I, I'd say Brayton, not Seven Deuce Deuce, you. <laughs> to be real, I was just thinking that J-Mart was going to just ride outdoor and just kind of hang up this Supercross <laughs> season. I mean, I love J-Mart. J-Mart's a cool dude, but he's well, had a tough time. I, I mean, heard it was a long shot. There was a, there was a rumor that J-Mart may be on the 450 for Honda. Uh, I, I believe it because J-Mart's had a, a tough season. He hasn't been getting the starts. Um, absolutely less surprised that jb won over uh over jmart when i seen jmart win i was like okay cool sick good start what about you what about you jt i would have said even money i didn't uh i think both of them are capable but i wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought either one were, was likely especially yeah. brayton's been struggling a little bit the last few weeks yep uh, and jmart's seemingly struggling most of the time on 250 and supercross so i would have said yeah i wouldn't have thought either one of them would have got it done yeah. but Maybe, you know, JT, uh, talking about J-Mart's win, like, he got the start and he took off. Like, maybe that's – maybe one of his issues in Supercross is just he hasn't had the room. If he gets a start, he took off this weekend. Maybe an issue is not getting starts and then he doesn't ride very well because he's not comfy in traffic somehow. Outdoors, he can go anywhere he wants, right? But Yeah, he's, he's definitely very good – when he's in the front, uh, he seems, I don't know, in, in outdoors he's fine in traffic, but Supercross, man, he just seems like he runs into all all kinds of carnage. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's partially because the 250 guys are so inexperienced and make, from what I've seen, really poor decisions. And I was even listening to uh, Cole Martinez and Tyler Bowers talking this weekend, and Cole Martinez was, was 
saying how happy he was to be on a 450 just because he didn't have to deal with kids making horrific decisions all around him. So <laughs> you can you can just tell, like, I could just see it in his face. Like, he's, like, relieved to not have to deal with that every single week. And because, man, you watch that class, and it's just like, holy cow, what are you doing? And you look across the track and it's like, what is he doing? Here we go. Yeah. Over the place. Yeah. Um, thanks, Skippy. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah, for sure, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man. Tyler. Or, nope. Sorry, not Tyler. Mike. Nope, not Mike. Who is this? Hello? Hey, what's your name? Oh, hey, this is Jeff. Hey, what's up, Jeff? How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. What's your question, man? Um, I just heard you guys talking about the formats, and, I mean, JT's right. It's just something like this is never going to happen where they do the B-Mains because Feld or Fox is basically just like, well, then put it in the show. But yeah, yeah. do you think an option would be, like, do the B-Mains, do the Olympic-style points, and, you know, maybe the winner of um, the regular classes gets 30, and then the B-Mains, maybe the top three get a point, so they're still in the points. There's a reason um, for the races. And they still get all the exposure because I think they deserve that just as much as anyone uh, else. I mean, I'd be okay with that. I just like I don't know if we have. Only anybody cares just enough. Tough. Yeah, I'd exactly. Just, it's nope, just I, tough. Yep. Nope. It is. It's. I tough. think. I think the 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 number one fix is just to put the LCQ at the beginning of the show. Yeah, but JT seven yeah, two said that JT. Yeah, he. J, we we just brought that up before we brought you on the air, JT, and, and Adam says that. That turnaround would be really tough. Yeah, I just said air well, air the LCQ that's during the day on TV because if I make it, I sure as heck don't want to be, you know, right at the beginning of the races where I got to go back. I mean, and then you got to race and then go back again and race and race. And then it's it's just like I, I feel like that'd be too much. But I think if you do like, a, you know, like an LCQ is now where it's a three minute plus one lap and then you have. Well, no, an LCQ is five, right? Okay, well, cut it down to like the 250 LCQ, three minutes plus a lap or whatever it is. Yeah. Do, uh, you know, make it short. Then you go, you have the whole 250 uh, first main of, you know, their hot lap plus their podium plus everything to get back. And then you only have like a, you know, eight minute plus one lap or whatever main event to start with. I just think it would give, it's going to solve your TV time problem that, you know, to get you guys some exposure. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to give you guys a chance to basically get into the race. You know, I, I understand your your side with the turnaround, but yeah, but you guys exposure it fixes that problem. Yeah, no, true that. Um, all right, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, um, Janky Mike. What's up, bud? How are you? Hey, how are you guys? We're good. What's up? Um, so I got a good one. WPS is taking over Supercross, right? Next year, yeah. WPS and fly. This is just for you. And for JT, the Nets, name them, the fly trap. Huh. <laughs> very, very, very clever, Janky Mike. <laughs> the fly trap. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. JT, I mean, you have a comment, JT, on this? This that's, is brilliant. That, that's, a mar- that's marketing right there. It is. It is marketing, Janky. You're right. Yeah, right, you I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of what that would cost. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're probably up. right. I figured you guys could just take it over and tell them, tell them whatever you wanted, but yeah. that's obviously not the case. Yeah, probably not, right? Um, thanks, right, man. Good. Anything else? Bye, thanks. All right, thanks. Bye. Thank you, Mike, with the hot take. That was pretty. That was a pretty fire idea. Uh, Tyler, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, Steve? How are you? Good. What's going on? Yeah, nothing much. Um, I just, I'm actually the kid that called last week with uh, DV. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you. No, 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 yeah. No. Poor. Poor Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, it's okay, DV. If you're listening, you're out there. Uh, I am going to college next year, so thanks for scaring another uh, young adult out of the industry. I appreciate it. Tyler wanted to be a mechanic. Tyler called and asked <laughs> about being a mechanic, and DV just told me he's an idiot. Give up. You don't do that. You're no, stupid. No, it's okay. No, you know. we still all love DV. Right. DV's yeah. a good guy. DV's yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, but on a serious note, though, um, I wanted to ask Adam. I know you guys kind of already answered it before, but um, on the Triple Crown and stuff like that, for you got your privateers and stuff, you know, uh, for you to fly all the way out there from California to, to Atlanta, you know, and only get to, you know, go to the LCQ and not even get any TV time, it's kind of, you know, I don't know if it's just a waste or if there's any other way way we can fix it or you know like jt said you know there's not really much we can do but um it just sucks for the privateers that are driving all these rounds and stuff especially from tampa to atlanta then back to daytona i mean if, it, if, it, if it's even not worth it they might as well just stay in florida and freaking ride well, for the week tyler you know, here's, so. here's a way where it wouldn't suck make the main event yeah i mean i mean to be know. honest with you tyler i'm not i'm not flying all the way to atlanta thinking i'm coming to atlanta to do a couple practices, hit an LCQ, and get my check. Go home. You know what I mean? That's no, no. It's, I, it's, I completely understand. It's not. It's not like oh, this is a pointless race. And I know what you mean because the odds are different. Yeah. But bro, I'm coming to the race thinking, you know, I'm I'm coming here to make the main, bro. I'm not yeah. coming here to not make the main. So I mean, it's definitely not pointless. One because you learn things. Two, you know, there's nothing like a race. Um, you can't. Yeah. You cannot re-imitate practice um at a racetrack you know i you can try yeah. as hard as you want at the practice track it's just not going to yeah. happen the intensity the ruts um the way the track develops you need that every yeah. weekend the more experience you get um the better it is it it totally sucks um not making the main but you yeah. know what um the only way to get better is uh, is to go out there and keep pushing and trying to get better and sometimes it's not going to work out and that's part of racing uh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, oh, yeah. thanks, Tyler. Appreciate the call, man. Yeah, no, no problem, Steve. Thank, Thank you. Uh, hey, let's talk about the race a little bit. So I wasn't there. I was. Uh, I sent Chris Kiefer to the race to cover yep. it. Um, Eli Tomac, he was doing a couple sections that other guys weren't, or one section anyways. He was doing another section that... He was doing know, two. He was doing two. Well, some other guys were going 3-3, three, three, no, out of that turn? No, I'm talking about before the finish. Yeah, but he's the only guy doing that. Um, he was the only guy doing the three, three before the whoops yep. or other than no. Justin Hill. Okay, I was going to say, was there a couple other guys or no? No, just Justin Hill okay. that I seen. Yep. And then there was maybe like three guys doing the thing before the finish. Okay. So here's the point is he looked good and he was coming up in all the mains. He didn't get the starts he needed. Was it odd that he kind of stalled a little bit? Like why did he stall and didn't make all the way to the front in any of the three mains? Because... Marvin broke him in that last man. I watched it. I watched it like a hawk. Marvin was looking at him. I seen Marvin looking at him on the other side of the track. I seen Eli looking at him on the other side of the track. And they were coming around and they were about, I'd say, 10 minutes. And Eli made this gnarly push. Marvin seen him. Marvin put his laps together. He put the laps down. And as soon as, as, soon as Eli seen that he didn't catch Marv, when he knew that he was doing all these big jumps, yep. he was like, oh. you could just see yep. the, his body just kind of done. And then you seen them both kind of even out. Eli took a nice little break, and then he tried to do a last-minute push with like two minutes left, and Marvin was just, dude, he was just and, fast. And this is in the last main. In the last yeah, main. Yeah, Marv caught and passed him in the first main. 
Yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, Marv was just. It looked like Eli's line, 3-3, three, three, before the whoops. It was faster. It was, it was, but it looked like it would take him wide in the whoops, and he couldn't. It was do... faster straight up. Okay. Marv was just, he would make up so much time in the other sections yeah. pushing through so yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was so, he carried his momentum so much um, but, but, better. But not just Marv. Anderson also, Brayton. Like, Eli, JT, yeah. what do you think of all that? Well, I think uh, I think Adam's right, but I would say that if Eli could have hit his sections every single lap the entire main event, I think he would have caught Marvin because he cut it down from five seconds to four to three to two, and he got it to, to two seconds. And then the difference was every time he missed the the big that big three three was where he was really killing Marvin. The whoops right. a little bit too. Uh, but the three three was really where he was making up big time. But every time he didn't do it, Marvin would pull back out because Marvin had the rest of the track a little bit quicker than Eli did. Mm-hmm. So it really came down to whether, for me, whether Eli could nail that every single time. And he wasn't. He missed it a few times, and that was really the difference. Because every single time he missed it, Marvin would pull back out that gap. Yeah, it seemed like it just kind of crushed Eli's. Um, forward momentum and his spirit, really, because he would make up momentum, he would miss it, Marv would pull back out, and it would just, you know, it was like this yo-yo, and, and at the end, he basically just kind of ran out of time and ran out of steam, so. So if Eli doesn't do those sections, if, if Eli doesn't do those sections, Marv beats him pretty good. Oh, Marv wins easy. Yeah, easily, yeah. yeah. yeah Marv yeah. would have won easily. Right. Yeah. Uh, how about his, how about, how about Tomac's save in that last main? Holy smokes. Yeah, he hooked, he hooked a hard left there. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, also, too, uh, Cooper Webb is riding better, JT. He is getting feeling a little bit. He evolved a tickle in the first main, but Webb is starts of coming along. He won a heat race. He qualifies well. But Cooper yeah. Webb's getting better. Yeah, I wrote a – I mentioned Webb in my column last week, and uh, Racer X commenter said something like, please stop saying that Webb's getting better. He's just doing better because there's less people, and I, I completely disagree with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's been at the top of the board – and let's not forget, Anderson and, and Tomac are still in this thing. Those guys have been and Marv, and Marv, the yeah, class of the yeah. field from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, they've been the class of the field from the get-go. So if Webb's at the top of the board above them, it doesn't matter who else is in the class, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think we've seen him improve steadily. You know, he, he's not quite to where he wants to be yet. I mean, he was damn close in that second main event. He almost won it. Yep. Uh, so I do think that, you know, it's going to happen for him. He's going to be on the podium sooner than later. Uh, Daytona should be a good one for him, I would expect. Um, and just the way these injuries are going, to think that he's not going to at least be on the podium and maybe win one of these would be would be foolish. How much of a difference do you think it made with Barsha getting hurt and you know Webb kind of being more of the main focus of the team considering that Barsha was in second and it seemed kind of like the tides were turning so much? I feel like as soon as Barsha went out, I feel like he just kind of – grew into his own and he just felt more of the star, I don't know, and just got better quicker. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, for me, I felt like he really struggled at the beginning because he was hurt. Uh, he got hurt in December, hurt his wrist, and I think he missed a bunch of time. He missed a few weeks in December, and I think it set him back quite a bit. I think he lost a lot of his intensity and speed coming into Anaheim. And I think he's just now getting back to 100%. So 
I, I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, maybe the Barsha thing is, is more than I attributed to it. Um, I just saw him not riding very well, and I think he's finally kind of back to where he wanted to be in December. But with that wrist injury, I think uh, I think missing two or three weeks in the, in the last month waiting in Anaheim hurt him pretty bad. Well, Anderson pulled out again. Um, he was consistently, you know, I don't know if he was the fastest guy in Atlanta, but he got good starts. You know, he, he did win one of the mains. He 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 got another another. He did enough, right? Yeah, he did you enough, know, that, man. And that's, that's really what it came down to. It. He yeah. did enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, for him, all he's got to really do here doesn't have to be dominant. He just needs to keep the status quo over Marvin, mm-hmm. really, uh, which he's doing. You know, he gave up. He gave up three to Marvin. Uh, in Tampa, and he got those three back um, this this weekend. So uh, as long as he keeps it steady with Marvin and, and he doesn't have to do anything crazy, and I I, I think that's a really good game plan for mm-hmm. him because he's going to be he's going to be better than Marvin, and I think Marvin's going to have his weekends where he's just on his game. Yep. And I don't know that anybody could beat him on that weekend. So he's in such a great position to where he has so much cushion and so much. Um, you know, a, ability to back it down if he's not feeling it. And even if he gives up five or six, it's like, eh, that's all right. No big deal. You know, like, as long as I don't throw it away here, there's not a lot that Marvin can do, uh, especially if, if Jason can go out and beat him on certain weekends as well. Absolutely. Let's get to some phone calls, and we'll do the X-Brand Goggle Taros. A lot of phone calls tonight. Like, you, the people like you, 7 Deuce Deuce. <laughs> uh, Something. Grant, what's up, man? What's your What's your question? Hey, uh, yeah, I got a question for, I guess it could be for all you, but probably most, mostly you, Mattis. Um, I've heard you talk about, like, uh, good mechanic schools to go to, like if you want to become a mechanic. Yeah. And uh, I was just wondering if you had any one that, like, would either guarantee a job with, like, a top amateur or yeah, something the, like that. The so. best one you want to go to, it's, uh, it's out in West Virginia. It's uh, Scotty Atkins, who was a mechanic for a long time for a lot of dudes. Uh, Pro SX MX Tech, I think it's called. JT, do you know what I'm talking about? Is that the name? I do know the school, but I don't know the name. I apologize uh, for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it. Uh, Scotty's gonna be really mad when he. I think it's called Pro Tech. Um, anyways, it's it's not as expensive as MMI. It's more it's more geared towards uh, uh, motocross, and he will help place you with a guy. With a team, an amateur, or something like that. It's a real world deal. Yeah, it's called ProSXMXTech.com, uh, Grant. And uh, Scotty Atkins is the guy that uh, owns it. And it's where I would recommend going if you don't have, you know, if you don't have complete knowledge of a bike and you want to learn how to do it, then that's where I'd go. Well, it's so different. Right. I think MMI, MMI is much more steered towards people working in dealerships, yeah. you know, that's yeah. working in the service department of a dealership or Scotty's. Yeah seems much more towards working on a race team. So it's completely different angles and, and learning processes, in my opinion. So check it out online, uh, prosxmxtech.com. And uh, and thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thank you. No worries. Uh, dark Side. What's up, Deuce Deuce, JT? What up? Uh, dude, how long does it take you to dry the hair when you shower? <laughs> like, how... <laughs> How your pony is phenomenal and right. So, uh, shit, dude, I don't know. I just I get out of the shower and I just let it hang dry and chill out with my chick and it just dries naturally. I chill out with my chick. Hey, natural yeah. dry, bro. That's the best way. So, do you, uh, when you band it up like you do, do you uh, do you use special kind of bands or is it just rubber? No, just, just just regular hair rubber bands like chicks use, man. Oh, okay, 
All right. Yeah, nothing special, just just like a chick. All right, Dark Side. So, <laughs> all right, man. So, <laughs> hey, so first of all, before I ask my question, I want to give uh, Dean Wilson props for getting Best Dress from Chris Kiefer this weekend. I'm not familiar with that award. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I don't not. know that award. What, um, yeah, is that somebody that we should know about? I, I think so. Everybody should know about Chris Kiefer, man, and Best Dressed. <laughs> what, what woman are you talking about? I'm not sure what you're referring to. <laughs> you don't know who Dean Wilson is? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't know her. I didn't know Best okay. Dressed either. Right on. I was just busting your balls, though. But um, no, my question really is about the format and um, a couple of different things with the Triple Crown. People are complaining about time in between moto the, the races. Is there would it benefit to put a little more time between the two fifties and four fifties, where that might make a little less time between the four fifties and the second two fifties, and even it out a little bit? No, because they want the most time after the race, right? In case you need repairs okay. or whatever uh, and resting and everything else, because you're pretty you're fresh for the for the night show, right? Um, so to do that would be a little weird. JT, did it seem shorter? It, it seemed shorter on TV than it was at a a two. The gaps? Uh, yeah, it did. It didn't seem like, honestly, at A2, I felt like Lurch was just right. completely <laughs> dying on the vine out there. <laughs> so bad for him. He was singing Happy Birthday with little kids. And, I mean, he was doing anything. Like, he was, he right. seemed like he had nothing. You know, like, it, it's when a system crashes on people and they're just completely yeah. Yeah. ad-libbing a program, that's what I felt like he was doing. And it didn't, it didn't have that feel this weekend. Okay. So. All right. Even if it's not the even if it's not the best answer ever, it just seemed like it was a little bit more fluid. Right. Okay. And uh, anything hey, else, Dark Side? Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, I think on the Moto Sixty Show Thursday, you mentioned like trying to tighten things up a little bit when with the longer time heat rate or mains, and you mentioned like a mandatory caution. I think or. or well, I just I yeah, so, something I threw out. Yeah, they used to do that at well, the GFI races. Yeah. What about like a mandatory pit stop where you had to change a rear wheel or something? Mm, no, I don't like that. No, no, that's I, lame. I, yeah, it's just then you're now you're getting the modifications on your bike that Adam Entignap won't be able to do because well, you have, have somebody to where it had to be had to be you know stock or something. But I, I don't know, there's something to throw out there. I, I know what you're trying to do where you're trying to tighten it up because yeah, when when you do get the big. Run away! It does kind of quote unquote make it boring, but yeah, yeah. but yeah. it is what it is. Anyway. And, I think they should stop them and put a microphone in their face. Like get get interaction. Like have have a chance for you know not mandatory of that, but have a chance for the whoever's on the mic down there, whether it's Daniel Blair, or Ricky, or whoever, to talk to the riders. I think that would be very interesting for the people at home on TV, where the guys like, hey, you're you know. You were running away there. What do you, what do you think about how the second half of the main event's going to go? And even yeah. if it's five minutes, I, I think it would add a, a whole new layer to insight for the the fan at home. Thanks, uh, thanks, Darkside. All right, all right, guys. See Appreciate ya. it. Thank you. Later, boss. Seven Deuce Deuce on the uh, Public Mix Show with Jason Thomas. Let's do the X Brand Goggle Tariff segment, shall we? It's the X Brand Tariff segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. X-Brand Goggles are choice of champions everywhere. If Adam Metiknap wore X-Brands, he would probably be easily into the main each and every week because he would have clear vision out there. Kyle Chisholm, Hayden Melross, Ricky Brayback, just some of the great champions. Kyle Cunningham running X-Brand. X-Brand Goggles, 
Use code PulpMX18 to save with X-Brand goggles. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. EKSBrand.com, all new goggle out. Well, it's not new anymore, but EKS S-Brand uh, model, I should say. It's a fantastic company, fantastic goggle. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him? Uh, not, no, not sure. No. And mm-hmm. um, so you get 30 seconds on the clock. JT, adamanting that. Let's do this, Marks. Steve. Yes. Is Brayton's win considered a main event, or does it come with an asterisk? No, we covered it already. It's an asterisk. I would love to give it to him. I talked about giving him .5 of a win. I don't know. You can't. You can't do it. I'm sorry. You can't. Deuce, deuce. Yo. Why do you think so many riders have gotten hurt this season? Um, because everybody's pushing in as part of riding dirt bikes, to be honest. I don't think there's a specific reason. I don't think there's anything about it. I think a little bit of luck ran out on some people's ends, and I think that's riding dirt bikes. 15 seconds. Very well said. I agree with that. I don't quite know what to do. JT, blame Pi on Forkner and Osborne incident, and why does Swizzcore hate Forkner so much? <laughs> Uh, Swizz is definitely pissed off. That's for sure. I think it's maybe the most mad I've ever seen Swizz. He's well. He lives, uh, in, he lives in Flint. I mean, he's got to be so full of rage. <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking for some fresh water. Right. Um, I think that man, it's it's got to be mostly on Forkner. I, I think pretty much all the blame has to go to Forkner. I just don't know how much of that blame was should be labeled as intentional. That's where I really it's, get. It, I think it gets murky on on intent. 32 seconds. Um, don't you think a little bit like the Osby thing? Like, Osby deserved a lot of that blame for the first turn pileup, but he didn't do yep. it on purpose. You know? Right. I, I, think it's, I think the blame is pretty obvious. It's yeah. just the intent. It's yeah. really hard to determine. Yeah, I don't think – how could you blame Osborne and that blame pie for what did Osborne right. do at all? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Right. So, all right. Um, Steve. Yep. When do you think the last time a rider raced a bike that didn't go through tech and didn't get caught? Oh, it's happened. I think somebody in this room might know about that. <laughs> Just saying. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's happened. It's it's happened. I I couldn't tell you officially when or what, but I mean, Adam, do you know anything what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's speechless. <laughs> All right. We used to play a game, though, when I was a mechanic at KTM and see what we could leave off the bike and still pass tech. Horrible. And it was it was bad. Uh, I think Williamson did without a brake pedal, and it was no problem. Really? Stop it. Yep. Wow. Uh, deuce, deuce. Are cats on gear the future? And if not, what is the future of gear design? Okay. Let's Let's just clarify this right now. There was a kid who came up to me. I'm not going to name names, but he came up to me with this cat gear, and he said, hey, bro, I'm in for the lit kit, and my exact words were... He raced? Yes, he raced in it. My exact words were... Lit kitten? With the cats. (laughs) Lit kitten? Okay. My exact words... Are you going to acknowledge lit kitten? Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) My, My exact words are, anybody that has cats on their gear will never win a lit kit in the history of lit kit. Period. All right. Boom. Next question, please. 
if people would not call me in the middle of uh, X Brands, it'd be great. JT, don't call right meow. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not going to acknowledge right meow? I'm waiting for this question. I'm timing. I'm trying to fucking move this segment along. Y'all come back, meow, you hear? JT, if Craig drops back down to the 250F, who does Honda put on their bike? Uh, To be honest, I think they just have to go between uh, J-Mart and Craig. I think that's, that's their move. When uh when it goes west, put J Mart on it. When it stays east, put Craig on it. And at Indy, and then, uh, nothing. At Indy, nothing. Yeah, I, I think you just depending on how this goes for J Mart. Like if Daytona doesn't go really well, I would I would look really hard at putting J Mart on the 450 uh, the rest of the way. Um, it just hasn't gone all that well on the 250 and. For J Mart, you know he's thinking long term 450 anyway. Thirty six so seconds. Thirty six seconds. All right. You just don't care. Yep. Don't care. 36. Steve, best and worst part about skipping Atlanta, and did you leave the circle? Yeah, bro. I went dirt bike riding on Friday. Just out there grinding, hashtag getting better, hashtag doing work. Damn. Hashtag chasing the sun. Chasing the sun. Damn. Um, and then uh, Pookie and I went to a hockey game on Friday. I met up with uh, a buddy of mine who I do the hockey podcast with, Paul Pocky Podcast, Ray Ferraro. We had lunch at Raw, Sushi Raw. I left circle then. I left circle for the hockey game. I left circle for dirt bike riding. On Saturday, the day of the race, it was weird. Because, you know, you wake up at 11, and things are rolling in Atlanta at 11. You know, you get up, you need some coffee, all of practice is on. And then, you know, so it's a little weird, yeah, but... That sounds like a hell of a weekend, Steve. Yeah, no, for Good sure. job, yeah. dude. Way to take advantage. Thank you. Deuce, deuce. You and A-Ray both made gains this offseason, but why do you think A-Ray had the upper hand on you? Oh, um, damn, I Moser. Think, I think A-Ray had the upper hand on me because his riding style and, and what he's been doing. I think uh, I need to get a little bit of A-Ray going on, to be honest. Um, he f- fucking holds it pinned, dude. Um, I haven't been there. I've always been yeah, you, a smooth rider. Yeah, you don't hit the ground very much. No, I try. A-Ray scares me. <laughs> A-Ray, A-Ray does scare. A-Ray scares me too, but, you know, um, He's he, a he knows how to hold it pinned. And now, you know, I've been learning with this qualifying stuff. You know, there's those little tiny spaces where A-Ray has just been on the gas 100% to the lock where I'm kind of flowing into stuff. I'm more of a uh, smoother, flowy rider where, you know, if you want those extra seconds, um, you have to just twist the thing to the lock for that millisecond, and that's going to get you those tents um, that you need. At the same time, um, you got to be in there till the end of the season. And my plan with my plan is to make it to the end of the season. And two, another big thing. Okay, fifty-six uh, seconds. Whatever. 56. Whatever. A Ray got all of outdoors, and I literally didn't ride that whole outdoor season. So um, it's hard to make up that time when you're not riding. 105. All right. JT, is Forkner the fastest PC rider? Fastest? No, I would say Adam is the fastest. Um, Forkner may end up winning the most races, though, because I think he's he's figured out how to win. Where Adam's still working on it, Adam seems to make a little mistake here and there. But as far as pure speed, raw speed, Adam's 
like sets the fastest lap damn near every time he touches a dirt bike. So I'll go with Adam. Plus JT with Ferrandis getting hurt. Like <clears throat> honestly, I don't know who's going to get in the. These two guys seem to be breaking away a little bit. Jordan Smith's not quite there. RJ's not quite there. You know, these two guys are going to win yeah. a lot of the races going going forward. Yeah, I mean they're they've got all the drama surrounding them, and they've got you know the points gap on everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everything's set up here for this to get really dramatic, you know, but because they both obviously have hard feelings towards each other and mm-hmm. they're going to be fighting for a title, which ramps up the yeah. pressure and suspense and expectations of people around them. And oh, it's get- as we know, most people around the riders usually <laughs> make things worse than they actually are sometimes. So I think it's going to be pretty dramatic. All right. Next question. Uh, last one is a bonus question for JT from one Moser. Is it true that your buddy Chad Reed has blocked you on Instagram? Oh, Moser. <laughs> oh, Moser. Uh, yeah, he has. That's all right, though. That's yeah, all right. He's blocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was once the dumbest, blocked. The dumbest, hey. thing, the dumbest thing about being of, of all of that is, if I, I mean, does it really matter? All I need to do is just go on Instagram.com and you can see anything you want to see. Like, yeah. Blocking someone's the dumbest thing ever. You can just look at it anyway. On the upside, um, Chad Reed just followed me last week, so. Oh, there we go, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you took my spot. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, shit. All right, everybody. X-Brand Goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. You can clearly see who blocks you and who doesn't with X-Brand Goggles. EKSBrand.com. Fast Freddie Norn. Kyle Chisholm. Mel Ross. Cunningham. Miller. So many guys. Ben LeMay. Wear X-Brand Goggles. Uh, oh, yeah. We got that, too. Carlin Gardner coming right up here on the show. Uh, JT, any last words from you about ATL? About Daytona? Um, Daytona life? I don't know. I, I think I think we're on to something with this halfway through the race pit stop thing, like the GFI races used to do. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. I think it's cool. Like, think about NASCAR. Whenever there's, like, a, a caution flag, they, they yeah. have headsets and they pipe right in and you know, the driver's like, oh, yeah, I got me four new good years, and I'm ready to roll in the last, you know, last six yeah. laps or whatever. Yeah. I just think it would be so cool to have a microphone, okay. you know, Tomac, and whatever. I'm, so, I'm all, I think in NASCAR, drivers got in trouble for throwing bits of foam onto the track to get a yellow. I don't know if you heard about this last year or two years no, ago. No, I didn't. Yeah, they would peel off parts of their roof where the foam was. <laughs> On the roll bar? <laughs> what? And they would yep. throw it on the track. They caught some guys, or they caught a guy. Well, I bet. Can you imagine the initial time that happened where the crew chief comes over the radio and is like, Billy, <laughs> what I want you to do is take part of the roof. I love that you sound like somebody from Talladega Nights. <laughs> yeah, take the roof off your car. I want you to just huck it out the window. <laughs> take it and just huck it right on out the window. Throw it on that. Throw it on the track. Just right on that some bitch. Right on the track. Caution! We're going to be right. We're going right, to get right. the lucky dog, Billy. Lucky dog. Billy, you do that right now. I'll tell you what. We're going to need you to grab your your ventilation hose. <laughs> throw it out there. I, I think. Yeah, actually, the 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 deal was was there was no communication, so they couldn't quite prove it. But the dude was literally clawing at his thing on camera, like he was like a a rabid dog clawing at his <laughs> his roll cage. So, but they, the crew chief and everybody was like, what? We, you can listen to our radio. Like we didn't say nothing. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things, but uh, yes, yes. Maybe that's what we would do. JT just 
Throw That's it out awesome. There. Um, I did not hear. I've never heard that. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, they were, yeah, they were. Yeah, and they were. And it was a big, big controversy for a while because you're creating cautions to get the pack close, right? So, um, Daytona this weekend, JT, much better track. Uh, let's be honest. The last few years, the design has been absolute dog shit. Not all RC's fault. Uh, Daytona restrictions, and they took some some room away and everything else. But for whatever reason, I think it's better in in 2018. The the layout looks better than it's been in a few years. Yeah, honestly, I didn't look very closely at it yet. Um, uh, you, well, but great, I, I don't great work. Great work. I guess I'm just. <laughs> I thought this was a. Uh, I thought this was a Atlanta type show, not Daytona. I thought we covered Daytona next week. Um, We're on but, Cincinnati. I mean, there are a lot of. <laughs> there are a lot of put on put on Ricky, so I don't envy his job. I can tell you that. Yeah. To have to navigate the the things that you're allowed to do and not allowed to do, I'm out. I don't want to do that at all. Yeah. No. I. I I would be all about it if I could crush him for the track design. I really can't. <laughs> I don't think he's that. Yeah, fault. I know you, you know? would. You would revel in that if you had the opportunity. Yeah, I don't think it's all his fault. I really don't. But but take a look, JT, at uh, this year's track, and they've straightened it out more. They've had longer rhythms uh, for whatever reason. They've they've fixed some few things, and it looks better. So I'm looking forward to it. Good to hear. I know you love Daytona. Yeah, no, I actually love it. Uh, FlyRacing.com and uh, <laughs> what was that? You're mumbling. <laughs> Alright, we gotta go I'm done with you All right, Thanks buddy, thanks for coming hey, on guys. Thank Later you. JT Jason Thomas everybody, flyracing.com Please check them out, the official gear of Adam Knapp. How's, how's the new Max? What do you mean? Like Max Steffens? Well, Max doesn't go to all the races anymore uh, So there's a new guy Definitely a changed man, Dalton Dalton. Dalton is um, he's really good. I I mean, he was a little squirrely at the beginning. Max kind of had to help him out, but now he's like, he's like, bro, what do you need? What do you need, bro? What do do you need? And I'm like, dude, I I don't need anything, bro. You you got me covered. So, I mean, Dalton's doing an absolutely fantastic job. I mean, it's fly, bro. They do a good job. It's fly, bro. Uh, All right, let's get to our gear. Best out there. Let's get to our next guest on the show. Uh, he is a privateer hero. I, I told the seven deuce deuce, hey man, think of it like a privateer hero, a guy that you know, a buddy of yours that you want to get on the show, and, and let's do that. And uh, I did a uh, Race Tech FXR Privateer Island podcast with this guy earlier this year when the 250 series was on because I honestly knew nothing about him. Nothing. <laughs> Kept seeing his name, and I didn't know anything about him, so I wanted to do one. So check the archives for that. We get into a little longer uh, than what we will tonight, but uh, the seven deuce deuce picked this man on the line. Carlin Gardner. What's up, Carlin? How are you, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Um, dude, you should feel very lucky. Your name was spit out by the Seven Deuce Deuce right away. I I'm, I'm pumped about it, actually. Why, why Carlin? Dude, Seven Deuce Deuce. okay, this is why. What? Okay. One, nobody knows who the hell Carlin nobody is. Nobody knows. Okay, no, let's no. just be realistic Marks, right now. Marks, Carlin. Marks, do you know who this dude is on the line? He scored me a lot of fantasy points in his first race. Okay. So yes, <laughs> yes I did. Fantastic. Okay, so he's not he's not super known kid yet, but I I see a lot of potential in Carlin. He's what what year of Supercross is this for you, Carlin? This is my second. This is his second year. Uh, he's making some lights main events. He's made a lot of progress. Um, I practiced with him out of Castillos. He's a super super hard worker. He's a great kid. Um, he's qualifying good. He's racing good. When I watch him on the track, he doesn't look like one of those kids that's making dumb decisions. He's always kind of up front in the pack. And, uh, I feel like he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. And I think he's going to be one of those kids that you're going to see for a long time in Supercross. 
Wow, look at that, Gardner. Just just a seven-deuce-deuce uh, stamp of approval. Hey, um, so the week after we did that that Privateer Island podcast, you crashed pretty good in practice. I think you missed that night race. Or how? What was happening? How are you feeling? Or what, 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 what went down there? Yeah, I mean, pretty much just had a bad spree of some crashes. It all started um, the week before in uh, – in I think it was Phoenix when mm-hmm. I had those couple crashes and uh, yeah I don't know I I, uh, I I was feeling good and, and uh, I got to do press that that uh, that weekend in Oakland and mm-hmm. I got the track down pretty good and was was happy with everything and man I don't know I'm I, I mean it was first first qualifying session and I was like three laps in and and uh, yeah I just made a mistake uh, going up the face of that that triple off the mechanics area yep. and kind of just pushed out of the rut to where it kind of just started to endo me a bit and I bailed off on the last second to like I downsided the triple but I just landed on my feet and slapped down super hard and got a concussion and hurt my shoulder a bit and but yeah it was it was quite a okay. bummer. I, I just did not was not stoked on the last couple of weekends of how that went. Yeah, especially the the first one started off so good. So you're on the East Coast, you're riding four fifties. How's that going? What's the differences? Uh, it's going really good. Um, just, just still learning the bike a bit. It's, it's quite different. I mean, from a 250 to a 450, especially on Supercross, it just takes a lot of respect um, for the bike. But uh, it's going good. Each time I get on it, it gets, I get more comfortable. I, I learn it a little more and try to figure some things out, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. We had J- JT was on right before you, and he was saying that he overheard Martinez, Cole Martinez, telling Bowers, like, I'm so glad to get out of 250 class because these kids are, you don't know what these guys are going to do. Now, obviously, you're still a kid. Maybe he meant, maybe he was counting you, Carmen. <laughs> I don't know. But do you notice the the difference in, say, racecraft and brains of the competition uh, being in the 450 class? Um, Not necessarily. I've had some pretty sketchy moments. So you are the guy that Martinez <laughs> is talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm I mean, I feel like I've been pretty pretty good on the 450 so far, but, I mean, uh, no matter what, you're getting involved with something. I mean, but yep, yep. What? I, 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 I haven't experienced anything different. I think each one of them has their sketchy moment. Right, sure, sure. What, as you're, you're coming to Tampa, you're flying from little old uh, 805, your first race on your 450 back east, what – what do you tell us what the biggest difference is at your 450 race? Like what was the biggest eye opener that you had to learn and pick up on quick? Um, yeah, I mean the big, the big, the hardest part was just the time on the bike. I didn't, I barely had any time coming, coming, uh, onto a 450 and, and let alone, you know, uh, a, a built good fast 450. So I, uh, the biggest, the biggest thing for me was just trying not to kill myself and come out of a corner and, you know, <laughs> hit some spot that I don't need to be doing. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it, it's good. I enjoy the 450 because I'm not, I'm not a real aggressive high revving rider. I, I stay pretty low on the RPM. So the 450 does suit me a little better riding style, but it's still, still has so much power. It's ridiculous. And, uh, the purse money in the 450s is probably way better. Too. <laughs> just stay there, dude. Just stay there. It's so much better. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's still, I mean, at, at the position I'm in, it's still about results and getting my name out. So True. The, the purse is, is, is nice, yes, but it just, it's, I'm, I'm more worried about, you know, still putting in results and, yep. and getting exposed. No, you're right. Um, so you got yourself a little team going on, right? That's what's going on. T- tell, us, tell us the listeners a little bit about that. 
Um, well, West Coast, yeah, West Coast was my own my own supported deal with uh, with Brian White at BWR Engines and and my dad. We uh, just put together our own little team for West Coast and and uh, had a couple guys pit under it and and uh, it was a good little setup. But for East Coast, Brian White uh, has his own deal going. He uh, he's he's the main man behind it. I'm just I get to just show up and and uh, ride his bike, you know. And my mechanic is uh, staying with him and and uh, it's, it's just you know a a, a, a low budget deal that we're having fun with really mm-hmm. awesome um take us back a little bit carlin because i i didn't really ever i don't know if you ever did amateurs or really even your background story and i'm sure a lot of the listeners don't know uh what how did you uh how did you turn pro what did you do as far as amateurs did you just kind of like get your arena cross points and then do supercross or, or tell us a little bit about that no yeah i mean i i didn't until i was probably on 125s is when i really started to take it seriously and then uh Went to Loretta's a couple times and then ended up winning a Loretta's championship uh, in 2014, I believe, in the two-stroke class. And uh, that was a little bit of a turning point. You know, I got I opened some eyes a bit there, and that's when I was like, okay, you know, I, if I put some effort into it, we can do something about it. And uh, I raced A-class the next year, and I was just turning 18, and it was it was the uh, decision to, you know, race another year in A-class and or just turn pro. And, and we made a decision that we'd get more exposure just turning pro, and you you know, the experience is more there. And so uh, we went pro in outdoors 2016, raced a couple 450 races and raced a couple 250 races. Um, and then did arena cross that year too. And arena cross went really well for me, actually. I, I, I adapted to arena cross well. I mean, my first one, I got third and then I won one of them, had, you know, a handful of podiums and made uh, all the main events I tried for. So, I mean, that went really well for me. And then, and then, uh, it was just time to just try out Supercross in 2016 and learned a ton last year and learned what we needed to do to prepare for and learn bike stuff. I mean, there's so much that that you think you know that you really don't to be a professional or race professional Supercross. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, everything everything just started falling into place a little bit, and this year was, was just a full, a full go effect to uh, – to make it happen and, and and try to be someone in this sport, you know. Yeah. Are you staying back the, out that way, or are you on the West Coast? I'm on the West Coast okay. right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I, uh, I flew back uh, to Georgia or to Florida to race Tampa, mm-hmm. and uh, got to stay at GPF for a week, and then um, did get did some testing done on the bike and try out some new things, and got got a place I liked, and then uh, once I was happy with it, I, yeah, I'm, I'm back home now okay. to ride. Back home for a, for a bit. Um, how's Woodrow at GPF? Woodrow's good people. I I don't I don't really know who that is. Josh Woods. Oh oh oh! I never met him. I've never I, you're met at him. GPF. That's Woodrow's place. <laughs> I uh, I understand, but I was I was just um I never met him. No, I I mean I heard he's cool, and I just I just got to be there and stay with a buddy and and ride. Okay, and I, just, I thought you had to like meet Woodrow to to ride there. I didn't know. Okay. Um, um, I mean, if I did, I didn't. <laughs> hey, have you have you hung out with the seven deuce deuce uh, at the races? Have you seen the fans this guy has? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it was so funny. We walked uh, to the to the track together one time, one of the practices, and mm-hmm. I was just laughing at all the people that were just Dude. hitting him up and how pumped he gets about it. And he's it hugging funny. people. He's hugging people. He's telling their best friend. <laughs> You know, and they're his best friend, and everyone's best friends, and dude, I think that's awesome. Though I, I, I got pumped just watching it. Oh yeah, no, hey, listen, it's fine. I just, I, I, 
I can't even hang out with the guy. It's like a whirlwind <laughs> of of yelling and screaming going on. And I'm just I, like a, I just want to let everybody know that's listening. If you're a Seven Deuce Deuce fan, please yell it out because it makes me hype. If you're not yelling it out, you're not hyping me up, and I'm losing something that I could have in the in the practice or in the night show. So I mean, I believe that. <laughs> right, Carlin? I mean, that's that's 100% the truth. I, I think it is true. Um. Hey, so what's the goal going forward for you, Carlin, in 450 class? Like, just kind of just try to get better, try to get closer to that top four spot, uh, you know, in, in the uh, in the LCQ? Um. Yeah, I mean, that, that's yep. the goal. Just The goal is to just learn each weekend, and right. I know I'm capable – capable of, of being in a main event um but uh yeah i just i just don't want to progress too quickly and, and uh, end up on the ground so i want to take the correct steps to get there and and make sure i learn and, and make sure i'm here for a while but i definitely believe i have the speed to mm-hmm. to make a main event this season and that's what my goal is is to to make a main event and uh that, that's what we're pushing for right now you know i can see it both ways like okay so I can see riding a 450 helps you or hurts you when you go back to the West, or because for one, you're gonna maybe you know start getting used to going on the inside and using the power and jumping, and perhaps get a little bit quote unquote lazy when you get back on your 250F. A few guys have said that over the years. On the other hand, there is nothing that raises your level like racing a dirt bike. Not praxing, praxing can't help it. You know, there's nothing like racing, and you know you're a younger kid. You're you need race experience, and you're getting it now in the biggest class. So I see both sides to this 450 stuff helping you on the 250s. And I guess you're going to say, Carlin, it's going to be the plus because of the racing, but I could see it going the other way too, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I only see it as a benefit either way. Yeah. I, I don't see it. I don't see it hurting me any way, shape or form because I mean, on the 450, like you talked, you were saying about the inside stuff, but mm-hmm. but I mean in super in supercross, I mean the, there that is there's the line you got to take to to be fast out of. There's no you know it's not an outdoor track to where you can kind of cut a turn and then just gas it to get yourself out of it. Um, and especially on on a 450, I mean if you're if you're stopping and turning, you're going to stall it. So you got to keep momentum going still. Um, so I, I mean I, I think just just the bigger bike, the more power, and, and and riding different tracks, it's only benefiting me for for when it comes back to West Coast. Okay, so we've been debating this Forkner Osborne thing all night. Did you, did you watch it, the race on TV? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, so where do you stand on this? Should Forkner be hung, or should is it just a racing incident? I I, I don't know. I I would yes, definitely Forkner came across, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he purposely did it. You right. know, I I looked at it a couple times, and he looked like he leaned forward and kind of just turned. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't I I would yeah, he definitely came across on him and and. Uh, and it was he caused it, but I I wouldn't say he purposely did it. Right, like some people named Swisscore think he purposely <laughs> did it, and he's very upset at Forkner. And I'm just not sure how you can be because you don't really know. You yeah, that's I, I, it, a tough one. Carlin, come on, bro, say something here, dude. No, Seven Deuce Deuce is also in the. Forkner. I'm, I'm full Forkner, like against Forkner, 100. percent I'm saying full cross jump here. I'm saying maybe not intent to cross jump three extra feet, but full intent to cross jump. Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know because if 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 a couple corners before he was looking back or something, like he's seen him there and he was looking for him. Yeah, but okay, then- Carlin, come on now, bro. When you got somebody that close to you, you can hear him. You know it's coming. Okay, you just hit the finish line. You got a full look at him because you just did a 180-degree turn. You know what I mean? You got – 
you know Zach's there. I mean, it's it's inevitable. I mean, you can hear the bike. We're racers. We all we all can agree on that. He came off that jump, and I feel like he, like hands down, he cut over knowing that he's trying to chop Zach Osborne. Maybe not chop him to the point where he's going to take him down, but he's chopping him. He's, you got to agree with me a little bit here. He's backing his fly guy. He's just backing his fly guy, Carlin. That's it. That's... Carlin. Um, I, 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 I can't. I agree that it, it was his fault, but I, I don't agree that he purposely tried to take him out in the air. Okay, okay. Say he didn't purposely try to take him out in the air. I, don't, I don't think he tried to take him out in the air. But per, you got to say that he purposely tried to chop Zach Osborne. Yeah, to a certain I, extent, in, 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 maybe in, not in, to in, that extent, but he was definitely trying to do it to a certain point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it'll it would just piss me off trying to think about it more. But Thank I mean, he you, could have just been he, he could have been trying to just do it to get ahead of him before the corner because he knew Zach would would kill him in the corner. Yeah, he, he just Seven Deuce Deuce just bullied you into that answer. <laughs> That's what he did. He, hashtag Me Too. Oh um, shit. Hey Carlin, thanks for coming on tonight, man. Greatly appreciate it. Good luck on the on the uh, East stuff with the four fifties, and uh, better luck in the four in the two fifties where you uh, you've had some really really good results. And uh, and thanks for your time tonight, man. Pre- appreciate you coming on. We'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on you from here on out. Alrighty, thank you again for having me on. No worries, thanks, buddy. Thank thanks, you. Carlin. Carlin Gardner, everybody on the show. Seven dudes, favorite guy. Yeah, he's a nice dude. Good guy. Uh, Shane, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, what's going on? What's up, Sugar Shane? Yeah, that's right. Hey, I had a couple, I guess they're complaints about the broadcast. Uh-huh. Since you watched it this weekend, did uh, did it seem like they cut Brayton short before he got the time to thank his sponsors or even say anything past, like, just a quick uh, little... <clears throat> never never noticed. Um, I never noticed. I, okay. I, I don't yeah, pay much attention like... to that stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, sell this triple crown, tip, triple crown deal as a... Uh, you know, way to get more people on TV, yada, 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 and then right. they cut him short, you know, good yeah. private team, whatever. So, And then also, I guess another complaint I had was they said that they were on the deal where they went home with Blake Baggett. They said they were going home to visit uh, BTO Sports, KTM, nice. Blake Yeah, Ralph, Ralph. But then Ralph corrected himself, so. I mean, okay, I didn't, I didn't yeah, catch that. No, so. he did. When he when he came back, he corrected himself. Uh, look, you're not going to get on me for for Ralph and Jeff uh, getting facts wrong, or not facts wrong for getting things like having a slip up because everyone does that, myself included. You know that happens. Um, I'm sure Rocky yeah. Mountain wasn't so stoked, but no. What are you going to do? I mean, yeah. It well, shit, this shit wasn't happens. even Ralph. This was like the voiceover for the promo or whatever. No, it was Ralph so. who said it. Ralph said it. Oh well, they okay. Maybe the, maybe I need to watch the promo again, but I know Ralph said BTO because he he came back and said we got to get their sponsors right. It's Rocky Mountain. Okay, so gotcha. But you know what I mean? Hey, yeah, things like that, like a team name wrong, or you get a you know I I've been there, I've done that. So you can't. Yeah, no, I totally get yeah. it. If you're now from live, I just I could have yeah. swore it was like the voiceover for the promo or whatever. That well, maybe we'll go back mm-hmm. and look at it. But I know Ralph said it too. So if if you think it's okay. a voiceover yeah. that was twice, then it, it it was said. So for sure, yeah. All right, so. man. All right, thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. Charlie, what's up? Jaylee, Charlie, I don't know. I give up. Yo. Hello. Sleeping? Yeah, he's in the garage. He's working on radio, bros. He's working on something right now, I can tell. No, I think he's sleeping. You think he's sleeping? Yeah, I think we're going to have to go to the next caller. 
Good one, Trav. That was a bomb call. No, it's not Trav's fault. Yeah, he's sleeping for sure. Nope. Is he? Is he uh, uh, uh. Jason, what's up, man? How are you? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? What up? <clears throat> thanks, thanks for taking my call, man. No problem. I was just listening to you guys talking with JT, man. I I just hate it when they lump us in with the NASCAR guys. Now we're not NASCAR. People, no, yeah, right? there is there is that. They 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 love it. You know, Fox Sports love it, and Feld loves it. So I'm we're with you. Athletes, I don't I don't watch bro. NASCAR. We're athletes. Yeah, no. Right, seven deuce deuce. Oh, bro, we're athletes, bro. Come on now. You know it. We don't just go left but, uh, or whatever direction they go. Right. But yeah, <laughs> I wanted to touch on uh, the dirt, man. Do you guys think you know that red clay down, you know, in the Carolinas and Georgia and stuff that has anything to do with Cooper Webb and Brayton and them? You know, they're from that region. No, I don't think so. I think that um, those guys ride good on anything. Um, down in Florida, you know, the tracks are a little sandier, and Zach can go. You know. These guys, dude, they're so good at riding dirt bikes, it doesn't really matter the dirt. I think maybe they have a little bit more confidence on weekend and week out, but I think the biggest factor for uh, for JB this weekend was just having the confidence in that 10-minute main. I think uh, maybe he's a little bit tentative on the 20-minute, thinking that he doesn't have the fitness and the track's a little rough like he talked about. And uh, I think that 10-minute main event, he put a little more pressure on himself to get the start, and uh, maybe that's what he needs and a little bit shorter race. I think that's all it was. No, for sure. That sounds that sounds right, man. Right. But uh, <clears throat> Steve, I appreciate the show, man. You know, I've I've called in the past two weeks. I got to talk to Jimmy D. I got to talk to Reed. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's what um, we that's do, bro. Stuff, man. Yeah, we, yeah, I appreciate it. When I started the, the sh- when I started the show, my I, the number one thing I thought of was I'm gonna mm-hmm. let people call in. It's a it's a fuck ton more money for me to have phone equipment and to have six lines and everything else. But I'm like. I want to do a show where people can call in and talk to these idiots uh, that we have on. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's great, man. And, and, it's and great. I, I think it'd be cool. Like, if I was a fan, and I was back in the day, if I could have called and talked to Dogger or Bradshaw. Oh, that would have been sick. I would have, I would have, Dude, I would have loved sure. it. So that's that's what we like to do, man, for sure. All day. And the exposure to the privateer guys, man. I mean, yeah. you know, like Seven Deuce Deuce, for real. You know, like a lot of us didn't really know much about any of these guys, you know. Phil? We what about Phil? Once in a while, they make the main, you know, but yeah. now, you know. No, you cheer for these guys. A-Ray and, and Seven Deuce Deuce and Phil. For sure. And these guys, like, you know, I think we've helped bring the, these guys a little bit of attention and, and fans have really become attached to them, you know, because of the, the people that they are. So, yeah, thanks, man. For sure, man. Appreciate yeah, appreciate it. it and keep it up. Thanks, keep I will. Good work, guys. Thanks, boys. You hear that? That's awesome. All you ever do is get yelled at a lot of times. You didn't say this, Mathis. You didn't do this. Oh, no. you know, it's nice. It's to nice. Have. It's it does. It, <clears throat> it's nice to have. Brings a nice happy tear to your eye. You know. No, no. You're doing something. You're doing something good. How do you feel, Seven Deuce Deuce? It's not an award you want to win, but you are second place right now I by know, one I'm point. I'm kind of pissed. In the Pulpamex Quadruple. Privateer Challenge. How many races are left? Is it two. Two. St. Louis and I think Indy. I honestly hope I don't win. Yeah. But um, but I think it's up to like two grand. That's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. It's not so bad. I mean, I can make that in a weekend if I, I make the main, but. I, I can't. <laughs> listen, I'm going to give the money to Tapia if he wins. He's leading right now. Yeah. But he thinks the earth is flat. Yeah. And I'm going to have a hard time paying this money to someone who How, thinks the earth who, is flat. Who, who else is in the running? I'd have to, oh, here, I got the points right here. So go to uh, pulpamexraffle.com. What is it? What is it? 
What is what? Where do you look up the quadruple crown points? No, no. Where do you go to buy the ticket? Raffle.pulpamex.com. Thank you. 20 bucks, flying colors, did up a Pulpamex helmet from Fly. Yep. It's bitching. It's got some sort of creature on the side. And uh, 20 bucks gets you a raffle ticket. All the money goes to privateers. So right now, Tapia, 28. Wait, you're not second. Thank God. Tapia, 28. Uh Uh-huh. Raper, 27. Oh, geez. LeMay, 25. Because he got got fifth in... Ah. That counts as a win, yep. right? Yep. You, 23. You're five back at Tapia. Braddon Shear, Cheyenne Harmon, Starling, champion, Nagy. I'm still in the running that close with me um, getting 20th in the LCQ this weekend? It didn't matter. No, we didn't count this weekend. Oh. We only count uh, count four races. Oh. Four random races I picked. A2. Nice. Dallas. Nice. Know, yeah. Well, so, I hope. I guess I hope. I, I mean, win honestly, now. I'll give Tapia the money, but he thinks the Earth is flat. He does, bro. <laughs> I, I don't. How's I don't, your phone doing? Good. I everything, don't know. Everything bro. going on your phone over no, there? No, I'm trying to put this thing away. Honestly, it's just. Is your guy coming? I know. Yeah, is your guy he's coming? coming. Rob's coming. When's he coming? He'll be here probably like 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's go to commercial soon, and then we can. <laughs> Sean, what's up? How's it going, fellas? What up, Sean? You're from Canada. Yeah, I'm, actually, I came to the show a long time ago. Me and my wife, we donated to the Basset Hound Rescue. Oh, yeah, I remember you. Nice. Yeah, you Basset on Rescue, and you yeah, sat yeah, in well, on the show. Yeah, you're from, like, uh, Edmonton or something, right? Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing, right. Close enough. Um, I just wanted to call, not necessarily Dick, but kind of ask what kind of sick Cooper Webb has up his ass. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? I saw a picture that he flipped Anderson off in practice. I saw that photo, too. Did you yep, see that? I've seen that one. Okay. Yeah, yep. I saw that. So, honestly, all these guys are idiots when it comes to practice, Sean. I've, I've written about this over and over. Yeah. I remember back like, when he, didn't, he blew all this, like, right off the track. Oh, yeah. Hey, shitty phones in Saskatchewan. Huh? Sean, phones in Saskatchewan not working so good, huh? You can cut me off. That's okay. I just figured I'd bring it up. You're fading in and out. All right, bro. Say hi to the wife for me. Thanks for donating. I, I don't understand you idiots. And I, and I Dude, and you know what it is? It's, like, you have 12, is it 12 minutes and 15? What is no, it? No, it's like 10. 10 and 12? Yeah. You have 10 or 12 minutes in each session. I ten. thought one was different. Nope. Okay. The first one's 8, 10, 10. Okay, listen, you have 10 minutes to go out there and set a time. If you want to be a jerk-off and wait to the last minute to get your super-secret time, then that's on you. No problem. It's, you can do that. But if somebody gets in your way, like, it's on you, bro. Put The things, you have 10 minutes. Make it happen. Yeah, but, okay, look it. Look it. You go out to the track. I don't care how much you warm up. You're not as warmed up as you will be by the end of the 10 minutes. Then you finally get the flow to the track down. So the last couple minutes is always going to be your best lap, no matter what you do. Then your heart rate is through the roof because your heart rate's even higher, I think, than the heat race because you're trying to throw this, like, super-duper lap together. And then you got dudes rolling in the middle of the track like bro get out of the way dude you're gonna yes they should get out of the way but you leave yourself vulnerable to those idiots because you waited till the end everybody's trying to do the same thing too bad don't be a dick then don't be mad 
Get your time in of early. Of course you can be mad. You can't get your time in early. If you look at all those guys, your fastest time will never okay, come so, in the first five minutes. So Okay, so your, your gate pick is eighth instead of sixth. So it's huge, third. Huge. It's thir- huge. It's third instead of fourth. Absolutely. Oh, God. Give me a break. It's huge. You're ridiculous. You're an it's idiot. It's huge. You're an idiot. One gate pick no. can make the you're, difference no, you're between a whole shot. I don't want to hear it. I don't oh, my hear God. It. Jason, what's up? Whatever. What's your question for Seven Deuce Deuce? He's an idiot, but what's your question? Hey, how you guys doing? What up? Good. Hey, I was just wondering, how come you guys, you, you don't have a VIP experience, Adam? I he do, does, bro. bro. You need to hook that up. Bro. Go to the Collective Experience on Instagram, Collective EXP, and you can sign up and you can hang out with me all day. Oh, really? Really, bro? This is a staged phone call. No, it's not. This I'm is a not even kidding. Phone call to promote your no, collective experience. No, this is experience. not staged. I promise you. Jason is probably right down the street from you. This is probably your no, buddy. he's not. This is no, probably your buddy. Jason, where are you from? Corp, I, well, I live in Corpus Christi, Texas now, but. All right. Collective experience. Uh, so it's, this, uh, this is Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Drakes. Dave Drakes. Good guy. You can do it. Go, go, wait. Say say that again? Dave Col- Drakes? No, collective experience. Okay. What is it collective. on Instagram? It's collective EXP. Collective EXP. All right. I'll go there. Uh, one more thing. I wanted to give uh, a shout out to uh, Terry Beal and Chris Kilbride because uh, I went down to Costa Rica and rode with those guys, and it was sick. Beal's a good so, dude. Yeah, Beal's a good dude. Dude, the riding was awesome down there. So shout out to Costa Rica Unlimited. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard that. Yeah, Terry Beal worked with him at Yamaha for a number of years. Yeah. Cool. Cool, it man. It was awesome. Thank you. Hey, thanks, you guys. Have a great night. You no too. problem, buddy. Thank you. Tyler, what's up, man? Tyler. What's up, guys? What up? Um, I'm, I'm from Camarillo. I'm sure you're familiar with that, Steve. Bro, Camarillo. I used to live there. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Santa Rosa Road, and then you go up down there and make a left after maybe 10 minutes and head up in those hills there. There you go. Brian Staben's house. Yeah. Live there. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. I'm familiar with that. Do you know where Staben lives? No, I do not. No. Oh, okay. That tr- he has a track. He had a supercross track that a lot of guys went to back in the day. Oh wow. But anyways, so. my question is, I'm I'm flying to Daytona this weekend. I just want some tips and parking and all that. All it's the wor- worst race of the year. Why are you going to Daytona? It's the worst race. It's terrible. It's, it's Daytona Speedway. I mean, I have to go. I just need to go. Well, you're gonna hate it. Um, <laughs> Listen, way uh, to hype it up, dude! Great. It's a good race to go Security to. Security sucks balls. Okay, oh they're, my they're, gosh, they're here 80, we go. They're okay. eighty-year-old men that uh, chase you down for all your, all your credentials. Get there really early because the parking is a little bit of a mess getting in and okay. out of the speedway. But they'll direct you to the right gate. I think it's gate five or gate seven. Well, you I got go the to. infield parking. I don't know where that. Where okay, that is. yeah, no, I think that's the same yeah. thing we all have. Um, okay. And, and uh, yeah, so just uh, you know, go there. You can't watch anything because the the stands are full, and then the, everyone on the pit lane side is full. And so, good luck watching, seeing anything. There's video screens that suck balls, and uh, it's supposed to rain this weekend too. So yeah, great, great yeah, job. I, yep. I've been looking at that. Yeah, it's supposed to rain. Yeah. Oh man, top ten for Deuce Deuce, bro. Um, I mean, honestly, just walk around, man. It is cool to go. Like, it is cool to stand yeah. stand on pit lane and look at the speedway and think about all the history of that. But uh, yeah, it's the worst race of the year for me. 
And then, and then any good restaurants? I'm, I'm there all day Sunday, too. So any good restaurants around there? No, it's all touristy stuff. If you want some good stuff, uh, right? Um, I went to a great steakhouse. Go down to the, to the Daytona Beach. There's a big bridge that goes... I, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, How do you he, explain it? Yeah, I don't um, know. But all around okay. the Speedway, there's nothing but touristy stuff. But if you go right down into Daytona Beach, there's some good steakhouses and stuff like that. But don't... You know, right by the Speedway is all just tourist junk. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. No problem. Thank you, you man. Appreciate, appreciate it. Sean, you fixed your phone? I fixed my phone. I'm yeah. sorry. You're better now. Yeah. What's up? Um... One more quick question I had. I saw the whole Suzuki team was running uh, the stickers for Chris Wheeler. Suzuki, is he okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's okay. Um, uh, he jacked up his back. He crashed while riding a Paula. Um, so he jacked up his back a little bit. He's got feeling and everything. He had to have surgery, though. He'll be out for a long time. But, uh, you know, he'll, I don't know I don't know if he'll ever ride again. I don't know how serious that is. But, yeah, he's uh, the general of the RM Army. We need him back. Absolutely. Good to hear you still doing good. Yep. And Deuce Deuce is definitely crazy. He's definitely a little bit mental. Yeah, he is. <laughs> With the whole practice no, thing. He is. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> yep. Sean. Appreciate it. See, Sean's Canadian like me. He's level-headed. Yeah, I don't know. He what understands. are you talking about? David, what's up, man? How are you? Seven Deuce Deuce! What up? All right. I had to wake up. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, the Lit Kid Award. I'm always uh, putting in my I will not eat hole. cat poop. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, no okay. Know. That was Mark's. Anyway, I, I was putting in my results in the poll, you know, under the uh, Pope site. Yep. And then I'm always wondering who's the who's the last week's winner. It would be a convenient place to put it. I'm not, like, savvy on Instagram and all this other stuff. I probably mm. can check all that stuff. And I, I want to see a picture of them. I want to see the picture of the kit that won as well. Okay. It's something you could do to a one-shop place that I could go and see the last week's winner. Along with his kit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Hill won this week? Yeah. Yeah, Hill won for last week? Hill won. Yep. Um, you could put in your little, when the, the trophy thing, you could put a photo of Hill. Yeah. Well, I do. He's just saying that it needs to be, like, maybe on Pulp or something because he doesn't no, do Instagram. No, he's saying it needs to be on Instagram. No. Oh. He doesn't, he's not Instagram savvy. Well, how does he not, if, he, if he's not Instagram savvy, how does he know the kid even exists? Because he sees the poll every week on and your website. And I listen website. to the Pulp MX show. Yeah, bro. And I have a Suzuki, so, you know, I'm in the Army. You're in the Army. Congratulations, Sergeant. Um. Yes. <laughs> so what I do, I, I just go to, like, Racer X, and I look up the, the, the picks, the, you know, all the picks, and I see everybody's gear there. And then I oh, try geez. to find out who won the lick kit, and I sometimes have a problem finding out who won. Oh, man, you, I mean, you got to get Instagram, bro. Just get Instagram. I mean, what's the big deal? Okay. What, what, you know. I, Get what's, it, bro. It's going to open a whole nother world. Yeah, dude. It, it, it's, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know how else to, I don't want to be a dick, but just yeah. get Instagram. Get Instagram, bro. Okay. It'll change your life. Yeah. It'll change your okay. life. Okay. 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 I'll try it out. Thanks, Try buddy. it out, bro. Thank you. Cool. Uh, all right. We're going to come up. Gringo. What does Gringo need time, he says? Marks, because we got to go to commercial. He, he just, he has some thoughts. He, he wants to be able to express them and, and not, you know, be rushed like you do with some other callers. Okay, so I, I want to talk to Gringo. Okay. We're going to talk to Sinjin right now. Okay. And then we're going to go, Gringo's going to be on hold, and we're going to go commercial break. Okay. Kiefer's going to come back on. Gringo will be on, able to express himself. Sinjin, what's up? What's going on, guys? Uh, Long time no talk, buddy. What's up? What's, what's going on with you? I know, I know. First and foremost, uh, 
We need to make a poll if Tapia really deserves that money. Even if he wins, I mean, dude, come on, we can't give it. You can't give it to him. He, uh, he, I, that interview was fucking unreal. Yeah, but dude, what am I supposed to do? Hey, Tapia, you won this thing, but I can't give it to you because you think the Earth is flat. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> you were fucking serious. Yeah. Yeah. Like he thinks Bro. the Earth is flat. Yeah, he does. Like that wasn't a metaphor, like for stupidity. That was like I really think the Earth's flat. Hey. The commercial break, look at, read the interview, uh, Deuce Deuce, read the interview that Moser had with him the other week. It's unbelievable. I couldn't, it was cringy. Uh, real quick, since I know you guys are trying to get to commercial break, uh, my question, I just saw a picture of Blake Wharton on the IB Corp team. What, like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's he was, racing him for IB Corp. Yeah, West he's Coast. racing for West Coast IB Corp, bro. He's going to come in studio soon, too. Uh, I don't know what happened. He was riding a Husqvarna for, a Husqvarna for Mun, and then Rhino picked him up. I don't know how that works, but. Yeah. Is he filling in for, I'm guessing, Heft or someone that's injured? And yeah, Heft. Be- yeah, yeah, somebody. We're at Austin. Uh, have a good show, guys. All right, thanks, Jim. Spending millions of dollars can get a brand attached to a race series or get a sticker on a race bike that may or not be using the product, but it can't buy heritage, 7 Deuce Deuce. Absolutely not. Maxima defines aspirational because they've been there since the beginning, aspiring to be the greatest motorcycle oil in the world. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husky, and more. Can all be uh, uh, can all reply and or be used for Maxima and um, it created for world class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. MaximaUSA.com. Love these guys. Official oil of Austin Forkner. Official oil of the Monster Cowie team with uh, Tomac Cross and, Jumper uh, and, and Bowers. <laughs> uh, Maxima USA uh, experience the difference. Uh, a great best oil out there, bro. Uh, a lot of teams that uh, aren't sponsored by Maxima buy Maxima and, and actually use it in place of some of their sponsors. So we love the folks at Maxima and uh, they're a big part of our team here at the Pulp Mech Show this year. So what we're going to do is give away a four-stroke or a two-stroke kit. Uh, from the Maxima folks, we're going to give it to our archive guys. So what you want to do is email contest at pulpamexshow.com and uh, just put Maxima in the subject line, contest at pulpamexshow.com, and we're going to give away a random guy next week, a Maxima oil kit for that guy. And we thank everybody for listening. All right, we're going to commercial break here on the show. Chris Kiefer's coming up. Gringo, is Gringo calling back? Yes. Yeah, he's, gonna, he's driving, so he's listening, so he's going to call back after commercial. Thank God. Yes. All right, we're going to take this commercial break. Be right back with much more of the 7 Deuce Deuce in the house. Yee! I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV... And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close 
to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stop. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing.
Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Great guys have been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. Pulp MX 17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. The whole Pulp Nation section on their website, Pulp Nation Code, saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray. Here in studio, Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel Vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. 
And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for talent and kite hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody. We thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. 
No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or broll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 
29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their Prolon start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Welcome back, everybody. That is the world premiere of the new Seven Deuce Deuce, I Do It Too. Believe it. What can you tell us about that song? Um, just a little bit of change up, just something new I've been working on. And uh, I have about 10 songs that, um, new songs that I'm working on, but I think I'm going to drop the album around 722. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I got a little bit of change up of stuff, you know, just some regular old stuff that's in hip hop. And I got some new moto stuff that I'm really excited about. And well, I was going to say, do you have some new moto songs? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do have, I have some new moto songs that uh, everybody's going to bang on the way to the track. So do you, I'm excited. Do you have a, a new subway rap? No, not yet. No, okay. no, right. <laughs> no new subway rap. Do you I have think... a new uh, Pulp Mex song? No, no new Pulp Mex song. You know what's funny? They're, they're you know what's, you know works, what's funny about you? You know what's funny about you? What is like? Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take all the credit here, but I'm gonna take a lot of credit. Okay. For bringing your brand. Oh, by the way, welcome to Shane. He's in the studio here. Um, <laughs> Rob. I, I just get it mixed up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Marks, Marks, you. You were just a listener to this show you before the producer job came, right? Yes, that's correct. Did you know anything about the Seven Deuce Deuce at all until he started coming on the show? Um, I would like to say yes, but that would be a lie, so no. Right, so we have brought Seven Deuce Deuce to the masses, okay? Uh, his Subway song, 
Absolutely yes. killed it. His Pulpamex song. Fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. The birthday rap to you where he called you a deformed eh, Teletubby. Not his best work. Not his best work. <laughs> we, but we liked it. And like, yeah, but we liked it. But like, now he just turns his back on the... Oh the, my God. The, turns you know, his you know, back. This is what happens when you go mainstream. Oh God. This is what happens. People, this is a classic sellout situation. People... <laughs> We, the Pulp Nation has helped Let's you. put it this way. Let's put it this way. Okay, Steve, what do you want more? A new Subway rap or a new Pulp rap? What do you want more? Oh, man. He'll, he'll do one. I'll do the other. You need to just work with Fantasy Sun. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to And then the app. Can you fix the app? No, I'm going to rap. And then can you also fix the, the Subway the, the to Pulpcast? And can you, nope. Can I'm going to rap instead. Can you fix the admin for the, the nah. file site? Okay. Mm -mm. You have 18 things to do before you All need to worry about rapping. All this free work that I'm doing for you is going to be put on the back burner so I can uh, be a rapper. Okay. Subway 2 or Pulp MX 2? Oh, that's like a burning building Subway question. 2. Subway 2. Subway 2. Subway 2. Okay. Yeah. Subway 2. And here's the catch. But it can be another restaurant. We just need it. Okay. Okay. Uh, some sort of restaurant, too. The deal is, is you have to pick the beat. You have to, you got to figure out what beat I'm going to do it to, and can I'll, I'll do, bust it can out. Can I do background vocals? Yes. Okay. Abs. Oh my. Like, like when you go like, Subway, and I'll be like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Subway. You send, I'll, I'll send you the song. Yep. And then you'll send me background vocals. Or I go, uh. And, yep. Uh, in a wave file. Yeah, yeah. And I'll put them in the yep. way I like it. Yep. And and we'll do it, but you have to pick a beat. So, so find a song. Actually, you know what? Find three that you like. Okay. Post them on Pulp. Vote. Mm -hmm. Have people vote, and we'll do a Subway Part Two. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, let's get the lit kit when we come up with Kiefer. We'll yep. Yep. Kit. Definitely. Uh, when this man. Comes up. This man is a legend of the show. Gringo, what is up? Hey, hey what's going on, fellas? What's up, you Gringo? You're bringing the ruckus to that ish. <laughs> That's right. Tear that shit up, bro. Bro, marks every hole, marks every hole. That's it. Fill it, bro. Fill it like, you know, you got to fill it. That's the way it's it. It's all ring stink. You yep. see your hole, you fill it. Yep. It's worse than a little heat in there. You're good to go. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, all right. I, I, what I want to say, by the way, when you did the rap with Adam that last time, bro, when you were going, ooh. Ooh, yeah, you know, it sounded kind of sexual that one time. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, that was the Teletubby, you know, the Teletubby rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there was dudes in prison all over the place. Hot <laughs> <laughs> that shit. <laughs> hey, oh. listen. Uh, uh, on a more serious note, I, I got three points I want to make, and I want to try to you know explain them properly. And you know, I love the show. And every time I listen, I feel like I'm sitting in there with you boys, like I'm, you know, we're hanging out. You know, I feel like I'm in there sitting on a couch. Yeah, I love it. But I got, no, but I got to say this: Why are you walking on eggshells about the Faulkner thing? He crossed over. He took his line. He knew he was there. You know, and I know. When you're on the track, anybody who rides or does a little racing, whether you're a C rider, A rider, Pro rider, you know that dude's right there coming up on you. I'm going to tell you what happened. He got a little tickle in his anus because he felt that dude on his back. He got goosebumps on his neck, and he, and he rolled that thing over on him, bro. You know, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I, I don't have a problem with Faulkner. I like all these guys. I respect uh -huh. them all. But he crossed over on him. He knew he was coming. He was bringing a ruckus to that ass. 
and he crossed over on him. He, and that's how I feel. I don't know why everyone feels afraid to just say it. No, I mean, I, JT and I, are, I think, are on the same page. He did jump. He did move over. But you can see he's hanging off the side. He's using extreme body language to keep his bike from going too far left. Like, he did not mean to go that far left. He just didn't. Yeah, but when, when you, as a rider, you hear, you know that bike's right there. I don't care what anybody says. I believe that he knows that bike's right he there. Did. He did. He, he does. But, he does but he's allowed to move. And, Two feet yeah, yeah. to his left. In the air, but don't we all have an understanding as riders that when you're in the air, bro, you you, you try to keep your line in the air. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Yeah, or yeah. It's like an unwritten rule. It's like the Bible of, you know, when you're at the track. You know what I'm saying? But but that's my opinion. It's, hey, look, you do what you got to do. If that's what he's got to do, then you do it. I got no problem with it. Just say it. Yo, yeah, I crossed over. I did what I had to do. Right, I right. was feeling a little. I was, I, he, to me, he looked like he was riding defensive. Dude, That's my personal but, opinion. But if he were to do that, he has a good chance of going down also. Yeah, you take a chance. But, hey, uh, they said his, uh, his break was out. They said his break. When you're in the heat of the moment, you know what I'm saying? The adrenaline's going and supposedly. Oh, gringo. You do what you oh, got to do. He's back. You know, that's my personal opinion. I still, I, I, hey, look, you do what you got to do. I, I respect all of those guys, but I, I'm calling it like I see it. Okay. And he crossed over. All right. You no know problem. what I'm saying? Yeah. I got I to let it out because I was frustrated. That I'm night. with you, you know, gringo. I'm with yeah, gringo, you. Gringo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, yep. Yep. Gringo, you're welcome to your opinion. It's America. And not only that, there was a little smack talk going on there. What was it? You know, after Arlington or whatever. And that was a racing incident. You know, and let me tell you another thing. You know, when these guys start talking all this baloney, especially the younger guys, look out for the guy that has a kid and a wife and Bill. <laughs> better look Straight out. Up. I'm going to tell you that right now because guys do whatever they got to do to put food on the table when they got a family. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's all I'm going to say about that. The other thing I want to say, because uh, I don't want to take up all your time, I mm-hmm. had to write it down here. Number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. McGrath. Okay, he made a post there the other day, and I like McGrath. I respect him, also love him. I, I mean, the dude's the king, right? So yeah. Across, yep. we all know that. But I got a little observation I want to make. Okay, when I was young, I started real young when I had my, you know, when we had our family. I was, I was almost barely. I think I was 19 or whatever it was, right? I'm dragging my kids to the races. And these guys are superstars. We look at them back mm-hmm. then. I look at them. I say, you know, you look up to them like they're gods. Yeah. We, you know, what they, yeah. what they do on a bike. So yeah. I would go to the race, and I'd be there. There'd be nobody around. i see him over there with the Costa. He, I think one time he was riding for Suzuki, right? Yep, yep. 97. You see, me, you, you see me there looking at you. There's nobody around. I'm there with the kids. But they make you feel like you're afraid, you're, like you're a pain in the ass. Like, you know, give me a thumbs up. Wave to me. I'm here to see you. Just give me a thumbs up. You make my day. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to check you out. But they they were kind of like Hollywood type of thing. Okay? And don't get me wrong. We all go through phases. You know, he's mature. And I'm not knocking him. I could have done the same thing. You know, I've done, I've probably done the same thing in one way or another. But what I'm saying is there's a flip side to what he's saying. I agree with him. They need to be more be able to be approached and i'm going to give an example seven deuce deuce okay yeah when you see that guy he don't make you feel like you're a pain in the ass no or uncomfortable no even if he comes off the track and he's tired 
and he's huffing and puffing, and he really doesn't want to talk to it, you would never know it because he's like, yo, I saw him at Tampa. I don't even get to say nothing yet. The guy's coming over there giving me a hug. That's that's yeah. an ambassador, bro. You yeah, no, he's, I, he's I, a man I, of the people. He is. Yeah, I'm talking, but I'm talking as an older guy. You got people with kids, all of that. Some of them don't know the sport. Some of them do. The thing is that he makes you feel like, wow, you know, I'm not a pain in the ass. And that's what these guys got to do. Even when you're tired or cranky, yeah. I know it's a pain in the ass, but that's what you got to do. And I'm going to tell you another one. And I like Emic. He blew us off too one day at Southwick, you know, and I understand you get off the track, you're tired, blah, 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 blah. I ain't got a big set of tits and a big camel toe, so you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I understand the whole deal. I understand. You're young, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying there's a flip to side to what McGrath is saying. That's all I'm saying. And then the other thing I want to say is, as far as the seven deuce deuce is concerned, this is separate. Honda, give him a fill-in ride. You want him, You want to do some marketing? Every guy ain't going to get on a podium. It's not all about wins. It's about being an ambassador. They love this guy. Put him out there. Give him a fill-in ride for a couple of rides. Give him, let him wet his beak a little bit. Give him a taste. Give him a bike. Give him a bike. Let Adam ride. Let Adam ride. You remember the commercial, I want to ride, I want to ride, I want to yeah. ride. Want to, want to, want to, want to ride, yo. Want to ride. That one it. You got yeah. the perfect dude. Give him a ride, man. Let him go out there and flex his wings. That would a be fantastic. Bit. Yeah, uh, uh, that, right? would be, that would right? be great. That would be I, sick. I, I'd be sick. Uh, I mean, you know, remember, remember Yamaha put Ben LeMay on the factory bike back in the day? Yeah, that was really cool of them. That yeah, was. They were like, "Hey, LeMay, all right, you're a long time Yamaha privateer. Jump on, jump it." So I like. Let's that. go. Yeah. What I'm talking about. All right. You know, it's a little little marketing there. That's all. I'm just saying. Oh, and I, I know Keith is not on the line. But what I wanted to say also, through your show, this is how big your show, you're getting too big because I can't even call in no more. The line's well, always busy. Hold on, Gringo. Like gringo. Fun. Gringo. I yeah, offered yeah. you a job on the show. I said you could I call hear. in anytime, leave a voicemail of Gringo's rant. Anything you want to talk about, Gringo, like fro and you not having a camel toe and all of that. <laughs> and I said, I said I would pay you and, and or I would give you whatever. And you just said, bro, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. I'm giving no, you I'm a not... spot, Gringo. Gringo's corner. Right, right. Well, no, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't saying anything negative. I'm saying you're getting so big. The show's so good. Yeah, but we, it's we, getting we, harder to get a hold of. I know, but you know how you, you, know how you do it? You, 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 you get a de- dedicated segment, and you don't got to worry about phone lines. You got, no, no, I'll tell you how you do it. You get a gringo hotline. I need my own phone line over there. That's well, what we, Lights <laughs> up like Batman. A gringo, gringo hotline. Things just start. That's what, that's what I'm Call it anytime. Right gringo's in. So anyway, you know yeah, yeah. So listen, listen. One more thing I want to say uh, with Kiefer. This what I was getting at was with your show and Kiefer with his podcast. All of these things put together, I just picked me up an eighteen Honda four fifty. Why I picked the Honda? Two reasons: the info, uh, the information that Kiefer puts out there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah which helped me make my choice because I'm a front-end steerer myself, and I wanted a bigger bike. I think you, know you should have I mean? looked at RM Army myself, Gringo. Nope. Hey, Maybe. dude, that RM is beautiful, bro. Beautiful, but, but bro. Check it out. But, bro. yo, but check it out. My hip is messed up. I got, I'm, you know, I'm getting older, bro. I'm an old geezer here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The electric start. You know uh, what I'm saying? I'll give you that. Uh, He's got a good point. When I'm kicking over RM Army and I'm exhausted. 
I am wishing for like I got a hey. <laughs> I'd rather save that little bit of energy for when I go home. I want to kick something else. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> talking about. Ah, yeah. I'm going to kick Pookie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, but listen, tell Kiefer uh-huh. that he, uh, with, those things are real informative. I've, I've listened to him two or three times, the suspension, clip, yeah, the yeah. bike shootouts, oh, all of that he's, shit. I, he's good, man. He's real I mean? good. Yeah. He's real good. So thank you for your show. All the information is just everything, all of the above. It, it's it's beautiful. That's all I got to tell you, bro. Thanks, Gringo. Appreciate it, bro. All right. All right. Thanks, Gringo. You're Gentlemen, the man, bro. I'll, I'll see you in Daytona. If it starts raining, bro, I'm out. Me and my wife will get a hotel. <laughs> Sounds good, Gringo. See you in detail. All right. All right. All right. Hey, uh, seven deuce deuce, if you need something, give me a shout. Perfect. I'm off Friday. Absolutely. I'm, you know, whatever it is, I took off Friday, so don't be afraid. I'm what not if, bullshitting. And I got a little, I got a little present for you too. What if he absolutely? Need, what if he needs a prostitute? Could you get him that? <laughs> we don't need that, yeah, Gringo. Can, you're gonna have you, see, yo, yo. See, listen. See, see, you're breaking the rule, bro. You've got to call me up on the hotline for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing, bro? Sorry, bro. My bad. All right. All right. We'll see you, man. All right, gentlemen. We'll talk to you later. 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 See you later. The great gringo. Oh, everybody. man, I freaking love that guy right there. It's fantastic. Let's get uh, what's his nuts on the line if you can. Uh, Nick, what's up? How are you, Nick? Hey, what's going on, boys? What's up? Hey, uh, gringo took my idea about the fill-in ride for Deuce Deuce. Oh, that'd be, great. that'd be great. Yeah, it would be. Hey, did anybody bring up Jim Hawley uh, quoting Steve Mathis? Yeah, I, saw, I, I heard that. I was watching when he actually did that. Holly and Daniel Blair gave me credit for the Nets. It was, it was no, they did. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, justice. I mean, no yeah. one. You know, it's better. We'll we'll start there. We'll start there. Awesome. <laughs> we'll take take it as it is, huh? Holly's Holly's a beauty. He is a oh beauty. man, he is a good dude. Yeah. So he's, um, he's great. Hey, Mathis, uh, best dress question: uh, Lease or caps this weekend? Oh man. Well, uh, right now the way Freddie Anderson's playing, I'll take the caps. Unfortunately. Freddie Anderson best is though. best dressed though for the outdoor game. Oh, though. for the outdoor game on caps. I thought yeah, those yeah. uniforms were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, so. uh, wasn't sure you liked that or not. No. I'm not sure how much I appreciate you using that uh two letter word that we probably should never say again. Yeah. But oh, um, uh, uh, my bad deuce, my bad deuce. Yeah, yeah, you're bad, bro. My it's bad. all it's my all bad. good. As long as you never say it again, it's all good. Hey, hey, that's fine. Hey, by the way, I heard that uh, that asshole talking about uh, his fantasy points and you not making the main event. That was pretty effed up. Yeah, it was, but yeah. it's part of it. Yeah, you get it. So, yep. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Love hey, you, you get the next one, bud. Absolutely. Let's go, baby. Uh, seven Deuce Deuce in studio here with the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com Fly Racing. Also, Race Tech, suspension and engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us, as well as folks at Honda World Downey, 30 minutes from anywhere in L.A. Uh, go down there, talk to uh, Steve, mention you're with Pulp MX, and they will give you a killer deal on anything uh, new or used Hondas. Uh, like I said, 30, 30 minutes anywhere from L.A., 605-5 Freeway Meet. Great guys, we've had some listeners buy trucks and vehicles. From That's these where guys? my chick got her new car. Really? Yep. Did they, did she mention Pulp Mix? Uh, I don't think she did. Ouch. Should have. Ouch. Could have got her a deal. Dang. How was your chick? She's doing good, bro. When are you gonna lock that thing down, bro? Dude, I don't know. Soon. Dude, she's though. gonna get snagged. Soon, bro. She's she gonna get. She's snagged. not getting snagged. Seven Deuce Deuce got her on the hook, bro. No, bro. In the pits. 
<laughs> there are master fishermen in there. Bro, master you don't, fishermen. Okay, let's just put it this way. You don't know my background. You don't even want to talk about fishing, bro. You don't even want to talk. Seven deuce dudes bringing home trophy fish, bro. I'm just saying. Period. I'm just saying. It's been a Period. long time you've been with her. She's a, she's a, she's a top-notch broad. Real Come on, classy. Bro. She is. She's top-notch. Lots of fish. I cannot deny. Kids. Right. I cannot deny top-notch. Uh, Gear Alloy, everybody. Get your truck in gear with the folks at Gear Alloy. Benny Bloss, Blake Baggett, running uh, using Gear Alloy. There's a Gear Alloy wheel display in the pits of their truck. Go there. And uh, Anthony Rodriguez, of course, and, uh, and Dakota Alex on the... 250 side, but uh, Baggett and Bloss running gear alloy on their trucks. Big part of that team. Uh, so go to SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Use the code PulpMX17. Uh, SoCal Super Trucks offers a complete range of custom wheels, tires, suspension, accessories. Whether you drive a Ford, a GMC, a Chevy, Dodge, Honda, Ram, Nissan, there's a gear alloy wheel style for you. 20 different wheel styles to choose from. Did you see the, the gear alloy on my truck? Dude, I pulled up. It looks and sick. I was like, I have the lift oh kit up front to level gosh. it. I have a level kit, and I have those gear alloys. And honestly, if your I'm truck not, could be the sickest truck I've ever seen with those wheels on it. Okay, you don't got to go that far. <laughs> like, but you just got to say the gear alloy wheels look good. Oh, that's they, they look that's, good. That's all you got to do. No, they did look good though. <clears throat> gear alloy, get your truck in gear. Let's get into right now from Atlanta. He was our Pulpamex correspondent this weekend. Friend of the show, Chris Kiefer. Hey, Steve, Adam, good evening. What up? Do you think Entignap needs to lock down Ash Money ASAP? Oh, yeah, I, I told him that already. Don't you feel like <laughs> Don't you feel like in our pits it's a very dangerous situation to have someone like Ash walking around without any sort of commitment? What's funny is I normally would say yes to that, but I know Ash a little bit, and I can read her really well, and she's full commitment on on Adam. So I don't think she's like that. So I think he's safe in that aspect, but I do feel like he should put a ring on that shit because if he doesn't soon, she could skip out because she probably wants, you know, clock's ticking there. Clock's ticking, bro. Yeah, but, I mean, on the other hand, too, I'm fully committed to Ash, too, and I think I think the time's coming soon, and uh, and they'd honestly make me nothing happier to marry Ash, for sure. Let me just tell you something real quick. I'm not going to go all gringo on you right now, but... Um, <laughs> gringo called, by the way. He bought a Honda because of you. He did? Awesome. That's he bought a brand new 18 CRF 450 because of you. I tried to convince him to go RM Army, but he wasn't having it. The kickstart. Of course you would. Yeah. The yeah. kickstart yeah. turned him. Yeah. Electric start will do it, man. That's what, you know, it's a little bit extra money, but that works. But hey, okay. seriously, like, when you get married, your whole life changes again. It's so much better, dude. Hell yeah. I think, too, it's with Ash, better. and that's what's so cool about it, and that's why I'm not, like, even tripping about marrying Ash, is because I think it will be better. You know, I feel like so many people will talk about, oh, marriage, fuck, everything changes, it sucks, da 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 With Ash, I have, like, absolutely no issue with that at all. It's not even, like, a right. thing where it's like, oh, shit, I got to commit? Oh, man, this this is going to be gnarly. Uh, hold on, Kiefer. Kiefer. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but no good. You're good. Uh, breaking news! Uh, breaking news on the Public Mex show. Lit kit nominees for Atlanta: <laughs> uh, Justin Brayden, Eli Tomac, and Dean Wilson. Congratulations, <laughs> everybody! You got the Lit kit, baby! 
Let's go to the bottom of Papa Max. And vote. Congratulations. Congratulations to our three nominees. Eli Tomac. Oh, man. What, what, wow. What great picks. Breaking news. Wow. Oh, that was oh, – man, okay, I'm right. so relieved. Okay, oh, back, man. To, back to Kiefer. Okay, back, back to Kiefer. Okay, uh, what were you saying? Kiefer. Hey, if Dean, does, if Dean doesn't win, that's bullshit. I don't know. I wasn't – honestly, I Dean, feel like the red gloves could have been yellow, but whatever. Yeah, Dean's gloves are off a little bit, but his kit was good. Man, yep. The whole thing looks pretty good, and I, I believe in a mixed-match glove. I believe – best dress believes in that. Yeah, I think I think a mismatched glove can look good, but the problem is, is I think maybe that he's wearing them for a little bit of an OCD lucky thing other than an actual uh, kit thing because I've seen him wear the red gloves almost every weekend with every kit, mm-hmm. so I don't think he's actually necessarily – because I know red and yellow go together, but I don't right. know. We'll see. I'll um, have to chat with him. All right, Kiefer. So you are driving home from a weekend of Atlanta. You hung out with our buddy Randy at Michelin. Uh, yesterday, yep. um, it, uh, you are not made for covering these races, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you. Let me just let me just preface. This, right? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Let me just preface by by saying you do a lot of work. I've done this before three years ago. Same situation, same feeling I had when I left Atlanta. Nothing's changed. So, um, it, as, the minute you touch down. And you start, it's all guns blazing, man. Like, I'm walking, I'm talking, I'm meeting people, I'm going to the press box, I'm, I'm down, I'm trying to get, eat something to eat, I'm walking. It's just all, it's wide open. And it didn't help that the pits were yeah. 75 miles away from the stadium. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I give you full props, Steve. Um, no, no joke, it's a lot of work. I mean, Heather can attest, she walked around with me the whole time, and... She just, yeah, she's like, man, I mean, she does do a lot. And you're go, just Absolutely. covering a race, bro. You're bro, not, it, you're not splitting the atom here. <laughs> like, you're just, you're just well, covering the race. I feel like I have big shoes to fill when I go. So there's a lot of fucking pressure on me. So <laughs> I really try hard to do a good job. And Dude. then when I fuck something up, I fuck something up. I feel like it's tenfold. Well, like, um, we have a review for you here from a caller, Kiefer. Uh, stay on the line. Okay. Here's, a, here's, here's a review of your weekend. Okay, Steve, first-time caller, long-time listener, yada, yada, yada. We need to do something about Kiefer. That that post-race interview, that was, like, that was just <laughs> terrible. He's, like, his audio's all messed up. Like, I love the guy, love Kiefer, but fuck me, man. <laughs> he sounds like a fucking creeper <laughs> whispering around. And he interviews none of the fucking good guys. Come on, Kiefer. Sort your shit out, dude. Uh, the reviews are oh, in, Kiefer. It's, hey, it's not hey, good. Okay, let me let me stick up for a second. He is right. I fucked up the Could audio. Be a dick. I, 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 I mic checked it. I was good. Um, I must have, you know, carried it around and fucked with the mic level a little bit on the volume, and I didn't check it again, so that's my bad. But not all of them are bad. I, I went back and listened to them. Turn the fucking volume up, people. It's not that hard. Yeah, Turn seriously. Turn the volume up. Uh, it, if it makes hard. you feel any better, I got a lot of really good comments on my uh, on my uh, Kiefer post race. Yeah, post race interview. The thing is, Steve does all the same top dudes all the time. I want to do something different. Like, 
Steve does these, you know, the privateer stuff during the week, I'm like, you know, I'm going to walk back there and interview these guys that don't even make the main event. What about these dudes? So I talked to some of them, you know, Casey Brennan, didn't know nothing about him. Cool kid from New Mexico, knew nothing about him. And I wanted to do more, but a lot of them just checked out. So, and that's another problem that I guess, you know, I told, I told Steve is I had to choose to go to the press conference or go to the pits. And I went to the press conference and got, Brayton and Osborne, and that's all I got. And by the time I got back to the pits, everyone was gone. So, so yeah, that was uh, that was a long weekend for me. And then traveling sucks balls, so I don't know how you do it. He there on our group text seven dudes. Two, I mean, <laughs> this man, you would have thought we sent him to like a German concentration camp. <laughs> It was it, it, it was just it was just Atlanta, bro. And, and like a press Man. box, a press box, all access. He free food. You know, he hung out with Randy. Like <laughs> straight up. Like he was so miserable, dude. You know. Okay, so I was talking to Pookie Keeper, and she was telling yeah. me about like how you were like making plans before, and you had all this shit set up and all that shit, dude, bro. Yeah. You gotta wing that shit more, bro. You're putting too much emphasis and stress on the situation, bro. Dude, Just hop I on the. F- wound. I am so fucking wound tight. Yeah, <laughs> I out. No, bro. You gotta just hop on that plane. You gotta, you know, you gotta write down some rhymes, play a little bit of mad skills, touchdown, and say, "I, right, whatever happens, happens." Let's get some interviews. Whoever's gonna be here, let's do this. That's what Steve does. Steve just walking around I the pits that, in his but... cargo pants, like, "Look at this dude. I'm gonna interview him. Get this guy. Get Tomac. Get, get him over here." I just, you just gotta boss up, go I into mean, the rig with the microphone, and just get it done. He's just not. Yeah. He's not meant to leave the high des. I guess. <laughs> He's like, no, you know how I got, you know, I got an umbilical cord attached to the high desk. I would rather test fourteen days fucking straight than go do what you do. You you are like one of those tortoises that you take out of out of their environment and they just die. Just that's what you are. You're like this, this rare desert. I didn't eat all fucking day. I didn't eat. I ate one time during the whole day. And Dude, Steve, he right. has a fu- he has a buffet up in the press box that he didn't eat all day, dude. No, there's nothing out there, dude. The press box is bogus. Dude, my <laughs> cheeks hurt so bad he's, right now, yeah, Keeper. Then he's complaining about. <laughs> hey, he's complaining about press box <laughs> life. He's complaining about free press food. Box. Oh my gosh, I can't stop laughing. I I just want all of our listeners to know that Chris Kiefer (laughs) had the ultimate factory ride and hated it. Hated it. I want to be down with the people. The press box, there's a. I wrote this in my article that I worked really hard on it. It's not up on Pulp MX yet. I'm really sad. That's Swiss Core. He should have had it up by now. I I told him. (laughs) Okay, anyways. There's a glass wall. I can't hear the bikes very good. I can't smell the smells. Like, I feel like I want to be down there watching more. Um, And it's cool to be up there and looking at everything, but it's tough, man. Like, it's tough to tweet and watch the race. Like, I feel sorry for guys (laughs) that have to do all the shit at once. He said it's tough to tweet and watch the race. Dude, you can't. When you're fucking pushing buttons with your thumbs and you can't do watching, I'm, I'm not that good, man. So like, stressed, dude. Dude, he you know. is, dude. You hear how much, like, he's just overthinking this. Like, dude, I, like free trip to Atlanta, brand new stadium, <laughs> press box life, and just hating it. Oh, I, flew, oh, I, flew Heather, I, I flew Heather. I flew. I feel so, I, Thank I feel God. Hey, thank, 
Thank God I flew Heather because you would have been a fucking disaster. <laughs> dude, you know what's so oh good God, about everything, dude. too? It's like Kiefer's not even like, you know, he's not even just like a nobody where you just sent a dude. With, no. You know what I mean? It's he like Kiefer. That's what I'm saying. He's right. walking around, you know, you know, the Honda guys, you know, the Cali guys, you know, the Yamaha guys, you know, all these guys. So it's like, yeah. Keith, bro, you just got to go up and be like, yo, what's up? You know what I mean? Post race interview. No, How'd I you have do? no problem interviewing people like that's no problem for me. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot of work to be done. And when I'm at the press conference, I did the two guys, and then other dudes are gone. And then I walk down the pit. Everyone's the diesels are pushing out, dude. They're gone. <laughs> Bro, then that's at that point where you kind of just say, you know, I just let's do it. You know, you go around, you walk just, around, and you just get some dudes. You'll you'll be better at St. Louis, Kiefer. Don't worry, you'll be better at St. No, Louis. No, fuck, fuck that, Steve. You'll no. you'll be better when Dude, you go to the Gateway okay, City. Okay, Kiefer, you have to give yeah. this another shot, bro. <laughs> three more years. Three years. I'll do it again. No, 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 no. You have to give it another shot this year because I feel like this time. You know, you got your feet wet, and you need to hit St. Louis because the I've, pits the pits are indoor. It's I've close to the track. Heard, I've been to St. Louis. I've never heard someone complain about a free trip to a Supercross in that's, my life. That's what I'm saying, Keith. You, I mean, dude, you have to give this another oh, shot. We got, uh, we got Tony on the line. Tony, what's up? What's going on? How are you? Hey, Steve. How are you? We're good, man. What's happening? Oh, I thought I'd call him. Kiefer is the guy that abused me at Milestone for wearing Adam's lit kit shirt. <laughs> oh, lit kit, lit kit, lit kit, lit kit. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> so Kiefer's really super nice to his fans, except when you you know you wear, you wear something like that's you know classy. I'm standing, I did. I did. I'm I standing there. I got that kind of The guy goes past, giving me the finger, abusing me, so I had to chase him down to get to his bike. <laughs> Hell yeah, Tony! Great job, Kiefer. Great job. It was. It was. I've I've talked to him a couple of weeks ago out there. Anyway, so it was all a good laugh. No, oh, well, believe me, he and, hates you. And the day before, the day before, I've been up seeing Eddie and Ty uh, watching Eddie practice. So it was. It tied in really well. All right, it's perfect. Thanks, Tony. Hey, um, that collective experience, anybody that wants to do it should do it. I did it with Ty back at A2, and I'm doing with Adam in a couple of months' time at Las Vegas. It's oh, awesome. sweet. There we go. Collective experience, everybody. Do it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Tony. Catch Thank you. you. Okay, catch you guys later. Uh, Kiefer, did you, uh, did you run into a lot of fans? Yeah, that was, I think that was, the, I had the best time meeting people and shooting the shit about dirt bikes, and I love doing all that. Like, there's a lot of people that, Listen to polls. Listen to the you know my podcast and Weege and JT were trying to get a hold of me all day because there's this one guy that would not leave him alone because they wanted to meet me and talk dirt bikes. So finally got got to meet him at the end of the day. So that was cool. But yeah, no, it was it was a good time. We had a great time. That sounds know, like meeting it. all the people and doing the race. But dude, yeah, it was just a lot of work. Dude, he's complaining. Okay, so let me get this straight, Kiefer. You got a free yeah. flight to Atlanta. You're famous. Yeah. The wife, you got to the meet all. Fr- the wife. wife gets a free flight. Yep. You're famous. You get to meet all the fans. You get to go to the Supercross and sit in the press box with the free food. And then you had to interview some guys after. And then you went up to like some bike ride in North Carolina and then flew home. And you're what? What's going on, Keith? See, see, on the surface it sounds easy, right? But it's not that. Simple. It's not that black and white. <laughs> I love it. This is amazing. It's not that black and white, like. He's super demanding. Like, he wanted a lot. You know, he says he doesn't, but I know deep down he's like, you better perform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm a taskmaster. Just... Was this like a keeper after dark thing you were just talking about, or what's going on here? Um, who? Uh, what was? What was a couple of cool conversations you had with riders or or team people or anything, Kiefer, when you were there? Um, I had a good conversation with Dino Dan at Yamaha. Yeah, uh, we talked a little bit, and uh, I had a really good conversation with Brayton. I didn't even know Brayton listened to my podcast, but he told me that he listened to it driving to the club, so yep. I thought that was super cool. And uh, basically, yeah, I met a guy from Europe that's super into dirt bikes, was out here for a couple of weeks, and uh, said that, yeah, he loves everything that, you know, you do, and um, purchases stuff from whoever advertises with you, and just, yeah, there's a lot of core people out there that listen to the show that appreciate what you do and what you, what you bring, and I just think that's important. You know, I just like taking the time and talking to them. Yes, sounds like you really like your time going to the races. Sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> did you see Bichelia in the net? Did you see Bichelia going to the net? Yeah, I was right behind it. And how glorious so we was that? Literally, we were literally in Chick-fil-A behind the net, and Bichelia comes flying <laughs> through the net, breaks the net in half, and I go, holy shit. So then we decided everyone, and then everyone, as soon as that happened, there's like 20 people walked down to start taking pictures of the net. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, but the thing was, the way they had the net around the berm, it wasn't, luckily, Bashelia went inside and hit the net, but if someone went straight and clipped that last jump, they still would have missed the net and went straight into the crowd because they yeah. need to wrap that thing all the way around. Yeah, they need more nets for sure. I think they're going to probably see how well it's working and get some more, right? Um, yeah. Who impressed you the most, rider-wise? I, in between you just being miserable, was there somebody who, who impressed you? I wasn't miserable. Um, <laughs> basically, I think for me, the, the most feel-good story of the night obviously was Brayton. I thought that was really cool that he won, and he rode really good that first main event. Mm-hmm. And I know maybe you don't want to hear it, but I was actually really impressed with Chris Blows um, in the daytime qualifier because he got seventh in daytime. And uh, I know his bike isn't like any other other bikes that you know are up in those top five, top seven. So what, what, he actually really impressed me. Why do you think? Why do you think I don't? Why do you think I don't want to hear that? I don't care. Well, I mean, you guys don't get along that no, well. No, I'm so, listen. He was he was a douchebag to me. I wasn't a douchebag to him. He was a douchebag to me. It's fine though. Whatever. I don't care. Good for blows. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know your guys' back history, so I didn't know. So, but yeah, no. I think no, he, seventh he is awesome. Spot. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Brayton, of course. And I think those two just stood out the most. There. Actually, Chad did good too. I was surprised. Yeah. Chad yeah, Chad rode a lot better. Yeah. Um, and then how was mountain biking with Randy? Dude, that was really, really fun. Like, I didn't get back to Randy until about 3 o'clock, and that guy is on the rev limiter as soon as he pops up, man. He is like, kick, 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 kick. woke me and Heather up, like, at 8.30. Are you ready? And I'm like, fuck, no, I'm not ready. I want to sleep in a couple more hours. But uh, we woke up and did a cool 20-mile mountain bike ride around some waterfalls, and he brought his buddies, which were really fun to hang out with. And, uh yeah, it was just cool to get away and do something different. And what kind of bike did he get? What kind of bike did he get you and Heather? Like, is it good bikes or what did he get you? Yeah, well, we had a his buddy had a couple more bikes. We borrowed his, and uh, I think I rode Randy's. He had a specialized, and uh, Heather rode his buddies. And yeah, we had a great time. All four of us just cruised around. It was really fun. Hmm, fantastic. Kiefer does yeah, Atlanta, so I mean, everybody. Kiefer does Atlanta. Yeah. Soon to be hey, Kiefer does St. Louis. He had de- he had flight things. delays. The pits were too far. He didn't eat. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't get interviews. 
Hey, just... is there normally food in the press, in the no, press box? No, there never is. There never is. Okay. Yeah, there never is. Okay. Because I always see like the shit that they would put out, but it must be for NFL teams or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, I mentioned this in my article, but maybe you can elaborate on this. How do these monster girls get flamethrowers, dude? I don't know. That's something new this year. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they, they won't let the riders ride down the fucking hill into the pits, but they'll give monster chicks flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. You know how sketchy dude. that is? Heather and I were sitting in the press box, and we're watching the opening ceremony, and I see these monster chicks just spraying, spraying flames and shit. I look over at Heather, and I go, are you fucking watching this shit? And she's like, yeah. And as soon as I said that, a flame shot out and damn near hit the fucking first row like a splash zone in a sea world. And the fucking flame went right by a kid. I was like, did you see that? And she's like, yeah. I go, that chick has no idea what the fuck she's doing. She's got a flamethrower over here. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Oh, shit. I want to know how they got that freaking thing past security, bro. I couldn't yeah. even barely get a T-handle. Dude, there's like six of them out there on the yeah. Oh man, like, no dude. Way. Dude, they, it was almost a roast zone, bro. <laughs> Splash zone, roast zone. <laughs> what's up? Uh, Let's fire retarded clothes if you want to sit five rows up, dude. What's your? <laughs> that would be the. the f- oh. That would be oh. a quick. Uh, veto of the flamethrowers if it caught somebody oh on fire. Oh my gosh. Imagine what Feld would do if they caught somebody on fire. Just lit a kid up. You'd own Feld. <laughs> you would own Feld. Hey, that kid would get the lit you. kid for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, these making these riders, poor riders push their bikes back. They yeah. How, how about the carnage? Ferrandis, Pike, Itsudi, and the two, I mean, off that triple. It was nuts. Dude, so check this out. So I was sitting behind that berm watching them during day qualifying, and I'm sure Adam's going to test this. The line started getting driven to the left where the tough block was hanging on the face of the triple. <laughs> and, dude, that's what all those guys did. They clipped the tough block or got too close, and they just got ejected. So gnarly. And, it I don't even gnarly. understand how Weston got up, dude. I know, right? No, I know. Dude, like, Ferrandez literally broke himself in half and his bike, and Weston just like, oh, uh, I'm yeah. racing. <laughs> like, what? Right. Yeah, Weston did. Like, he like he sat there, punched the tough block a few times, got up. <laughs> I'm going to walk out. I'm going to go race the main event. Dude. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go win the LCQ and get seventh in, a, in a, one of the things. Yeah, like, uh, absolutely. It was it was nuts, man. Hey, just... real quick, I want to elaborate on the Forkner-Osborne thing, okay? All right. Um, I'm in between. So I tweeted out that I thought that was bullshit right away. So I was you like, did. man, crush yeah, As soon as I saw pe- that, I go, that. People thought that was me. People thought that was me because they didn't quite know that you were Great. taking over. Right. <laughs> so as soon as he did that, I'm like, Dude, that's jacked up. And then I saw the replay, and I think he meant to to go over a little bit, but I don't think he expected that to happen as quick or as far as it did. So, right, 
Yep. Granted, I don't think he meant for Zach to eat shit, but I knew he was trying to cut down off off of that berm coming up to cut down on the inside. So it fucked them both. But um, yeah, I don't think he meant really kill Zach. Yeah, but, but dude, like, no, Adam thinks uh, he deserves to die. That no, okay, I don't think he deserves to die, but dude, claim it. I mean, dude, you chopped him. Straight up, fork yeah, and chop them. Okay, whether yeah. whether oh whether it's oh I meant to go two feet less. Okay, say he went two feet less, still probably almost taking Zach out. Think about it. Right. Zach landed on his rear wheel, on his rear fender. You go two feet over. By the time Zach lands and hits, Zach's down probably two. Right. I don't see it that way. Um, I don't want to hey, keep hashing this uh, thing up. What? What? Huh? Hey. After the after the whoops and the sweeper, Adam, you you triple and then triple on the table. Yeah, I couldn't really tell, but why was wasn't anybody tripling and then qu- almost Fouring? tripling over the tabletop, landing on the downside of that? Because it was it was honestly so big you couldn't make he it. He said Coop tried it. Coop tried it a couple times in press and didn't make it. And then after people okay. saw Coop not make it, they kind of were just like, eh, not gonna uh, happen. I thought, I thought for sure someone would quad that on the downside and then triple and then single. Dude, you know? trust me, that's what I wanted to do. I thought I, 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 thought I saw a tweet that said Marv did it, but no way. No, no, no Marv, okay. Marv didn't do it. Okay. Marv, um, I feel like, would be the last guy to do it. Uh, Skippy, you got a question for Kiefer? What's up? Yeah, I was just wanted to ask real quick to uh, change the subject. Uh, can you tell us, Mr. Kiefer, what is your most interesting flying story? In regards to flying on, you know, flights. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a good story. This is this was fun. Um, so flying one day, I, don't, I think we were flying back from an introduction or something, and uh, I was sitting in front of Stapleton. If anybody knows Dennis Stapleton, you can, <laughs> you can kind of tell where the story's going to go. Um, but, yeah, just Stapleton sat next to this chick. I'm sitting behind him. We're just kind of rapping a little bit with her, and uh, – I don't know anything what's going on. I don't know what, exactly what they're talking about in the row in front of me. And uh, I see Dennis go to the bathroom. And, I mean, this is 35, 40 minutes in the flight, literally, like, not that far up in the air, right? right. I think the dude just turned the light on off so he can walk around. Um, and then the chick proceeds to go back, too. Me, didn't think anything of it. Didn't think anything of it. And uh, they come back, they sit down, and I'm thinking... Son of a bitch, dude. I think something went down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, turned out, yeah, they did the Mile Hog Club thing. That quick. That Mile Hog Club, huh? That game that dude has. Staple. Nice job. Yeah. All right. I don't have that game. Steve, any any, uh, interesting stories that you've had? Have you ever seen any crazy shit on the planes? No. One time uh, uh, I got to, like, kind of sit there and, like, have an extra dessert in the first class aisle. They had the they didn't have any desserts and nobody took them so I started mowing down desserts when I was standing up there and they didn't care. Good time, so Skippy. Seven, hey, hey, so seven deuce deuce, you've only been flying for a couple of years now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so uh you just sit back and you just enjoy. Do you do you uh have you experienced anything, uh any particular airlines that you like more or less? Um, uh, Skippy, that's dumb. We got to go. Uh, Chris dude. Kiefer on the show. Any airlines that you like? Skippy. I mean, really, seriously. Spirit's my favorite. <laughs> I, 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 I did fly him. Hey, uh, Kiefer, I flew him um, Frontier. 
back Frontier Airlines. I bet oh. you didn't fly Frontier. No, he flew United. Oh, nice. Yeah, I used mm-hmm. my miles for him. Sweet, bro. I was trying. Believe me, if I had flown Kiefer Frontier, he would have quit Pulp MX. Like, he, he he's Dude. already on the verge right now. I just want you to know who's uh, more committed to Pulp. Um, last question before <laughs> Kiefer's got to go. Cody, what's up? Stop it. <laughs> hey, Kiefer, that was fucked up. up. Sorry, Kiefer. What's up, Cody? I got a new uh, factory edition Friday. Did you take yeah. Did you take the number ones off? Yeah, yeah, they didn't even put them on, so I oh. just got them in the wow. folder. Thank you. That doesn't help my cause. Thanks a lot, caller. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I listened to your podcast, <laughs> and I was kind of on the fence. I'm coming off a of going to get a Yamaha, and I'm like, all right, I'll break down, spend the extra money on the factory edition, and. Yeah, long story short, I got 1.4 hours on it. I went and rode it at Thunder Valley, broke it in, and the uh, air forks blew out. Or something, and I don't know, they're just sunk down. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that sucks. Take it back and get a so, Honda, bro. I know, man. I was debating on it, and then I listened to Keeper's podcast. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, right. What about? I, I rode one, too. I rode my buddy, 17, and, I mean, they're nice. They're badass, like they handle great. I was on a 15 Yamaha before, but and too, I bet you the forks didn't blow out. When get you an RM it. Army, bro. Get an RM Army. <laughs> Nobody wants to kickstart, Steve. Yeah, but I gotta say, man, it seems like uh, hey, the RM Army is like six grand cheaper than that FE right now. It really is. <laughs> That's no lie. Believe too. me, man. I wish I could take it back. Get a Yamaha. <laughs> Kiefer, right what do you now. what do you got to tell this guy? Hey. That's a fluke thing. That doesn't happen. I mean, I know many guys that just got theirs last week, and they've had the same amount of time that hasn't happened. So take it back to KTM. They'll be their warranty. They'll fix it. They'll, they'll tear it apart, you know, make sure everything's good. I can pretty yeah, much guarantee that won't happen again. Yeah, if, if they don't um, – if, if your dealer says no or they want to charge you, uh, reach out to us and maybe we can try to help, huh, Kiefer? Because that, if that is true and, and if you – yeah, it was 1.4 yeah. hours. I actually sent you a picture of it on Instagram. I don't know if I yeah. did it right. I'm not too Instagram savvy. But uh, no, I will yeah. say if your dealer doesn't if your dealer doesn't help you, email me and I'll try to reach out to someone at KTM to to, to get you in contact with someone. Yeah, right on, man. And I called my RG3 in Denver here. He, he wants like two grand for the air fork, like or for the spring fork conversion. Like, man, that's. Nah, Kiefer's, Kiefer's, Kiefer's a fan of those uh, WP Air Forms. If you have to, yeah, no, yeah. I figured I'd give it a shot, you know. But uh, yeah, I will say, man, it seems like the low end power on it is a little bit less than the Yamaha. There's some sections that you know I keep in third on my Yamaha, and it seems like the KTM you need the down in gear in some sections, you know. So the difference between that and the Yamaha is like, first of all. KTM takes a little bit longer to break in. It's going to be tight for the first four to five hours. It'll free up and it'll be better. That's what she said. And then <laughs> second, second of all is the difference between a Yamaha and a KTM, you are right. The Yamaha has more excitement down low, but you will be able to pull second gear longer on that KTM than you will a Yamaha. So yeah. don't be afraid to, to use second gear because it, it'll last a little bit longer than that Yamaha. So, um and also, you can go to a fourteen fifty two gearing, and that will also help close the second to third gear gap. Um, so that's something you can look into as well. All right, there you right go, on. Cody. Cody, do you think I should send Kiefer to more races? 
Yeah, man. I think he did a good job. I listened to the post race. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. All right. <laughs> Sounds good, Cody. Thank you. Yeah, right on, dude. We're, we're going to send him to St. Louis. We're going to send him to, to Indy. We're going to send him to Vegas. Nope. I'm not even St. going to Vegas. <laughs> All right. I got to make sure I do my work. All right, Kiefer. Thank you for coming on. I know even this was a even this was an inconvenience for you to come on the show tonight. <laughs> everything, everything is you going. You told me to, hey, you told me to dig deep. I, I'm 15 freeway driving home, and I dug deep for you. Everything has been upside down in your world. I understand, <laughs> Kiefer. It's okay. <laughs> Hey, I'm getting back to my normal life in my own bed and my own shower. I could eat sandwiches again. I'm a happy man. You can have. How many days were you actually gone, Keeper? Dude, it's three. How many days? Three. 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 He's he's like, <laughs> dude, like most people would be like, yes, I'm going to get out of town for three day weekend. It's going to be sick. Keeper's like, oh my God. I, need, I miss uh, my he, bed. He's going to have his bed. <laughs> his bed, Heather, Oreo, sandwiches, <laughs> Oreo the dog. And just, life will be back that to normal. That's pretty accurate. That's what's next. And I was like, man, I can't wait to get home. Man. Unbelievable. Get program again. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate Love you, Keith, for you, right, man. Dog. Right, have a good time. All right, see yeah. you in St. Louis. All right. Later. Here's Keith for everybody. Dude, I love Keith. He was so miserable. <laughs> he was so miserable. I could Sending tell, too, just so stressed. Like, when you're when you're listening to him talk, he's like, oh, man, dude, I'm telling you, bro, it was a lot. Dude. You know, like, Steve, you are like, dude, you're above and beyond. I didn't understand how you could do that much work in a day. Oh, God, my <laughs> life is so terrible. Oh, my God. I, get, I get free access to a Supercross race in the press box. Oh, oh the press God. box. Oh, my God, the walk. All right, everybody, btosports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. Tyler Entignap depends on BTOsports.com for all of his needs online, and uh, so should you. Call and mention Pulp MX and get a deal with the folks at Pulp at BTOsports.com. Whether you're driving a UTV, riding your street bike, blasting a berm on your dirt bike, BTOsports.com has got you covered. They've got an amateur team now as well. Big deal with Mookie. Mookie and BTO are now one. Uh, we'd love to, love to see that. BTOsports.com, they got what you need. Best prices anywhere, bro. Free shipping, like over 600 bucks or something. Uh, so anyways, uh, these questions are submitted to at Mix Show on Twitter. Mark's over there in the corner. Picks the best ones for me and the 7 Deuce Deuce. Let's go. Let's do it. Click. Let's do it. Start with this one from Eddie O'Keefe. In regards... Eddie O'Keefe. <laughs> it's not even real. <laughs> Pretty sure it's real. Um, in regards to rider numbers, what number, not rider, do we see on the track again first? The seven or the five? And who do you see wearing it? Um, oh, That's a good question. I will go with the seven on Anderson when he wins the Supercross title. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Boom. Oh. I don't know, though. A five on Marv might look pretty good, considering he's 25 already. How's Marv going to get a single digit? I don't know. He might want it. How? He's got to win something. Oh, that's true. No, I thought you just had to be top 10 in points. Oh, boy. Here we go. To get a single digit, you got to win title. Mm. <laughs> Guess I didn't mind, know that. Mind blown. Mind blown right now. Yeah, light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! 
Uh, this one's from Todd Martin. Since there are now three Triple Crown races during the season, do you think the Monster Energy Cup will lose some of its appeal? Yes, no. it still has the Joker lane, but it's no. so similar now. No. Okay. Nope. The reason is is because Monster Energy Cup has more appeal because there's fresh bikes, fresh guys. Everything just changed. It's that kind of stagnant part mm-hmm. of the season where nothing's going on. And Sure. Uh, from Tyson Stegall, do you think race one of three of the Triple Crown has great racing because the track has limited ruts, being fresh, and gives riders more options to move around the track? Uh, not a bad theory. No, I think um, okay. my theory on this is I think the 10-minute moto is, um, is better competition because there's more guys that have a little bit less fitness and they think that they have a better shot. So I think there's more guys that wouldn't necessarily have the confidence in the 20-minute moto that have the confidence in a 10. Boom. This one's from Nick uh, Antle. Sure. So when the tracks are different in real life compared to the animated track maps, what constitutes that? Lack of dirt or the design just not translating well to real life racing? Uh, both. Yeah. I think they sometimes be like, oh, shit, we're running this, out of dirt. This week was a lack of dirt. I talked to the guys. Yeah. There was supposed to be an extra tabletop. They didn't have the dirt. They were scrounging for dirt. They didn't have it. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm fine with it. If you if if Dirtworks thinks that they'd rather make a couple less obstacles and have more dirt for the transitions and the jumps, I'm absolutely fine with that. Boom. This one's from Trevor G. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Why is Supercross Live against showing the 450B final qualifying? How much blame do you put on Daniel Blair for this? 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do that? No, they, uh, after the... After oh, the, they do interviews, huh? N- yeah, after the the 450A qualifying second round. I think that's the last of Supercross Live. Not Daniel Blair's fault. Right. Kyle Harrell wants to know, Mathis, give me your best Andy Harrington story. Me and my wife met him in, in Atlanta this weekend, and I think he was factory KTM with you in 2000. He was. I was his mechanic at Pontiac Silverdome. He put his shoulder out for the 800th time in the daytime qualifier. Um, then he came back at Southwick that year and he was horribly out of shape. Didn't make the motos. I don't think he got one point all year and he was not an outdoor specialist. He's a really good dude though. He was really funny. Good kid. Uh, good skills on a supercross track, but he could never stay healthy. Then his bike caught fire uh, at Phoenix on a Yamaha a couple years after that. That was pretty good. It slid on the pavement, you know, and then really, yeah, yeah, wow. Um, so yeah, that's a couple stories for Andy. I did work for him that year, two thousand. I worked for Keith Johnson, Kelly Smith, Andy Harrington, and I think I worked for Thane at one race. Roderick Thane. Damn, talk about a buffet. Oh yeah, no, I, I had everybody. Yeah, you really got around, huh? Oh, I did. I was, a town, <laughs> I was in a gangbang. I was town bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who was that on that drop? <laughs> the thing is, is like he he's a, he's a jerk off because he takes the the sayings like out of you know yeah. out of context. Oh sure. Well, how how do you take I was in a gangbang out of your context? Because Damn I, it! Now he's gonna I put was, a drop on me. No, I was probably like saying, uh, you know, I was probably like, yeah, one day the seventy Stews told me, hey, I was in a gangbang, you know, or something. totally yeah. just like how yeah. I said what about it. Right my now? mom giving BJ's. <laughs> See, that's uh, I did not talk about my mom, Debbie. That was another mom that I was talking about. All right. 
Oh, that's He's good. an asshole. He just needs to worry about <laughs> fixing pulp. Oh, that's, that's great. the greatest thing ever. Uh, Eric Harvey wants to know for everyone. After watching the MXGP opener, do you think a relatively fast and less rutted track like that produces better racing than the USA Outdoor Nationals? Yeah, because like look at Lakewood, right? Like um, especially those night races. Remember when they really groomed the shit out of Lakewood and under the lights, and it was great racing. Yeah, absolutely, the rough track holds guys back. I don't know, understand what we're doing in the U.S. Series motocross wise. We just we prepped them all exactly the same way. They almost have all the same soil now. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. I think less is more in in that case. This one's from Nick Palmer for Steve. Seven Deuce Deuce, Phil, and A-Ray in a burning building. Who do you save? Oh, shit. How many can I save? One. Oh, I, I save the Seven Deuce Deuce for sure. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Sitting right here. So. Has nothing to do with him being here in the studio. Sitting right I'm, here. I'm what sure. am I going to do? Yes. Uh, this one's from Braden Boot. Cooper Webb has had an amazing finish both second and third main. Do you see these results continuing? I think we do. Absolutely. We talked about earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah boom. Um, this one was about Jesse Nelson's Instagram story. Did you see that one? At I all? saw. I don't know anything about it though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't really, Did you I don't see think one? it has to do with Craig because I don't know. I mean, I seen Craig like pushing Celia around the other day, like today on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> boom. This, this one is from, Stosh and Amers. Seven Deuce Deuce. What was more, bro? Osborne's gritty finish or Pike racing after his pa- practice? Pike. Practice? I mean, dude, the dude was like, what, what, what are you on a triple? Like 30 feet in the air? Yeah, he was high. He was like 30 feet in the freaking air. And he landed with no dirt bike and then still raced. I mean, don't get me wrong. Zach Osborne's one heck of a gritty dude. We seen it last year in Vegas. But... I don't know if Zach Osborne <laughs> does what Pike does. He walks away. Yeah. Um, Boom. This one's from Charlie for Deuce Deuce. Um, have you noticed a difference in qualifying in terms of aggressiveness for Triple Crowns? 100%. 100%. Dudes are getting after it. Oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it was send it before just for a starting gate spot. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Good luck. Go send it. If you die, you die. Right. And Steezy Steve, I don't know if you answered this already, he wants to know if there's a new album in the works. Yes, there is a new album coming out seven. World debut tonight. World debut of one of the songs. Yeah. It was hot. Um, new album new coming. New Subway uh, song coming. N- yep, new Subway song coming. New album coming 722. I'm going to have some music videos. Really excited. I got a lot of moto content on there. I got a lot of regular content. Bust out that fur coat again or the fur whatever that was? That's old news, bro. We're going to have some new stuff. But, um, yeah, no, excited. And I think the music's better than ever, and I think the quality of my stuff's good. It's just it's kind of one of those things that's been put on the back burner because I've been training so hard. I really don't have any time for anything else. So when I get a minute, I like on the plane rides, it's been cool because I've been able to write some rhymes and uh, and do some stuff. But um, the producing's probably going to come a little bit later after Supercross. All right. That was all. BTOsports.com. BTOsports.com. Call them, mention Pulp, put Pulp in the notes, and they will give you a hell of a deal. Whatever you need for your biker body, BTOsports.com has got you covered. Tyler Entignap. My favorite Entignap runs btosports.com. 
Uh, also, too, Malcolm Stewart, of course, a big part of that program as well. Um, thanks to Justin Brayton, Zach Osborne, Carlin Gardner, Seven Deuce Deuce, Kiefer, JT for all coming on tonight. Which which interview did you like best? JB. All right. I think I like JB. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Carlin, but he yeah. definitely sounded new to the show, which is normal. Yeah, but that's, that's normal. I um, thought um, JB, good interview. Uh, we're going to run out of time for voicemails, but people, I've got to tell you, like, seriously, stop fucking making them so long. Like, <laughs> get in, make your point, hang up the phone. There's people that just go on and on and on. We don't have time. This is for not your, the race tech rant. We don't have time for your complex breakdown on how to fix the triple crown system. We just don't have time for that and don't care. Just come in, say what you got to say, hang up. Boom. Right? Boom. That's it. Easy. Uh, all right. I want to thank you people for listening. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, I'm going to name off our sponsors. You tell me first thing that comes to your mind. All right? Okay. Are you ready? Yep. BTOsports.com. Tyler Antiknap. Fly Racing. The best gear out there. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Uh, ben LeMay. Vortex Racing. Uh, my Red Alloy Sprocket. All right. Gear Alloy. Uh, the rims on your truck. Roost MX. Uh, Christina. Vertex Pistons. Um, gosh, I, I had a Vertex Piston on my 08 450 that um, saved my life because I broke a piston and I had to put a Vortex in. And saved his it life. worked out. Saved his life, everybody. Uh, X-Brand goggles. If you wear X-Brand, you won't win. You will win. Mission of Starcross 5. Um... Who's, who's the guy I met this weekend? Star Michelin guy. Randy? Randy. You never met him absolutely before? Absolutely great guy. No. You never, never met, met him before. before. He came up to me. Absolutely amazing. Super cool dude. Love the dude. Did you meet him at Yuck Yucks? No, I met him at the race. <laughs> I don't know what Yuck Yuck is. He but. was probably just done his set there. Yep. Uh, Maxima USA. <sighs> Cross jumping. What? Yeah, because Forkner, Maxima, cross What about jump. the dogger? Nope, cross jump. FMF. Uh, Donnie, little D. Works connection. Getting hole shots. Atlas neck brace. Uh, I want to say Marvin, but that's Liette, so. Um. <laughs> that's actually the exact opposite oh. of what you should say. Um, Atlas. Jason Anderson. Oh, Jason Anderson. Atlas that was the guy. Sorry. Ma- Marty was, runs them? Yes, yes, Atlas. Oh, and Villapoto, I think, runs them, right? Yes, he does. Yep, there yes. you go. Uh, Atlas oh, bro- shit, asshole. AtlasBrace.com. W wheels? Uh, black rims, red hubs. Guts Racing. Dustin Pipes and his whole ATP team with those blue seats. ATP? ATP. They run at guts, guts? Yeah. Guts Racing, official seat foam of the HEP Suzuki team, as well as uh, many other teams. Uh, Get Data, a, pr- a works part for your production machine. Get Data used by Cooper Webb. Chad and Reed. Ma- and Chad Reed, many others. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks, Seven Deuce Deuce, for coming in, man. Dude, thank you Appreciate for having it. It me on fun. the show, bro. I always love being it's, here. It's great. People love it. Our phone lines, Marks, a lot of calls tonight. Yes, I didn't hear half the show. So that means <laughs> a lot of phone calls. A lot of phone calls tonight for the Seven Deuce Deuce. That's good. Don't forget, if you want to win a Vertex Piston, attach us on Pulp Mech Show Instagram account and show us a photo of your KX250F. We'll give you a Racer's Choice uh, Vertex Piston. Also, a Maximum Oil Contest. Uh, we're going to give a two-stroke or a four-stroke you pick uh, oil kit with a T-shirt. 
contest at popamexshow.com to be put in a random draw for that. Next week, Daniel Blair will be here. Oh, right in that chair. Nice. Not familiar with him at all, but he'll be there in that chair. Yep. Uh, and uh, so thanks, you people. Thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Pookie. Thanks to Moser. Thank you, Marks. Thanks, Shane. Coming in. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, for the both of us. Rob. Rob. I, Rob. I'll get it straight. Rob. Thanks, Rob, for coming yep. in. And seven deuce deuce, everybody. We will see you next week. I had two things on my mind. Winning races and smashing pussy. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Speak my name.